never wanted to unleash my legions. So that was a lie. Anyway, tonight on Edge of Empire, Michael is making noise in the background from here to eternity. Graham asks you to come and see the amazing wonders of oil washes and pin washing. Chris contemplates the longest day as he wonders how bad the exchanger to the custodians will be. And Rob debates with us, is the Raiders in the Sky the better film or appointment in London? Hello there, and welcome to Edge of Empire. Once again, coming at you, Cleopatra. Year 6, episode 14. Would you Adam and Eve it, as they say in Essex? And it is with Essex in mind that I will introduce all of your hosts this evening. Myself, Graham Mills, a.k.a. the Maggie Smith. Famous person <laughs> of the podcast, talented, uh, devastating, and ancient. Next, have up, you, have and you watched? Uh, she's yeah. not. She's from Essex. Is she? Yes. Oh, she's I very good at accents. She's very good at accents. Then. Very good at accents. Yes, Mrs. McGonagall is not her, her real voice. No, she she does the same voice in the best exotic marigold hotel. Oh, as well. She does not seen that film, Graham? Because I yes, mean, I know. Okay. Anyway. Next out of the bag, he's cute, he's cuddly, he's slightly round. He is Mr. Michael Bottrell, the Nick Frost, also born in Essex, of the podcast. Always cheerful, always happy. I'll take that. I'll and take that. I, I would take that indeed. Next out of the bag of Rogue's Gallery, he's youthful. He bounces around, always smiling, always happy. Rupert, the Rupert Grint, if you will, of our of our little thing. He is, in fact, Chris Mills Esquire. This is getting. This is. Uh, and why is it going to end up for you, Rob? At this point, yeah. No, Hello, I everybody. Think you, I think the ginger reference. I thought, is this me? No, no, no. no. Normally, the fish in the barrel is last. So, I yes, mean, yeah, that's yes, true. That's true. So next out, the fish, the at the bottom of the barrel. He's revolutionary. He's crazy. He's obsessed with conspiracy theories. He is robbing slash Russell Brand. Also a famous Essexonian. I don't know what they call you swine. <laughs> Funny, but also pretty riled up about things generally. So there we go. But, but, but I've never been on smack. That's true. Just going to that put that true. out there. Nor have you ever been married to Katy Perry. Yeah, that's also true. Not that I remember. No. Or, I or, remember. or to our Probably. knowledge, have a have a sex addiction. So anyway, <laughs> I don't are. know. Like, I mean, given some of the things he talks about, you know, you've got a fair point there. Anyway, let's move very swiftly on before somebody asks for details. So here we are, Adrian Byatt's the podcast all about Horace Heresy, not about attaching names from locations to people. So tonight, dear listeners, we are going to do the following. <clears throat> Take a look at this month's new releases. Always exciting now. Uh, we talk about all the things we've been up to in the world of hobby, painting, modelling, et al. We also uh, went on a little trip, as, as mentioned, to the darkest depths of Essex on the east of England. And uh, myself, Mr B and Chris will regale you of tales of high adventure 
And finally, this evening, we will be delving into what we refer to as the State of the Union, all things impactful and delightful in the world of heresy. So without further ado, welcome, gentlemen. It is lovely to be back together with you. Chris doesn't sound too good, but everybody I'm else. Just, just, I'm, just, I'm still lingering. I've, I've been rejuvenated. I've had my, you know. Unicorn blood, and I did have the Rona, yeah, and that was not a lot of fun. Yeah, you did seem uh, very ill. In fact, so you couldn't do the podcast, which is the first time in six years is, and fourteen episodes. Absolutely, I'd, and then I just I sat in bed that night, just just worrying. Oh, this is it. This will be the best episode ever. The fans will be crying out for more. They're yeah. only at ninety-five percent strength. Yes, so exactly. Right. We did miss that valuable five percent. So anyway, it was all about the lists. So uh, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was a good episode. I mean, I'll never listen back to you it. Never listen back I'm to sh- anything. You could listen to that one though, couldn't you? You could because listen you to that one. Your voice uh, it, that's very true. You're, you're not wrong. Mm, I know. All right. Before we <laughs> delve into the fact that, do you think I'm going to listen back to this yeah, stuff? Do you listen, think I'd yeah. listen to you if I, in any way, shape, or form? Which is a really good way of advertising our podcast straight out of the Michael Bottrell school of advertising podcast. Uh, look, okay, look, 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 look. I don't so know why anybody as, listens as, to this. Yeah. As I've said to everybody who has ever asked me the question, yes, yes, yes. basically, I have a conversation with my friends. My friends record that conversation. Yes. My friends put it on the internet. That's okay. basically it to me. That's, 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 that's you're, you're a done deal. So basically, you're sort of in... Shake it all about and out again, like a yeah. Of, that's, you know, I'm, I'm the talent. That's like that's a, lie. Beyond that, like, that's like <laughs> that, and I've often been described as such. It's Town tis was for the internet generation. He's like a it's modern like, day Chris Tarrant. Yes, he is. Just kind of comes in, messes about for three. Does, or does his for lack of a better phrase, does, does his business and does goes. his business and, and and gets a taxi home. Okay. Anyway, before we draw even some more, even more interesting parallels between that and Rob. Let's move on to the new releases. <laughs> Mr. B, what are you Hi, guys. Chris here. I'm here with the Warlord Titan and her crew of the Argent Monarch. Say hello! Perhaps I'll stand a bit further away next time. But anyway, we're here because the Princeps was a bit sad that the Argent Monarch looked like every other Titan on the field. Isn't that right? So we gave them all the details of Battlebling, an online web store where you can get all the bits and pieces that you need to make your titans stand out, doing alternative weapon options, alternative bases, heads, everything you need to make your titan that little bit different from the one you're about to Volcano Cannon. Well, someone found it funny. So why not visit Battlebling for all of your little updates and little tweaks that you want to make for your Warlord, Reaver or Warhound Titans for Adeptus Titanicus. And that's not all they do, but it's certainly worth checking out. Wouldn't you agree? Just Google Battlebling today and that'll take you to Etsy for all of your bits and pieces. Okay, new releases. We got a small amount, which, to be honest, a year ago, this would have been like, wow, what a month, all these releases. But this this time it's a bit small, probably because we did them last time, and that was a big list. But we've got the Dimos Pattern Predator Support Tank. It does come up later in the State of the Union, so I think we'll probably have a good talk about it then. 
but we've got this is the second tank with the other weapon sprue uh, conversion beamers baby yeah you got Why your conversion you? beamers Why you got your because they uh, look like a 50s ray gun and they look cool from a as a long uh range thing they're not terrible there's so many better options on that tank there are, well, there I, are. no i agree with you there are better options there but as a long range weapon they're not terrible yeah, but when um, we generally play on a four-foot-wide board, they're a little bit pointless. Yeah, I mean, yes, and also, bear yeah. in mind, in, in today's world of what was good is now terrible, I think they've also been somewhat adversely affected by the version 2 cull, as it were. But anyway, yeah, I mean, what was bad is, you know, <clears throat> what was bad is now good. You'd expect conversion beamers to be like strength 10, AP 1, everywhere. But they weren't that bad. I suppose they weren't that bad. I mean, they were AP blast templates. So they're going to be AP blast template, but probably rending or something, I'm guessing. Uh, like. Yeah, but you get within 18 inches of them and they were like... They were, yeah. yeah. They were like AP, no, AP the, the, even guardsmen are laughing at you. No, the conversion beamer was not great in the last edition, but this edition it does seem better. You've also got not just the, 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 the conversion beamer. Is it any, different? Is it any different? I don't think it is. I think it... Well, it won't be... AP dash, will it? It'll be no. It's, so it's, it's, no, I think it's I think it's AP four, is it? Yeah, I'd thought so. Yeah. But we also have in there. Uh, you've got the oh, where is it? Where is the rest of the weapons? You've got the the Magna Melter Cannon, Flamestorm Cannon, and the Neutron Blaster. Okay. Oh, and the Plasma Destroyer as well. So, so oh. it's a useful bit of kit to have. And the Neutron Blaster is good. Yeah. I think it's a useful kit. It's just the melter's can, all right, isn't it? it it's forty pounds, um, and you'll get twenty percent off of that. Well, sorry, fifteen percent off of that. Twenty percent this week at uh, Element Games. <coughs> um, so that's going to pretty good. Thirty-two so, quid. Yeah, um, and it's not a bad tank. I wish they had just put the one sprue in the the two sprues in the same box, but I guess you know. Yeah, but then who takes predators on their own? It's going to be quite expensive. Well, not really, because no. I mean, no. if you had this, if you had, there's four sprues. One of them is weapons, and there's two different weapons sprues because one of them belongs to the yeah, other yeah. main. And I'm saying, I wish they just mm. done one box set rather mm. than spread it out over two. But yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess at the end of the day, they want to keep the price down, because you know. And yeah, but, uh, but then again, my point still stands. Most people take them in at least pairs, so you buy one of each and get some magnet. Yes, I can see myself getting a few of these actually. To be fair. Uh, okay, so then yeah, I, mean, we... I think I'm just having a look at the conversion beamer because I is it, is yeah. it it's not is it heavy conversion beamer conversion. Uh, beamer. Yes, I believe it is. Yeah, which is so, yeah. I don't know, I'll take it all back. Man opens up digital copy. Yeah, well, heavy conversion beamer. If it's more than two <coughs> inches away, strength eleven or twelve is that? Strength AP? strength twelve AP one. More than more than 42 inches away. Which you can't fit uh, because the tank is more than six inches long. You can't be more than 42 yeah. inches away if you're playing short. Long you can if you go cord- corner to corner, you can. Corner to corner, you can. But or you just put two balls that's, together. That's why I've, I've, I, I love the concept of the conversion beamer. Yeah. It's just it's just such a, it's a weapon impractical for weapon for, yeah. Yeah, it's a weapon for Epic or Titanicus. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, like you say, it's it's kind of situational because the the kind of most of this damage is going to be done at strength nine, AP four, heavy one. Still with heavy one, large blast. I suppose AP four. Yeah, but AP AP four. Yeah, blind. Yeah, good point. But I mean, 
yeah, it's, you're going to get a save, I suppose. It's when, that, when, that, when that Solar Ox comes out next week, then, you know, take all the AP4 you want. They will be absolutely terrified, but it's a lot more expensive than a heavy bolter, which will kill them just as easy. Yeah, I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to get some of these for my armoured spearhead, and I think the melter is my weapon of choice here. Mm. Um, just because it's it's a little like a bit like the mini Kratos cannon, three yeah. shots, strength yes. AP one, armor bane, thirty six inches. So, you know, you're um, no armored ceramite anymore. So your Spartans, you'd have to get a bit close. Eighteen's a little bit scary because you're in charge range, just. But um, yeah, you, you know, you could do a number on a on a Spartan, and that AP one is super useful, as I found out. So. Yeah, I think I'd probably go with those because also three shots at strength eight is also pretty good against um, your, <coughs> your friendly Terminator squad. So I think that's probably what I would do. I can't remember what the other options are. It's just the Laz Cannon on the other one, isn't it? Laz Cannon, Auto Cannon. can't remember what the other two are. Mm. But yeah, interesting stuff. So anyway, it's nice to see them in plastic anyway, and they look great. So yeah, some more will be had. Oh, absolutely. I absolutely agree. It's great to see them in plastic. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to get some for my death guard at some point because I, as I said, I want to make a, a tank army out of them. So, uh, right. OK, so moving on, we've got uh, the rest is all Forge World Order. So this yeah. is direct only, as it were. You've got Corswain, Paladin of the Ninth Order. He looks like Noel Edmonds. No, I'm, I'm, just, I'm loading a picture of who he looks like. Okay. And you've just on the, ruined in the dock. Me. He is. He is Noel Edmonds. He is House David. Party. He is. He is David Beckham. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah Scroll yeah. to the next page. That yeah, okay. that photo yeah, there. Scroll to the next page of what? Where where are we where are we putting this? Is it? Is this I put it in the I put it in the uh, document. Just. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. No, I can see that. I can see that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not wrong. That, a suave. Uh, David. Oh yeah, Beckham. that's true. Yeah. Bigo Martin also place. rocked that look for a little bit. Yeah, but it's still not Edmonds. But the but the normal the normal plastic um Mark Six guy looks like Aragorn, so yeah, we can't have the entire First Legion looking like Aragorn when they take the heads no, off. I, no, true enough. Um but anyway. No, I mean admittedly still... Aragorn's got another enough other names to go around the entire Chuffing Legion. Yeah. Um, but, no no Mr. Blobby there. Okay, cool. Not a bad looking model though, I've got to be honest. Yeah, he's all right. He's uh, gorgeous he's model. Cool. Yeah. But I won't I be think, buying it. I was gonna say you're gonna get didn't you buy you you made your own didn't you i prefer him with a helmet one to be honest okay then we've got the two death he's a bit tasty as well that chap just you know yeah just just fyi just for fyi plus two plus two strength duelist edge two murder strike four plus oh yeah Yeah, let's uh oh yeah he's he's not he's not rubbish like (laughs) three plus in month will save in combat three plus in month blimey anyway we'll we'll, we'll talk all about that in a minute uh next Uh, up to be Okay, so yeah, next up your, we've got the Death Guard Praetor. The Power Armoured one is £26.50. I quite like this guy. Yeah. Yeah, I quite like him. He looks really nice. He's got quite uh, a cool pose going on, hasn't he? I mean, for a yes. given value of looks really nice, as in it's a really nice model. He himself doesn't look nice. He looks like he's a genetically engineered Evil. psychopath. But yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What's that gun he's got there? Combi... Grav, is it? Or Combi Flamer? Don't know. Uh, no, it's not Flamer. 360, 360, that is a Combi Flamer. Yeah, it's a Combi Flamer. So be a Combi Alchem Flamer. Okay. I don't like the helmeted head. Do you not? 
No, it looks like a third party. Looks like a looks like a dodgy third party component that. And we all know how yeah, much he's got I a like it. Spiky on his on spike on his. Yeah, mind. again, yeah, he's a bit, um, he's a bit, you know, he's toast the ca- toast the Kaiser kind of chat. Yeah, he's trying a bit too hard. Yeah, you know, my. But there's a lot of those season. old pickle helm things that are on yeah. um, Death Guard, aren't they? You know, are the- underneath you expect him to look like uh, Frome from Magnificent Men in Their Flying Machines. <laughs> Crikey. Um, yeah, I know what you mean, Chris, because didn't Plague Marines used to have spikes? Yeah, they're the, yeah, they're they the spiky had pickle and what have you. Yeah. All right, yeah. Cool. Anyway, oh. nice. I think it's a good-looking model. Yeah. The yes, the other one, the Catapachai uh, Praetor. Uh, um, uh, um, he is. Uh, I think he looks better with his helmeted head. He, I think he looks exactly <coughs> like the baddies in the Fifth Element. Uh, oh yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big. Yes. Um, not, not the baddies, the Mola G ones, yeah, the one who yeah. leave the leave, yeah. leave the key. That's the one, the lumbering things. It yeah. looks yeah. very similar to that. It's I, I think the the thing that messes with it for me is the way it, the way he's done his cowl. Like his cowl looks like he's just got really really matted hair. Oh yes. And the paint really. job the paint job doesn't help because <laughs> it's not that, <laughs> it's not a million miles away from a potential hair color if you can't see the cloak at the same time and it's like. What's going on with his head? Yeah, just he—he he just like he looks like a normal human shoved into Terminator armor. Yeah, he's death guard. Just, he should he have. He looks a, too. He looks too. It looks too big serious, for him. Serious bulk there, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's death guard. He should have a baldy head and a half respirator on because that's what death, that's what death guard look like. Okay. Well, anyway, not quite so enamored with that one. I mean, it's still. Also, a what is that massive gun? So it's got a combi on the on the side. Just yeah, he's got yeah. a side. Be, he's got a side beside as opposed to a over and under. A combi grenade launcher. Ooh. Mm. Okay. Ooh, oh, and, and his axe. To be honest, I'd be murdering my armoring surface if if someone if I was expected to go into a fight with a blade in that state. Uh, yeah, that's the thing with the Death Guard. They don't clean this stuff. Yeah, but, well, yeah, but it's still got to work. There's Have you never watched out. Forged in Fire, Michael, at eleven o'clock on Channel Whatever, there's, there's, where they where they do chunk, the old blade tests? Yeah, there's chunks uh, yes, out of that but, blade that are big enough if he swung at somebody, he could still he could hit somebody and still leave them unscathed because he'd be stood in the gap going yes and. As I said, the Death Guard. That's just their trick. That's just their thing. You can green stuff that easy enough. They keep that stuff until it's um until it's literally useless. No, because okay. this—he's not a plague marine. That shouldn't be rotten and broken. That's, that, that's what the—that's what they were always in the um in in the law, even in the uh, heresy. They don't really give a damn. I, as I long bet as they would give a damn if a knife wasn't sharp. As long as it's functional and it can still kill stuff, um, they're happy. No. But no. You, they might be happy. Rob is most certainly not I think, happy. I think, they, I think they um lean too much into the Death Guard a dirty kind of thing. But as Leeds as, Armory Rob is not happy. I just, no. just uh, I would like to point out it's a model from a game. It is, but, yes. And, and, and unfortunately, it's also this close to Halloween where I've been carving pumpkins. And to aid me with that, I have a spoon that I have sharpened in my workshop and it's sharp enough to shave with. So if I've got a spoon that you can <laughs> shave with, he can put a bleeding edge on a proper axe. Okay. All right. Moving on. In, under supervision. OK. Uh, Death on, Guard. We have Death Guard. Don't eat soup with that spoon, just in case. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did put it back in the drawer once and did eat something with it and sliced both sides of my mouth open. Yeah, that's... Uh, 
yes, we have um, upgrades, Mark Six upgrades for the Death Guard. That's helmets and um, shoulder pads. I think I, but I don't like the paint job on the shoulder pads. But uh, I actually think they look don't look too bad. And the helmets look really good. I really like the helmets. Are right again? They're a bit, a bit Kaiser Wilhelm, but yeah, you're right. But that's that's the Death Guard look. That's how they. I agree. I can understand. I can go. Behind that, that's how they've always looked. And his little doggy. And they've um, got, I am rain. Yeah, the, the, uh, again, bald <coughs> half respirator. That's what they should all look like. Oh, that's... that's no, but... For you. I am rain. Rain serious. You merely adopted the night. Yeah, you really <laughs> the heresy. I was born in it when yes. it cost me a month. I am disease. <laughs> and then we have the uh, good old um, blood. Keep trying, Mr. B. Keep it rolling. That's keep it. It rolling you can, Mr. Keep B. trying, Mr. B. You're going to fail, but keep trying. Come, come, Mr. B. Upgrades. Uh, oh, and I hate so much. I don't mind them, so but much. I've heard I've yeah. heard quite a few polarizing views some people are like yeah they're okay and then some people are like chris like it's lazy they're horrible they are lazy. i just all right they would look good on thousand suns yeah no i can see yeah. that they, they kind of make them look like they've got gold eyeliner yeah, yeah. Or, i mean yeah. I, eyeliner if you when will. they came out i sent you this a the picture of ming the merciless yes. and the the uh model with the yeah. what plaything can you offer me today okay um well, uh, you're not wrong, actually. Is it Max von Sydney who played Ming? Yes, it, it was is, Max yeah. von Sydney, yes. yeah. Well, yeah. Very good. Apparently one of his favourite roles, because he just got paid an absolute ton of money and got to camp it up for, like, two weeks. Didn't the bloke who played Flash Gordon, or actually old uh, blonde hair there, mm-hmm. could could double for... He left before the film finished, I, I, I was reading about today. Yeah, what and they, they, probably, they dubbed over all of his lines. Wow. Probably go. deafened by Brian Blessed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Timothy Dalton was in that as well, wasn't he? He is, yeah. He plays Prince... Prince, Prince Jeff. <clears throat> Prince Baron. Prince Baron? What a terrible name that is. That's like I wrote that name. <laughs> he, he also Prince, plays Prince, Prince Rupert in Baron. Cromwell. I'm, I'm a prince. My second name is Baron? <laughs> <laughs> Seems like somewhat pre, predetermined... Uh, I'm from the line of barons. My father was a king, you know, King Baron. Someone rolled two ones on the D10 uh, chart of, of names there. Was it Prince yeah. Baron? Anyway. I've got to look it up now. Got to look Prince. it up now. Okay. Anyway, this this show is brought to you by by, ta- by Tangents R Us. Yeah, by obscure. The, yeah, Dawn as Prince Baron. Yeah. Hey, go me. Well, there we Great go. Film, They've Prince released it. Baron. Oh, it's Baron, not as in not. Baron. Uh, they've re-released it in um, 4K. But now I'm on that page. They've re-released it in 4K. I don't think that's a good idea. Neither do I. I think that age well. Mind you, Ming's daughter was obviously, she was quite right. saucy, wasn't she? Yeah. Quite saucy devil. Yeah. Uh, she was. Princess Aura? Yes. yes. It's an Eastern European twang. Anyway, these helmets, perfect for that film. Not quite so good on your average. <clears throat> I've got to be honest, not a fan. No, Biff. Not Go as good. As the, try again. Not as good as the uh, wolf helms, of course. Why haven't we got death masks? <laughs> it's blood <laughs> angels. Why have we not got death masks? Because only the death, death only masks. the angels' tears have death masks. You can oh, get them from. That's um, why they've got those helmets. Forty K kits. 
Anyway, I do. I think uh, by, by, by a long way, the um, Death Guard ones are, are are up in the sort of top top ten of. Oh, of yeah, I like the Night Lords ones, but they're not in this list. Nope. Okay. What They'll be for are? next month be... by the time they've sold out again. Because don't rely on us for the news, folks. Okay, there is also, if you are a militia man and you want to do your squats, you've got the Leagues of Votan got released as well. You've got no rules for uh, them and they're not in the new Imperialist book, which goes up for pre-order on yes. Saturday, but you can spend your money on them. Spend your money on the off chance they might do militia, which I still exactly. think they will. Exactly. They will do militia. They're going to th- do I militia. Think they, I think they will because they've, been, they've played too much of a central <laughs> part in the narrative, especially with the siege. <clears throat> Yeah, they're going to do militia. Just I'm, I'm sorry, they will. They will do militia. How they do you know? Do Have they said they They're will. going to do militia. Yeah, just just by it. saying just it doesn't it. necessarily mean it's going to happen. And much as, you know, <laughs> I, Trust me. I want Father Christmas to be real. I want Kelly Brooks to knock on the door and ask, you know, yeah, if you want to go out for dinner. What is it that Chris Rock says? Oh, somebody at the door, Chris. Naked, oh, big chicks don't fall out of the sky, you know. Oh, wait, yeah, no. exactly. So have to have... accept they're going to do it. No, okay? I refuse to accept it until such time as they actually say they're going to do it. I believe cause... they should, but I believe at the moment we've got no guarantees. And I realise mm. you're a Hope Springs Eternal man. However, mm. Michael, the rest of us have been bitten once too many times. Jaded Here's by our advanced yeah. years. I mean, yeah. if somebody out there happens to know for a fact, true fact, that... um they're happening and they're going to happen you can always drop us an email at i'm not telling you this dot um at edgeofempire.com i couldn't get anything when i spoke to the um studio team on instagram last week did you yeah they they weren't chat with them uh, well I, i did a video didn't i but they weren't being very communicative not unsurprisingly it is their jobs after all so yes and yeah they were okay Halfway through a prime minister at the time. If you know, all you need to do is just send us an email with why in it. Nothing else and just mask your address. Now some random people are going to send us emails with why. Oh, they them. will, won't they? Yeah, generally why, W-H-Y. Okay. Why, question <laughs> yeah. why, why are you still well, doing this? Why It's just question one. Yeah. yeah, and there are several people that I know for a fact will be listening to this who think they are funny fornicators. Don't bleed in bother. Funny fornicators. <laughs> <laughs> they were the Butlin's warm-up act for yeah, the past. Um, right. Okay, anyway, so shall we move on to what we've been up to? We can tell that you really want to get off these tangents, Mr. B. So let's do that. Let's go. Let's find how many more tangents we can fit. In. I was going to say, what have we been up to? Tangent tastic. That's not usually that tangent tastic. I should point out, Mr. B, that our yeah. tangents are well regarded amongst our listener base. Yeah, that is they mostly are. our they USP, Mr. Mr. B. It, it, yeah. it is. It is. I, I, I've, I've received word of people being upset about your shutting down of our, our tangentism. But doesn't oh, that make right. for part of the part of the tension of the whole show? Oh, yeah. No, that's yeah that's basically, Michael tries to keep us in line and we just as, say, shut up, Michael, yeah, and as, talk as about Michael, whatever we want. Michael tries to bring it back into some semblance of reality. That that in itself is comedy gold. It's like an episode of a Taxi and Michael being <laughs> Danny DeVito. DeVito. Okay, yeah, I can, I can live with yeah, that. Danny DeVito. Any, un- any uninspired dullers can just read out what's happened. I think that um, Rob <laughs> would be Christopher Lloyd. I've got to be honest. In Taxi, I've never no, seen Taxi. Haven't you? I don't uh, know what it stands up to. Some, some of us are too young. Yeah, I was going to say. I don't know how, yeah, but how well yeah, but I'm probably not. <laughs> what was it? Rita Perlman was in that as well. And I can't yes, but that's, yeah, um, just, that's how they met, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe it was actually. 
But yeah, I don't know how well it stands up. Tony Danza, Danny DeVito, Tony Andy Danza. Kaufman, of course. Andy oh yeah. Uh, no, no, it stands up. It stands up. I think it stands it? up. Okay. I think so. Is that something for me to watch tomorrow on my day off? Give it a go. See what you think. It was. I remember watching it when it came out, and it was very funny at the time. But yeah. on a scale on a scale of one to Cheers, what are we talking about? It's better than Cheers. Well, better than Cheers. Better than oh, cheers. I quite like Cheers. That's all right. Then. So did I. But yeah, I mean, it's not cheers. as good as Frasier, but you know. No, I quite like Frasier too. Um, like oh, Frasier's really good. Frasier's yeah. really good. Anyway, we should definitely do a podcast about <laughs> pop culture references. <laughs> uh, anyway, come on, because a lot of these people are young folks who have never heard of these. Yeah, well, they need to get an education. Christopher Lloyd is Doc Brown from Back to the Future. That's yes, all yeah. you need to know. That's, That's all, you, all, you, all you kids need to know. 9.6 gigawatts. Okay. So what have we been up to since we last spoke to you only a matter of weeks ago, in fact? Well, a couple of us had a lot to do. Mm. One of us could sit back at his leisurely pace and car- carry on as per usual, and one of us was somewhere in the middle. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. Um, I basically, in a week, had to paint my house in sun, so that was fun. Luckily, uh, you know how to paint red because you've uh, done it before. Well, yeah. Uh, luckily, uh, Adam had very kindly painted Magnus for me, so that was one model down uh i'd uh, been gifted graham's aramim so that was two models down so that was you know a promising start yeah. <clears throat> and then there was everything else that had to be done so which what, was, what was there Go on, let's have a tw- bill 20, of 24 tactical marines two apothecaries uh three dreadnoughts two derridaires a, a siren five sick met uh kratos oh yeah and the 10 sword guys. Yes. And I think out of all of those units, it was only really the sword guys that had kind of wouldn't have passed it, wouldn't have passed battle ready, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Mm. Everything else, everything else looked pretty good, but I just ran out of time on the sword guys to get um, all the. Um, In a week. All, all the liquids, all the liquid um, masking I'd put on them and stuff. It was just became too time consuming to take it all off then do all the detail work and everything else that i wanted yeah. to do on them um <clears throat> so i just ran out of time on those i mean nothing looked like how i wanted it to look but that week uh, i'd set aside time the week that i had covid the sunday and the monday so i had like 24 hours to just get on with it mm-hmm. and then on the friday my body went guess what chris yeah you're not doing anything two years i've been fighting this off but i can't do it anymore so um so that kind of put so yeah in a week i managed to get everything kind of tabletop ready which was good nice um mighty impressive effort it was all right yeah they they looked all right i mean i'm saying i will go back to them i will make them look a lot better than they do um because you know i had said before the event that they were just going to be used and then chucked in the chucked on ebay the following week but i think i might keep them it's, it's, it's probably worth keeping it so you've got a, a traitor army 
Well, hopefully the demons will come yeah. out of some. And oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but you also need a you also need to f- a fallback for you know when you when you rage quit the custodies in a fortnight's well, time. I'm not short on armies, so it's well no, that's true. Yeah. Not a problem. Plans for like a continuation of the imperial fists afoot and stuff. So, but uh, it was yeah, there was a lot of evenings of just sitting there going, got to get these done. I've got to get this done. Just trying yeah, to get it's, it. It's, it's, it does take a lot of time. One thing I hadn't appreciated about batch painting is that if you've got one thing to do on a model that takes four minutes and you've got 30 models, yeah. that's two hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I can't I can't batch paint. Right, OK. You have to paint like, each individual one. No, I, I just... I will do like three or four guys out of a unit, then switch to doing something else. Okay. And then go back. I just can't sit there and hammer just, out and just go. I've done this. I've painted this. Yeah, this, this color. These twelve this guys. Is, yeah. yeah. Oh, you see, I, I find that quite sort of therapeutic. That you go right. This is my two-minute stage, and I've got sixty militia or sixty yeah. solar orcs or forty marines, and I go right. I will do this one bit on all forty. Line them up in four units of ten. Da, da, da. Next bit, right, forty. Da, da, da. Line them up in four units of ten. And yeah, I, yeah. I find that kind of repetitiveness quite therapeutic. But then, I yeah, I, yeah it's, it's just stressful. <laughs> yeah, I just I just find it. Uh, my brain just gets to the point where it's like, you just you, you've dry brushed up five guys have a break from dry brushing just change it up a bit and do you know barrels or something or do chucking mm. some shade on something just to mix it up because i think otherwise you know well documented fact i hate having to paint models if i can mix it up i think i find it more interesting because it's my brain just yeah, yeah can't i mean because there's no sense of achievement I and mean, this is what i found with the um <coughs> the reavers was that because I never, you, you just never, it was just like never ending. It was yeah. like, this is this like two minute thing that I've got to repeat 30 times and that's the evening. And then tomorrow, and I know I'm kind of running out of time. And that was the thing that was, was conscious of the fact that the things I wanted to do, like just thinking, okay, it's going to take me four minutes to do that on that. I'm just not going to have enough spare time to get it all done. Yeah. And um, yeah, but it was, yeah, I've never... Not got an army completely how I wanted it for an event before. I yeah, didn't yeah. Get, I didn't have time to do this, but there's a couple of factors. I mean, there. yeah. I mean, if I'd had, you know, if I'd had those two days as well as the time I had, yeah, on the week before, it, everything would have looked probably about as much as I wanted it, as as good as I wanted it to look. Um, because yeah. it, it's not going to take a lot of work to finish off those bits and pieces, but it's just enough work that there wasn't enough you know it was either do that unit or don't do three other units i mean i think the other thing for me was i just wasn't brave enough to do it with the airbrush yeah i mean that that because that saves me a lot of time yeah i mean i wasn't shading with with the airbrush so it was you know just use the airbrush basically to undercoat the base colors and painting black is no fun um and so how did the new compressor work by the way I, I haven't really given it a chance because I, I kind of didn't want to gamble on using yeah, the airbrush yeah. to to put the sort of light grey yeah, on. Yeah. So and then, you know, there's a lovely video from Henry from um, Cult of Paint. You know, he just kind of gets some short goes, yeah, and then it's just like, oh look at that perfect model. 
And um, but even then, what I do like about it, actually, while we're kind of there, what I do like about color paint is he says, look, I screwed this up. I should have done it this way. I, you know, I should have had a different color on this or whatever, which mm. which I think is makes it a bit more human rather than these kind of picture perfect things that people never make mistakes and it's like yeah the the red should, i probably would shouldn't have done it in a dark brown yeah i, I forgot i forgot to do this bit first which is making it yeah. harder now kind of thing yeah, yeah I, I like that about henry's videos it's like kind of ridiculously good but it's kind of like you get the blooper reel in at the same time yeah i think that makes that more more watchable to us rather than that sort of oh my word this person is uh, also, it's more know. relatable as well because you, yeah, you exactly. know you're, you know you know you're going to make a mistake. We all do it when we're painting. We all, you know, forget yeah. to put a, a, a layer on at some point. Yeah. But yeah, so I think that was the thing. I think if I'd been braver, um, it would have been easier because I had to spend quite a lot of time dry brushing. It's, I mean, black. it's not necessarily always the case. So, but those the the red for all my guys, mm. it wasn't sort of one. It wasn't one sit down and do them all. If that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Because it's it's sit down, put the first lot on, then wait for them to dry, and then go over again. And then there's the shade layer as well that needs to be airbrushed on as well. And then that's got to dry. It's not, it, it, it you know, it, there are some ways it will save you time if you're just doing sort of easy, like simplish colours, using yeah. them as a base coat. Yeah. But when you're using it as sort of the main, um, sort of most visible layer. Yeah, that's you know there will be more time involved in, in yeah. doing that because I mean I, I mean I'm pretty comfortable blasting out contrast reds through that airbrush now. Gotcha. Yeah, that's um, good. And it, it came out really nice actually. They were probably the nicest yeah. red that I've done so far. But you know, it just you know, it still takes time. And I had to strip a whole load of them at one point because it the, the mix had been slightly off. Oh no. So. Have a call. Yeah, yeah, that isn't good. Um, but yeah, I've got three thousand points done. Got them up there. Yeah. Realised I'd left a last cannon behind on the Kratos, which is slightly annoying. Because um, it was sitting here on my desk when I got back. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. No. I just I glued mine on because I just thought, nah. yeah, that'll be. Every, everything on that. Everything on that Kratos is magnetised. Yeah, no, and I kind of regret it a little bit now, particularly the big gun. Yeah. Because I think there might be a the 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 one with the flesh flash burn shells might have some value after all. So but anyway. Um who wants to go next? What about Ukraine? Uh so yeah, sort of to segue into the section then I suppose, similar to Chris, I found myself I've kind of wanted to look back and see when was the last time we talked about what we'd actually painted. The last thing I think I painted here was the dreadnoughts from Sons of Horus and I put the seekers together. So in since that time I painted Whew. Kratos tank, I well, built and painted the Kratos, um, which I really enjoyed actually. Um, 20 seekers, which involved me having to do all sorts of going through hoops because of the tutelage of one Robert being <coughs> a squire. Um, so these are seekers. So this is with the Mark Six Sons of Horus heads, Mark Six shoulder pads, and they all need the kind of gold on them um on, on for the eye and then i put um small sights on the guns um which i got from anvil industries so they look they don't just look like tactical marines they look like they're kind of seekers um i really like the mark six uh models um they weren't actually too bad to put together um so yeah did, did I'm be honest with you. yeah i'm not a big fan fan of the mark six one 
Yeah, I just, I, making them or just I mean, look at them. <clears throat> just general look at them and the, and the, and also making them. Cause I've got I was going to put some in the Thousand Suns, but I, just, I built like two or three of them. I think only one actually made the army because I thought. I, I, I don't mind them. I think they look all right. I think the, the heads help if you're not using beaky marine heads. Because I, I don't mm. I don't like those at all. So that's why I got the Mark, the Mark Six ones for the Sons of Horus. But yeah, I think they look okay. And, and I'm really pleased with the sea because they're one of the squads I'm really happy with. And did kind of custom bases with, bought bits of slate and some, I, I found a kind of like a um, weathering kit for snow which has got kind of like three yeah, yeah. different gradients of snow okay. um, and some little kind of rocks that look like they're sort of snow covered. So I put them on there as well. And of course with the um, herbal tea base, uh, which works really well. So yeah. Um, so those are kind of set the standard, unfortunately. So then from there on in, it was like, well, I can't just half ask the rest of it because the seekers are going to look like very out of place. Yeah, yeah. So I then had to do 10 just airing. And this was my first time actually painting black armor without just putting, um, you know, model color black over them and going, that'll do because it looks very black and it does. And it's very matte, which is two points in my view. But now I was trying to think, oh, man, I'm going to have to try and paint black. It makes it look not quite so one dimensional, which is why yeah, Rob, yeah. Rob put me in, onto that uh, video from the Cult of Paint. They've actually done the Just Aaron video, do- which was really useful. If you do want to um, airbrush that color sort of color again, Vallejo do a, a metal black. Yeah, I've got. A, and it actually oh, looks really nice. Yeah, I've got the. Because you um, can just um, black, like, highlight yeah, it really. Yeah, easy. I've got I've got the metal black, but I, those were um, so I followed their recipe, which was <clears throat> um, Vallejo model color black, which is a great black mm-hmm. um, over the models, and then sort of I dry brushed up with um I can't remember what it was it was the one that you told me to get for a, like it's a bit like oh god Corax Corvax oh was it the it wasn't the abyssal blue was abyssal it abyssal blue yeah that's a great color it is fantastic isn't it yeah really good and then I bought a light sort of blue black um Vallejo color because I went to the model shop in Chester the street and that was a good that was a lighter tone of that kind of thing as well so yeah, and then reds on there and, you know, oranges to make the red pop out it, it, and the highlights and oil washes and pin washes on there and everything. Painting then, pins on grenades. And... Yeah, <laughs> painting pins on grenades. I actually have started to paint pins on Would you believe that? What a world we live in. Um, and then, of course, there's a Abaddon as well. So he's a centrepiece and Chris sent me a cool um, cut out of some of the skulls. So I use that as the base. He's like a, on a load of skulls and then just put some sort of um some of the uh the tea grass effect over there with some snow so just kind of met the rest of the army's kind of look so that was really cool um enjoyed painting him a lot actually he's, he's a cool figure and then by the time i got to there now i think i had about a week maybe less and these 30 reavers were were looming and it was just basically going in doing the metallics doing the black dry brushing up the same colors again and I just realised that there's no way I'm going to do these justice. You know, I'm going to have to I'll either half arse it, in which case the models will need to be stripped and redone when I get home, or I can kind of get them to a point when they're battle ready, but they're not parade ready, I think, to use games. Ah. Um, so they look OK. You know, they've got 
I thought they were really really nice. No, they they need a lot of work. So I need to do some grading on the shoulder pads, the green shoulder pads. I need to put the um, peridot, whatever it is, alchemy. Peridot alchemy, yeah. Yeah, over the decayed metal or whatever um, I bought from scale color so yeah there's um there's still a lot of work to do on those and i want to do a kind of a metallic green on the shafts of the axes because they're just black at the moment it just looks very one-dimensional so yeah i'm gonna take my time on those but i think this time i'm not gonna i'm just gonna i think i spoke to somebody at the event i can't remember who so forgive me if, if it was you but they they paint five at a time a bit like you do chris but they do five models to completion and so at the end of the evening you've got five models done and because I don't need yeah. to get these done for this event, I'm going to do that. Just do five models, get them done, and then go and do the other five and do it that way, I think. So, yeah, lots and lots of painting done. And in fact, that's pretty much been all I've done in the last month is paint and awesome. build stuff. So, yeah, good times. I don't want to do that again, though. I've got to be honest with you. I'm not going to do that again. Okay. Well, I was very worried it was going to be one of those. It was going to be like the GT event where I'll be, you know, airbrushing um a bad and black on the <laughs> on the steps of the event, you know, with a. Oh, well, that would have been appropriate. So it would have been fine. Yeah. So. Anyway, go on in, uh, Rob or Michael. Shall I go? Keep it in alphabetical order. Go, go on, on then. All right. Well, I I have painted quite a bit this month, more than I've painted in a while. Uh, mostly in well, all Imperial fists. But I started with the two new Praetors from the box set, and the Tactical Squad. And I, you know, these Praetors aren't too bad after painting them. Uh, El Chopo and El Hedu. Yeah, I, so, I, haven't, I haven't even put one together. To yeah, they're they're, they're not too bad once you uh, once you actually get them done. You know, well, my painting is terrible, but you know, um, uh, the tactical squad. Yeah, they're quite uh, they're quite nice. I actually like. Yeah, Mark's six armor's all right, aside from the lack of sidearm options for the uh, sergeant, because you get a plasma pistol as his sidearm, and that's it. Which is oh, yeah, bit... I, yeah, I think I've got. Um... I was putting twin lightning claws on on my sergeants, which I was yeah. like robbing from various kits. Ah, right. Uh, then I did two squads of Terminators, uh, quite similar. I mean, the only difference is the sergeant on one is armed with a power sword, and the sergeant on the other is armed with a power fist. Um, but yeah, no, quite quite like these are term. Well, I do I always love the cat, no, the nice. Terminators. So yeah, uh, getting them done wasn't too bad. Uh, then I did the box set Contemptor, but I'm looking at it. I think I need to. <clears throat> bit more work on it because although i've used a yellow wash um i think i need to add some more definition maybe put some agrax earth shade in a couple oh, of places yeah he looks yeah he does look yeah, a little he looks bit too a bit, doesn't he? looks a bit too flat in some places so um but the yeah, nice oil wash on there just on those yeah. bits and then round the bit on there that'd be perfect yeah. the leviathan there you go you see you my go, work see. my work here is done yeah. the leviathan on <laughs> get out I, I think looks a bit better so we look at the Leviathan. Uh, so he looks a bit better, um, but the Leviathan's always a lovely model. This is this is a resin one, um, uh, and uh, yeah, these are these are awesome models. Um, I have to get myself a plastic one because they just look so nice. I mean, again, you could just put some uh, Agrax Earthshade in in those in the in the cracks there. Yeah, I prep them like I prep my. Um, 
women my infantry and it hasn't infantry and it hasn't worked in terms of painting um okay. so they they do need a bit of a... that 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 was treated by the way for people who don't necessarily yeah. speak michael threat, threat you know is, I mean, is, a, is a northeastern word if you're going to use a, a, a shade you might be better off using um reitland flesh shade because it's slightly um possibly yeah, or then again to... i'm thinking of maybe mortarian grind Oh, yeah, that's, that's one of these newfangled things. Yeah, might I give it a try. Uh, and then I got the uh, resin uh, legion specific contemptor, contemptor painted up, who I think is a fantastic dreadnought. Uh, really like this look of this one. Oh, yeah, nice. So, really nice dreadnought there. Uh, and finally, I got another squad of Terminators done and the Terminator Praetor, the Tartarus Terminator Praetor. I really would have thought the Imperial Fist would have had their Praetor in. Um, Indominus, Indominus, Ind- or, or even um, Catapachi because of the uh, shield. But nope, he, he's a Tartarus. Any any Terminator can take a shield. Yeah, just still it's a three plus though, doesn't he? Only if he's in Catapachi uh, to start with, it's plus one. Is it? Oh, it's not a three plus base. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Or is it? Give me just double check because I can't remember <laughs> off the top of my head. But... <laughs> they look good. They look good. <clears throat> I, like, I like these. Yeah. So my Terminator squad is could be used as Huskarls. Uh, they've just got all got power fists and a uh, uh, storm shield, and these are really quite nice. Uh, I like the storm shield. Yeah, we talked uh, about last cars, didn't we? We had a good chat on the way up. About yeah, last cars. Yeah, really nice. So that's a good way to pass a journey, by the way. Is uh, have a friend say, "Hey, I'm going to build a list. What do you think?" And then do a little list together in the car. Yeah, but they're quite nice. I wouldn't know. No. Never no. got any friends. That's pretty true. much. Because I'm yeah. the annoying one, remember? That's no, the Huskars look really tasty. But... Yeah, they do, yeah. And I quite like the, uh, I quite like the, 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 yeah, so at the minute I'm actually working on some terrain, as is often my yeah. default. Because uh, you're a Virgil, Vigil Storm Shield mm-hmm. is a straight up 3 plus in one. Yeah, I thought it was. Oh, very God. Very <clears throat> so you could be wearing your pants and you still get a 3 plus in one. Yeah. Basically. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Then the. Uh, Tartarus armor, uh, Tartarus command squads, Cataphracti, and that's it. Okay. And independent characters. Nice. So, that's not too bad. Very tasty. So, what about Rob? What's he been up to? Mr. Uh, Bitch, very quickly. I do have an STL for that shield if you want more of them. Yes. Yes, I do want more of them. Okay. Uh, right. Okay. So, what about Rob? What have you been up to? Uh, I have been carrying on more work on the show Warbreaker uh, from Battle Bling. Oh yeah. Uh, the we uh, saw the, its progress. Yes, the colouring in stage is done now, basically. Nice. Um, so all the panels are sprayed and. Um, most of them are in situ, so now I've just got to weather the damn thing. And considering it's the same size as a 28 mil Warhound, that's going to take a while. Um, but it's a glorious thing to be uh, to be working on. Um, also, the Proteus finally came out, so I stopped annoying you lot every Saturday morning by asking if the Proteus uh, was yep. out yet. So uh, I've got one of those, which. Uh, I don't know whether the pin wash, uh, the oil wash, will have dried given the current um, meteorological state of the state of the union, but um, that's sprayed and 
oil washed so waiting for some decals on that tomorrow that's the last thing i need for my 3000 points of dark angels uh, so that that'll be done uh, cool. there's another nemesis warbring uh warbringer on the way so that would take me to that would finish project osidax for the adeptus titanicus so that would be 22 titans including the warbreaker nice that's uh, immense so um working on them it would it basically it would let me field every maniple in the game in full if i wanted to nice not that i've ever played the game yet but i've got 22 I was titans say, yeah that's uh that's that's a i mean it would just look cool i mean just having them actually there would look well yeah they're cool. just they're your, I, your photo I remember saying, the, best, the big one saying, that's really good 10 years ago 10 15 years ago if Forge World brought out Titans in half the size they were, and it was even if it was a hundred pound a Warhound, and they were like in ten mil or fifteen mil, um, I, I would be like, I would just throw my money at them and say, take all of it. Okay. So um, I've uh, stuck with that because uh, they're really nice kits to build, and you get to you know sort of fulfil megalomaniac dreams. Yeah. Big robots smashing. Big robots up. and stuff. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so what's the ETA for the Warbreaker then? The Warbreaker, I'm hoping, will be done by the potentially the end of this month. I've got a few days off in a fortnight for uh, the anniversary of my hatching. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much I get done in that time, I don't know. But um, I'm hoping to have that done by the end of the month or Christmas at the latest. I don't want to keep... Um, you boys waiting on seeing it for too long uh, and not what on earth was that um i'm not sure nails. Uh, yeah. yeah and the not the chaps at battle bling either i want them to see uh, course, that it's yeah. completed yeah. um but yeah after that i don't after that it's going to be a bit kind of um like sort of catching up and tidying up on other little projects i'm doing some building for somebody at the moment i've been kind of nailed down as a um uh, sort of outsourced building outsourced build outsourced building house elf type thing so yes. i've got um three rhinos two spartans 40 blackstone oh, fortress militia um all sorts of stuff that I'm, I'm building at the moment um i've also been plotting and planning whether to go to manchester next year in a competitive st- uh, sense, which will be, which will make sense to people uh, who've listened to the most recent paycheck with uh, with Henry. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a bit of a um, a bitty month. Gotcha. Still progress uh, though. Pro- oh yeah, still progress. progress. I reckon. I mean, you've got the Proteus. Yeah, I might get the Proteus for... pretty much finished tomorrow. And that would be the Dark Angels, wouldn't it? That's that would be the Dark Angels done. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about uh, on the way back. Me and Graham were saying, yeah, we need to get everyone together for a, to, a meet up to to play some games. Yeah, I think that would be cool. Maybe we should. Yeah, do a... I'm, I'm not. I probably wouldn't use the Dark Angels as my first game of second edition, given that they're not my um, my first love, so to speak. But... Okay. Um. Yeah, yeah I mean, we were we're thinking we're of doing something. To... You know, February time or something, uh, invitation event at uh, <laughs> Warhammer World or something, or one of the other um, Sanctuary Gaming, someone we've been, uh, Greg um, from Imperial Truth, uh, went and had a look at that and uh, gave, gave us a good indication that might be something we look at in the future. So, um, but yeah, so that might be cool to make it. nice to see it for ourselves, yeah. Yeah. But and it's not nice terribly to... far away from Warhammer World either, so we can do... 
Yeah, no, exactly. And Nottingham's pretty good. It's just getting everybody there, particularly Chris, has probably got the long... I think it's about three hours for us. I think it's... I don't know how long it is for you to get to Nottingham, Chris. Well, it'll... If it, takes me less, if it takes me less time than it did to get to Essex, back from Essex on Saturday, that on, on Sunday. Sunday think, then. Yeah, how, how, how bad? Well, we'll talk about Let's that. Let's talk about that in a second. Yeah. 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 Pretty so, sure um, I got back from France faster than he got back from wherever it was. Darkest Essex. Yeah, it was really peculiar. Um, anyway, back to the Custodies, because, of yep. course, with the new book coming out, you might want to get on get on that back on that horse as it were yes i am yeah that's what i'm I'm gonna just slowly chip away on them i'm not gonna do my kind of charge through an army project with them i want to just kind of just enjoy doing them as and when i feel like painting them well if i were Um, you i'd hold out and wait um until the book comes out and everybody sells their armies so i mean i I thought burning starting was the way of doing it starting tomorrow i'm stripping my guys are you yeah, I'm going to start again with them because I I I can do better now. So it's it's, it's depressing, isn't it? Because that's how where I'm at with my iron warriors, right? It's like they look terrible. I, once upon a time, I thought they looked okay, but now I can't look at them without wincing internally. And it's like I, I've got all this stuff and I painted so much of it back in the day, and now I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit embarrassed by it. So yeah, it's it, there is a two-edged sword of improving your painting mm. technique which is mm-hmm. you look back on your previous work and go oh my god um yeah it's i don't know what i'm gonna do about that too much you. um you know to the point where it's like i'll just sell it and start again um, i mean <clears throat> at least i've only got to do like 30 models max whereas that's you know that's a whole raft of stuff i mean stripping vehicles isn't too bad it's what i do with the marine because the marines are the really really old resin resin yeah. ones that came from forgeware the mark threes from there so what about in, um isopropyl on, alcohol they're on 25 mil bases so well now i'm just thinking maybe i'll just get shot of the the marines and the the cataphractor terminators are okay and then use maybe some mark sixes because the iron warriors helmets don't look too bad and then maybe because that's the thing that annoys me the most about them is the is the actual marines not the tanks mm-hmm. so much um, I could probably do some work with the tanks. Ve- with vehicles, you can tidy up relatively can, easily. Or, as well, or you so. can make them look worse, which makes them look better, if that well, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I could probably do something with those. But the Marines themselves, I think they're a lost cause. So, yeah, like you say, Mr. B, is either putting them in. Um, I mean, to be fair, BioStrip 20 does them. You just need to mm. time it right. Um, yeah, 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 so you've still got a model to take out of it. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, I just think that's it. But it's interesting that kind of I think I can do better thing that's that you know, maybe at some point when I've stopped other projects I'll go back and look at them. I quite like the look I got on my own warriors. Also, I'm, I'm pretty most, sure that... that was mostly dry brushing and contrast. Yeah, I think I could do something with airbrushing if I can get my airbrushing techniques yeah. sorted. I mean I mean mine's pretty gonna be because I know that come, you know, a week Saturday I'm just you know it's gonna be rage. I mean I would love it. I would love it. Uh, <laughs> right, <David>. Don't you <laughs> worry. talking about that. All right, we? Clive. Um, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. never seen a single episode of Sharp, guys. I haven't. Like, get him. Yeah. Well, that's not true, actually, because I started watching it today. Just, oh, I, I, I got it, a Brit it Box, off? Sub, sub, on Brit oh, Brit Box on Amazon. All oh, right. Yeah. It, it, I, it, I just, it's, it's the pro- All Graham needs to know to make him watch it is the fact that it came out in the 90s and it's the thing that launched Liz Hurley. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. And that's all you need. That's it. I'm there. I'm there. I, um, uh, I, I have the Blu-rays and I sort of uh, ripped them all to my Plex server the other yeah. the other week. Did you? You should tell me and then Liz, you shared, your, shared your Plex. You know, I have given you a link to my Plex. So I, I, mm. I sent you an email and, and you were like, yeah, okay. I'm not I'm not convinced that Liz Hurley didn't actually start in her wasn't actually involved in bedazzled insofar as she sold her soul to the devil. Do you think because okay. she still looks she still looks great. You see, yeah. Sharp is also a good one to watch now because you've got Daniel Craig in there, you've got um Paul Bettany, yeah. you've got it, it's basically a who's who of like who's massively famous now. Right. And they're all in like I think Sean Bean beats up beats up Daniel Craig in like episode one or two. Right. Mm. Of course the, yeah. the funny thing is it, it, Sean Bean wasn't even meant to be in it. No, the right, uh, yeah. it was Paul meant McGann. to be Paul McGann. Paul McGann, yeah. And then but he, he still hadn't he still hadn't sobered up from with Nail and Ice, so um I don't think he still has. Which is ironic, considering the fellow played with Nail, who played with Nail, obviously um, Mr. O'Brien. Um, so his name. Uh, he's allergic to alcohol. Yes, with, with, that was um, oh with God. Richard, yeah. Richard E. Grant. Richard E. Grant, not Richard yeah. O'Brien. One's, one's, drink, one's bald and lives in a maze, and yeah. the other one's yes, equally right. crazy, but for different reasons. Yeah, he's um, he's he's uh, his dad was a massive drinker though, apparently. So yeah, um, I'm just trying to think. It was uh. He might actually. That's not Richard E. Grant. Might we'll come on to our <laughs> who's best I'll person have a to have a best person to have a comic con conversation. He's not done this. Star Trek. Done Star Wars. He, done Marvel. He did Star Wars and he's done Marvel. That's it. And he's done Doctor Who. Okay. Anyway, for those of you listening, and what are these idiots now rabbiting on about? He's actually it's, been this Doctor is, Who. This is, the, this is the twice. fun things that we do in cars. Yeah. So one of the things that we talked about is who would be. And maybe you can help us out here, dear listener. Mm. Who would be the best person to invite to a comic con because they would hit so many of the kind of franchises, if you like. Right, here we Carl, go. What about Carl Urban is the current is, champion. Is, not, is the current Urban. champion. What was Carl the, what was the other Oh, I don't know. I, I'm, still, I'm, still, I'm still going with Deep Roy. Oh, Migna Wen. Does it count? Yes. No. Yeah. Why I'm doesn't thinking... Deep Roy count? Let me find her name because I think he's never, it's... He's, he's never a main person. He's always in the background, stuff like that. Yeah, you, you'd blink. Was the main missing. person in Blake Seven? Zoe oh, Saldana. Oh yeah, she's been in loads. Okay. Yeah. So well, so... Zoe yeah, Saldana. She's... You've got you've got Avatar, Pirates of the Caribbean. You've got Star Wars. Uh, so you've it. got you've got Marvel. Because yeah. she's Gamora. Did she do? Um, she did Losers, didn't she? For um, uh, for DC, the film. Was yep. it Losers? Yep. Yeah, oh, just, look at, just looking on IMDb here for Zoe Saldana. Um, okay, for, so wait a minute. So let's let's. This is your entry for, into into. So Zoe Saldana. So we've got Zoe Avatar. Saldana. So, so we slowly, have got, Avatar. We've got Avatar, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Pirates um, of the Caribbean. Did you say? Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, Star Trek. Star Trek. Yeah, the losers. She was in the losers. Yeah. No Star Wars. I think Carl. I think Carl Urban actually can can beat everybody. I'm just going through his IMDb right now. Okay. Oh, he he so, he will he'll and, I'll, and I'll I mean, tell obviously you uh, obviously as he's Billy Butcher, if he can't beat somebody, he'll just stab them <laughs> or swear at them. Drop a C bomb on them. Yes, exactly. And then um. So, so 
Zoe Saldana is a strong contender, I've got to be honest with you. But right. Carl Urban, we think Carl Urban. Carl Urban was yeah. in Xenia. He was in Hercules. He's in Lord of the Rings, Chronicles of Riddick. I'm sorry, Xenia. Xenia. Oh, sorry, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, Star Trek. Uh, Dread. Lovely. Uh, Lord of the Rings, of course. Lord of the Rings. He's in a the boys cartoon and yeah. he was a stormtrooper in star wars yeah okay was he a stormtrooper uh, in star wars as well he was a cameo as a skywalker was, was he the same one um because daniel craig was one wasn't yes, he that's in, right. yes he was in uh, um the force, force awakens. awakens yeah, yeah. But so same thing yeah Carl urban, Carl urban is king of the nerds but what was what was um th- that lady actor zoe saldana no no the one ming na wen yeah so some pretty impressive chops here though isn't there um, so what I'm, was it? I'm not familiar with uh, Ms. Narwen's um oh you will be you will be have you seen um, um have you seen uh book of boba fett oh right yeah okay she's the yes. assassin yes she's the assassin she's um, in star trek is she? Uh, no, I think that's one of the few oh, ones she hasn't done. Star Wars. I met a fellow who was in Star Wars on the train, and I didn't realise he was in Star Wars. On this on the Eurostar last week, and I didn't realise he was in Star Wars until I IMDb'd him afterwards after I'd, if, after he'd admitted that he was on EastEnders, and then I IMDb'd him, and it turns out he was in um, the Rise of Skywalker, and I was like, seriously, I've, the first time I've ever met a Star Wars actor, and I didn't realise it. Brilliant. Mm. So yeah, um, what else is she? But she was in <laughs> Gremlins, <laughs> Secrets of Welcome the Mothwise. Welcome to Edge of Empire, the celebrity uh, celebrity edition. three steps from Kevin Bacon. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, Fennec Shand, Mandalorian, whatever. Yeah, I'm not too uh, bothered about the book of Boba Fett because Boba Fett does not have that much of a conscience and he's not that nice. Okay. Uh, he does the it. He story, did a... The story explains it though quite well. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it didn't didn't wash with me I, he did I, a, I, he did a, he, she's done a Mulan for Disney um, yeah. she was in um, she's got the a couple of DC cartoons under her belt Agents uh, of Marvel Shields. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. yeah of course she was in that prime time Lego Avengers yes Carl mm. Urban was in Pete's Dragon for Disney Pete's <gasps> Dragon Ooh, not, the, wow. not the original one he would have been no, no, the five. remake the remake. The remake was pretty uh, good, actually. Uh, the new, the 2016 CGI. Yeah, that was right. She was in right. Stargate Universe. And oh, yes, she was. Yes. Wow. Um, uh, Camille Wren, wouldn't she? Okay, some, some strong other, contenders. Other than so. that, I'm, oh, she was in the Batman TV series. I'm presuming that's the one that also had Mark Hamill in it. Mark Hamill's uh, been in just about every DC TV series. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I, th- I think pretty much Mark, Mark Hamill might be the ultimate, to be fair. Um, okay, yes, anyway, actually, yeah, Mark Hamill would be a good contender, yeah. Anyway, there we go. Our, our celebrity fantasy comic con guest. He is skeletal. If you, can, skeletal pick, in, if you, can, uh, if the you new can find somebody, that is skeletal. true. He's skeletal, yeah, yeah. I think he was, was he in that? Uh, was he in that Star? Um, the Star Wars film, uh, Fanboys. Was he in that one? Uh, he, no, he wasn't. Um, Billy, what's his face? Was Lando Calrissian? Carrie Fisher was. Carrie Fisher, Carrie Fisher was. was. Uh, so was Ray Parks. Yeah, but we don't talk about him. Okay. Oh, what's wrong with Ray Parks? He's, He's bad. He's oh, well, ass. I know that. Oh, I know that. But... Okay. Yeah, anyway. So anyway, let's now that we've managed to fill 35 minutes of not talking about heresy, probably longer, actually, and people have got, what the hell? Let's talk about heresy. 
Yeah, all right. And let's talk about our actually playing the game of heresy. Oh, yes, because you chaps, you chaps went off to foreign climes, didn't you? We yes, did. we did. We went we to the, the south, the land south. where, where well, the as, east, far, the east. As, far, as far as I know, all I know about this place is there's there's lots of paratroopers about, lots of people are orange. The the given aesthetic seemed to be on a on a theme of caravan chic and um frosty's from down there so it's full of deviants don't try and touch anything and for god's sake don't look behind a hedge i've got to I mean, say the that thing the thing on. is it's, it, it's actually very nice it looked very pretty very nice part, well. of the, part of the country yeah. the moment i got on the train from okay. west ham to yeah. go on the c2c out to uh benfleet there were a group of girls having a massive row with each other and I was like, I know where I'm going. Welcome I'm going to Essex. And I'm sure that could be true of anywhere. And I'm sure people get on the train to come down here and they, you know, start kicking yeah. off. But I was like, mm. I mean, if you were going, if you're run, running the tourist board, that would be it. But, I was uh, actually surprised how much I liked Essex. It was nice where we, where we were. So I suppose we give some context, really. So Benfleet, as Chris has said, which is sort of on the well, yeah. Essex next to coast oh. estuary essex area is well just up from canby island yeah canby island oh blimey governor anyway it was great um mr b and i drove there on the friday initially we planned to stay at warhammer world you know leave early in the morning go to warhammer world have a game with niall and rob and um paul and then head on down to kind of break the journey up unfortunately things transpired to make that not happen like the car game wrong the week before so that was great but anyway so it was a long drive on the friday um i think it took me about seven i think it was about seven hours to get down there in the end didn't it yeah the traffic was just terrible it was just awful um so yeah it was just like a pretty grim journey down but we got there um i think i think it was a mixture of half-term traffic and just I think it was just general traffic on a Friday. It was just really bad. Yeah, um, obviously there were a lot of people going off on holiday. So yeah, so we drove down there. Se- Seven-hour drive is, is is quite quite a chunk. Um, Mr. B found us a nice uh, nice place to stay. Actually, it was the the ship in. Yeah, it was the ship in, and that was There's no novichok or anything involved. No, no, it was really nice. The espresso machine instead. Yeah. All right. Okay. It was. It was. It was lovely. Actually, to be fair, I mean. The, the the pub was an interesting uh, experience on on the Friday was, night. That was yeah. So it was actually above a pub. So it was like, and it was rooms above a pub, um, shared bathroom. But it was only for the three of us for two nights. It was forty six quid each, which is you know twenty three pounds for a night, which you can't argue yep. with. You know, and right? you've and you've survived, which is more than you'd expect for only yeah, paying twenty three quid a night. I would thoroughly recommend it. It was nice, clean. It was you the know, you know the shipping in Chelmsford, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was there's parking, there's a car park next door to it. Was Rory McGrath there with Gargamadua? No. No. It had no. weird um opening. Uh, the car park had weird hours though. It did, it did. But the, but the pub was open to one in the morning, so that was cool. So um yeah, Friday night we went to the um venue where it's being held, it's like a church hall. Um tables were out, we met the guys from the Deptus Terra podcast, and of course there's a lot of people there um who had been up to Company of Legends. Or who listen but, to the podcast and probably listen to this now. Yeah. So it was it was awesome. To, In, including the including the guys from the Depth of Terror podcast. Yeah. Sam. Yeah. So oh yeah, yeah. They're always good lads. I like I like those guys. Yeah, and I think it was also you know if people are going to come to your event, 
you should try and make effort to get to theirs, you know, because the first one they've done, and you know what, they're a good bunch of lads, uh, and I, I, I like them. They're, they're very personable, and they do have a lovely show. You should really listen to it, Graham. I know you don't listen to other podcasts, but you really yeah. should. He doesn't listen to any podcasts about anything, though, so it's not I like do. he, not he does. He listens to Atletico Mints. I did, oh. and I also it's like do... half his personality is Atletico <laughs> Mints jokes. That's true. However, I will harsh. say harsh, but fair. I also listened to the last podcast on the left, which is where I went to the week before to see them in Birmingham, which is the only two podcasts I listen to. So although I know that people will go, oh, flipping it, you know, I listen to your podcast, Graham. You should listen to mine, like Greg. Uh, but, you know, I just try try not to because, you know, I'm just well, I'm already listening I, I, to everything. Authors say don't read in the genre, don't they, generally? That's true. I, I must admit I am a bit behind with my podcast listening. Also, to, the thing listening to too many audiobooks. The danger of listening to other heresy podcasts is copying what the heresy podcasts. Exactly, yeah, I don't like exactly. pinching ideas. You listen to them and you get ideas, oh, and you're like, "Oh, that's really cool. I could do that." Yeah, and then it's like, idea, "No, so. I can't. I just want to. Co- I don't want to copy." Yeah, them. exactly. And I think that's also another reason. So, but anyway, the Doctor Terror folks were there. It was all ready to go. Everything was set up really nice. And again, it was great to meet a lot of people. And some new people as well, people who listen to podcasts, which was really, which I will never, we talked about this, and it sounds like a real humble brag, oh, I'll never get used to people telling me how much they like the podcast, but uh, it's a very weird No, thing. no, you genuinely don't. It's, uh, it's like, oh, I've listened to your podcast for years, I really, you know, and then they're talking about stuff that you've talked about in the podcast, and it's like, yeah, we talked about that last week, <laughs> that's really cool. Um, so anyway, some nice folks there, so on the Friday night, Chris and I thought we'd probably better have a game. Because neither of us have played these armies. Well, I would played my gate army on the Monday. Oh, you had on the Monday. That's with, right. Yeah. With Adam, just and that was their first outing. Well, yeah. you got it out of the case and then put it back away again, from what I heard. It wasn't yeah, massively got... similar to that. Yeah. There's, uh, there's, there's a, hang, hold on to your hats because there's a there's, there's a, a theme. A, there's a theme. There's a theme there, yeah, yeah. So we had a practice game. I can't even remember how it went to be honest with you, but uh, we played a game, which was fun. Um, I don't remember exactly what happened to be honest with you, Chris. Can you remember? Uh, I think well, considering how many, I think it was Friday night and we were both pretty tired. And yeah. Considering how I can many you swore at each other a lot, and people who were used to only hearing you on the podcast were probably quite surprised that you knew those words. No, we were, we did, were quite, I mean, we were quite considering, friendly. Considering the amount of beers that Graham had been drinking on the journey downwards, um, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. B, you can't say stuff like that because yeah. somebody, will, somebody will believe that's a, you. That's a criminal offence. And that is a very serious criminal offence. I don't even drink, you know, have a, have a single pint if I'm driving. So, you know. Yeah, no, we were talking about that as well. We but all those lines of Charlie, Mr. B was doing off the dashboard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he was, oh, honestly, I, he had to wear sunglasses. Lady, off that lady of negotiable virtue. He, was, he, he had to wear ones. sunglasses, otherwise his yeah, iris looked so big. That, 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 he, that he'd smuggled into the country illegally. That's right. It's, yeah. it's, what's that bit that beat him or whatever his nose? Like Danella Breast. Septum. Septum. Septum disappearing in a cloud yeah. of Ajax powder. Anyway. There's a reason one of our most popular downloaded <laughs> countries uh, for the show is Colombia, because Michael yeah. single-handedly supports th- yeah, what, what supports, I heard about 47% of the national economy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I can't wait to see Michael's house being raided. <laughs> <laughs> Graham didn't drink, Mr. B didn't do coke, yeah. and uh, yeah, me and Graham did play a game. Did. All right. so, I can't yeah. remember who won. So that's Friday night, we then went back to yeah. the hotel. Um, we had a pint, didn't we? 
we had a pint, which was we, nice. we 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 had a pint at the pub while a group of middle-aged ladies danced around the jukebox, and one of them, the dance move, the only way I can describe it, is if she'd had someone's head in a headlock, and was punching them. It was that was the dance move. It was sort of like a, 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 a diagonal, sort of yeah, a diagonal yeah. thrust, but only on only to one side. It wasn't like she mixed it up and sort okay. of rotated it. It was just down uh, right shoulder to left hip. I really wasn't of, paying that much attention. But oh yeah, I, it was vaguely mesmerising after okay. a while. Not yeah, everybody's cute. ambidextrous when it comes to violence. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, Friday night we were pretty knackered. We went to bed about one. We had to get up. At the sparrows crack because they had to get out of the car park by eight o'clock, which is what Mr. B alluded oh, to for peculiar times. And also the event started at we had to be there at nine anyway. So we got there. Um and I guess we can talk about the the sort of um we'll talk about the games and we'll talk about our overall impressions of the Oh, but the old the, uh, the 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 mini potato waffles at uh, McDonald's ruddy hell, they were nice. I don't oh, yeah. think they need any advertising. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so I'm just saying they're nice. Let's talk about our games then. So <coughs> we've got random draw, one assumes. Um, you know, yeah. these event organisers, they're dodgy as out. Yeah. Ourselves included. I, th- I think you'll find that I've never I've never, uh, I, I've never uh, scrambled the system on purpose. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, so I, I was playing. Um, so basically, we, 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 all, we were all sat in the room and uh, we were given the briefing about what we had to do, what the aims were and things like that. So what the they were they had a map of the planet, uh, the two continents of the planet, and there were war zones that we were fighting over at every table related to a war zone. Yeah, that was quite a cool idea, I thought. Um, I we've wanted to do that for a while, but we never never even got around to it. Yeah, we've, done, we've done similar things, but yeah, I think it with thirty six tables, yeah, thirty good. tables and split. Yeah, because there were what eight tables. Eight tables, yeah. Um. So yeah, it was really cool the way they did that. So basically, you you could, um, the world was reflected in the tables if that makes any sense. So like hives and things, and you know industrial zones or you know agricultural zones, and there was a table corresponding to that, and they'd name them, which I thought was a cool idea. So, and then the traitors I think had four, and the loyalists had four to start with, and then over the course of the weekend, as you won the games on the tables, you kind of claimed them as well as getting victory points over towards the overall campaign score. So that was a really cool idea. And um, the story itself, I think, was just mainly a, you know, traitor invasion. I th- think if I've got that right, if I remember rightly, um, my brain's a bit addled these days. Yes. Uh, no, I think it was a... I, I, thought it was a I thought it was a bit of a mixture. Yeah, I think it, it was it was a it was a proper sort of slobber knocker anyway between uh, traitors and loyalists. And the story was pretty light, you know, in the way that we, I think, kind of done our stories now. They're, they're, they're you know, sort of briefings for everybody. And so they might be going. So game one. So I had uh, James Gibb. Uh, Chris, you who did you play first? I had I had a, a Mark Faust, not Mark Frost. No, uh, Mark Faust. Mark Faust yeah. Who yeah, would yeah. who? There appears to be some Edge of Empire hoodoo about Marks. With the, and the surname screen with F. There totally does. And Mr. B, you were, who were you playing? I played Nile. Oh right, okay. So do you want to do you want to go first? Tell us how your game one went. Yeah, I played Nile. He had uh, two Spartans, a Typhon, and uh, two big squads of Phalanx Warders with uh, uh, Fafnir Ran, uh, a ten-man squad of Las Cannons, and uh, 
there was a there was a contemptor and uh, yeah basically he just walked up to my list and <laughs> just went yeah so uh, uh, it was it was interesting it was interesting uh, i learned a few lessons i mean phalax warders oof, they are tough yeah we'll I mean, come on to them they are really tough you get you get your re-roll for uh with the fight of war um if you fail so, rama yeah, so say stone gauntlet uh, was, so, was yeah so stone gauntlet gives you a re-rollable your invulnerable save and so you re-roll your invulnerable save and then of course there's an apothecary with the squad so you're getting your feel no pain yeah um, so, ba- so basically now was four plus re-rollable and then five plus feel no pain so yeah that was a tough old list that was a fairly tough list it was really nicely painted Jimmy three saves they call him uh yeah it was really nicely painted it was a really nicely put together list uh and it was tough the uh last cannon squad uh, as soon as my fire raptor appeared, boom, out the sky you go. Um, I think I, I really just struggled to deal with it because I just didn't have anything in my... I, I, where I could deal with maybe one Spartan, essentially three Spartan chassis was just uh, tough. And then, tough ask. Uh, and then trying to deal with the Phalax Warders, who, you know, just literally shrugging off everything I'm throwing at them. Yeah, uh, you have to put so much into them. Oh, it's on, a tough, on. it's a tough old list, but as I said, good bit of banter. Uh, the the table was a bit weird because it was a there was lots of cover on one side, not so much on the other. There was a little bit, just not a great amount. Right. But yeah, no, I I I really enjoyed my game with Nile. It was really fun. Um, yeah, Nile is a great player. And, uh, uh, I lost. It, I did manage to get to four turns. But it was a tough old list. So it's just worth first mentioning that we had two and a half hours to complete the games in. Yeah, it was it was it was very tough. I mean, this that, edition half right an hour now, overlap. It takes us a long time to play these games, and I have noticed that's not just that. I don't, I, at first, my impression on it takes a long time to play these games was simply a case of we're not used to it. But I don't know. The more games I play, they're not getting any quicker. No, and I think that there's, you know, because you're doing reactions and you're thinking about reactions, which yeah, it does sort of, you, you can't just kind of just do all your stuff, walk no. away, you know, just all you need to do is make your saves if you're the opposite player, and then and it's your turn. So yeah, I yeah, think, I think it's, it does take I, a little bit longer. I think it's just going to take that little bit longer, but I think I think we will speed it up a bit, but I think you, I think realistically you need three hours for a game, or you reduce the number of turns. Which I think is what what we did for Company of Legends was we just made it four turns rather than six because at least then you know how long you've got. See what I mean? Whereas yeah. sometimes I don't know four turns is not as fun. Uh, but yeah, if you know if you know what you're, you know, otherwise you can end up with like having to finish after four turns and you've played the longer game, you know, thinking you're going to get turns five and six and it's like oh no, we actually yes, which turn does, does does come up later for me. But no, I I got beat by Nile quite convincingly. Um, but it was an enjoyable game and it was fun and uh, I, I do enjoy playing now. I think Actually, you know what? I think that's the first time I've played it. I was going to say I do enjoy playing now. I think I've watched him play. I've had him mm. play on tables where I've broadcast, but I don't think I've actually played now myself. Yeah, I think now Adam Owens, you know, and I, they come to Heresy Bunker, really great players and, and really good banter and in fact oh i played adam adam's nice the, the game i had against nile is is in my top five games of all time which we'll come on to mm, um yeah, but yeah. so uh, what about you chris we so this is magnus rocking up in all of his terrifying glory so, 
There's a couple Caroline, of three plus re-rollable invuln or whatever he's got. He's, he's got a two plus invulnerable adamantium will with Magnus okay. on the board. Um, couple of things to think to, to remember here. Uh, my numerologist cabal is fairly important to my army. Uh, it's a zero to one choice, and in the two games that he played prior to the rolling of dice at the actual event, he had killed himself both times. That's right. He killed himself against us, didn't he? Against he me. did, he yeah. yeah. To to the war himself, though he didn't know all of his rules. No. So he, um, had, he had a bit more going for him, didn't he? A bit more going for him, but yeah, not not a massive amount more, but enough. Um, so I, because I could deep strike six units. Man's got to do what a man's got to do. Uh, <laughs> Just because you can doesn't mean you should. No, actually, I didn't deep strike everything. I tactical squad went on the board. Uh, the dreadnoughts, all three dreadnoughts went on the board. The Kratos, and I kept everything else off because, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, I like I like to have something back in surprise. Yeah. Um, turn one went okay. I did a reasonable amount of shooting. Turn two, Numerologist did his job. He gave me the re-roll, made the re-roll. I then scattered Magnus's deep strike onto an opposing tactical squad. Yes. Which then meant that Mark could go, I'm going to put them, you know, over here out the way. in the bin, basically. Yeah, and then the other units have to deploy within. From there, yeah. Around that. Yeah, because they didn't... um, uh, disrupted. They weren't disrupted. Didn't disrupt. No, they were just normal. So they had to go 12 inches from that point onwards. Yeah. And the only place really they could fit was in sort of a, a murder corridor, and that's promptly that's what happens to them. Valley of death. Absolutely. And Mark had two predators, a rhino and a land raider that were uh, coming on outflanking reserves. Right. So yeah, which is nothing to say for the five thalax. Nothing, nothing to say for the, the say for the five the thalax, the ten, dreadnoughts, ten volkite caliber squad, the dreadnoughts, yeah. the breaches, so, the oh man, so much stuff. The uh, you know, I did a bit of shooting to some dreadnoughts just because I knew that they were going to cause me a bit of an issue. Yeah. It turns out they didn't cause me any issue. Um, so. The blade guys got just hammered, uh, uh, intercepted, um, then just generally shot to shot the hell in the back. Yeah, the same. The tactical squad got stomped, mm-hmm. and uh, by the time Magnus could really do anything, you know, it was sort of back to the wall kind of stuff already. Um, those grav splitters. Uh, the grab spreaders are ridiculous. Grabs, yeah. Grab so he had a squad of ten of those that outflanked in the so rhino. I think it was five. It was only five, but there was, there oh, was well, enough. It, of... it, it was enough of whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. And they, I like your, I like your Kratos. It's very pretty. And now it is dead. And now it's just dead because yeah. haywire, just same as it ever was. Um, just did a number on him. Absolutely, just tore through it's, him. It's, I think it's ten. Haywire shots. Yeah. I don't know if those are really rolling for Shredders, but, but I think that's one of the few armies that can take that particular thing. The Grav Shredders. I think also he, he had a like a Forge Lord and 
because it can replace one of its weapons. I think in this servo harness, you replace the heavy flamer with a grav shredder as well. So you're looking at, you know, 12 grav shredder shots. It was insane. It it was a lot. And so the Kratos just died. Um, And this was the objective. This was the mission where you had an objective in each half. uh, Triangle uh, deployment from the edges to the centre. Yeah. I think... Was there? Yeah. Um, oh, I thought it was short edges. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, short. Yeah, it wasn't corners. Corners. The triangle was later on. Yeah. Um. And it. Yeah. It just. I. Momentum got stopped, and I just couldn't get that momentum going again. Um. Magnus was force failing force rolls like they were going out of fashion. Um. Doesn't help. He borrowed Michael's dice. Uh, no, I just, you know, I'd fail my psychic test or... There was definitely a theme um, there. I think that the the curse that... Um, he he, that, he uh, saved it all up. He saved it all up for Sunday morning. Well, well he yeah. was playing somebody called Faust. Perhaps he'd made a bargain. Well, well I, did, I did wonder that. Bargain with, with, um, with Beelzebub. Or it's the fact that we were in Mark Frost's, you know, backyard, as it were, and, and the, the sacrificial offering you made to the Fen Witch to curse Edge of Empire hosts with poor dice rolls was just magnified tenfold. I think that's that's a possibility. It was because, because it affected me that. on Saturday and obviously Mr. B's a given, but it was even worse. Yeah. I mean I, I yeah, it was a tough it was a tough game, but you know, it very clearly came a point where I was like, Magnus is gonna have to do all the heavy lifting yeah, here. He, he's not not, yeah. not some of it. All of it. All of it. Yeah. Um and you know, he's he's a tough old nut. But he's not that tough. Can't, yeah, he's not a two, two and a half thousand points worth of shooting nut. No. And so, that's yeah. that's what we were up against. So. Yeah. It was a sort of classic. Mark's list was sort of the classic leaf blower, really. You know, it was just an awful lot of shooting. And yeah, yeah. It wasn't the ultimate. There was a there was a worse leaf blower, and we'll get to that in two turns. Okay. Two games. <laughs> yeah. Two turns. Yeah. So yeah. my my list, I, I was take I took on. Um, James Gibbs uh, Dark Angel. So I kind of looked at the those. looked at the board. You have, and this this is a thing. Yeah, looked at the board, looked at the objective, which is basically get into the other person's deployment zone and get your objective. Looked at James's army list and went, yeah, that's not happening. Um, there wasn't a huge amount of cover. All of my stuff is basically is on foot. There's nothing in transports. Um, and he had some pretty quick squads. Um, a jump pack squad, um, the lion and a Spartan, um, three grav um, rapiers, which were actually better than I thought, um, a Sakaran Arcus, and a big Volkite squad, um, which fortunately was right at the back. And I think he actually forgot to shoot it a couple of times because they were so well hidden. Um, but yeah, I just realised there's no point in me going for the objective. My army will get shredded. There's just too much shooting to walk through, and there's no way of not getting completely annihilated by this list. So I did the what I did. I kind of played it tactical. Um, I deployed my because I had the first turn. Um, so I deployed my seekers in a fairly suicidal position because I knew that he had some infiltrators as well. And the, the only way this was going to work was if I kept him as far away from my troops as long as possible, and then charged him in my deployment zone. So you know, basically let him come onto me, try and take him out with some shooting, and then try to hold him up. But fundamentally. It was about weathering, keeping out of the range of his bigger guns. Um, 
And that's what I did. So basically, I put the two squads in. The Seekers infiltrated, which meant he had to deploy further back with his infiltrators, which did buy me a lot of time. But unfortunately, it put them in peril because they were now in range of a lot of shooting. But it had to be done. Um, and then the rest of it really was um, just waiting for that Spartan to, to drive its merry way towards me um, and hope to stay alive as long as possible, which I just about managed that. So I kind of won this game, which it wasn't really me winning it. It was just me running away, <laughs> effectively, which James yeah, will yeah. contest. But, you know, I kind of played the mission. I knew the mission wasn't achievable. Um, you know, the terrain and the army just wouldn't lend itself to that particular thing. So it was like, if I'm going to win this, I'm going to win this on secondaries. And James's right of war means that if he, he can basically marks for death like three units, and if they're yeah, priority kill, priority yeah, target thing, priority targets. And if it doesn't kill them, I get three victory points for everyone he doesn't kill. So it was just a question of keeping those alive, my master signals being one. Um, um, so that he couldn't kill him, and basically claiming the secondary objectives and trying to keep him off of the primary objective, which I did manage, I think. So yeah. Um it wasn't one of those where I kind of won, it was like I kind of tacticed the the victory, if you like. Which always feels a little bit cheesy, to be fair. But you play the mission and what what you can in front of you. So yeah, tough, really tough first game. James is a very good player. Um, so you know I kind of got pretty lucky, I think, on a couple of occasions. Um, Abaddon went up toe to toe against the lion and paid the price. Very yep. much so. The lion is an absolute monster. Absolute beast. He yes, really he is. Ridiculously He's... tough. I can't. I mean, I, I think I... it's like ten attacks. Strength nine. I mean, they are. He's weapons or breaching. He's, he's weapons still nine, so he's always yeah, always hitting everyone at least on threes. Yeah, twos most. Um, let me let me find his. Uh, yeah, but his stat sheet. He he kind of went into the just area and just mullered them, and he's there with a. I think it was with some big terminate squad of his own as well. So it was a it was a proper um, duster. Now what I'd realised in the the build up to the event is that in challenges now the wounds don't spill over so if a primark for example and i'll come back to this in a second you just chuck a, a sergeant at him once the sergeant's dead those wounds don't go onto the squad it's like just they, the sergeant is just very dead yeah the wounds count for combat resolution but they don't actually spill over <coughs> unless you've got precision strikes and in which case you can allocate them out, apparently. Um, and Primarchs don't even have precision strikes. They can just allocate their wounds wherever they want them. So um, yeah. I think James was thinking they were precision strikes. They were only doing it on a four or whatever and allocating them outside of the challenge to kill my Terminators as well as his own squad killing my Terminators. But I think he probably could have just gone, right, I'm going to put all of these on Abaddon, for example, and just kill him. So... Um, yeah, there were some lessons, very quick lessons to be learned there from me. I forgot so many rules as well, which is a shame. You know, things like yeah, oh god, yeah. If if the if I'm charged or charging as a um, sons of Horus, then it's they're minus one to wound me. So strength eight weapons wouldn't double out my terminator, so they'd actually be strength seven. I mean, in the lion's case, it doesn't matter. He's strength ten going down to strength nine or whatever, he would still do it. But those are the sorts of things that are really, you think, oh man, why didn't I remember that? It would have, would have meant I could have get, stayed around for a little bit longer. But yeah, 
as it was, although it was definitely James doing all of the hard work and me doing all of the running, um, I did manage to eke a result, which actually, <coughs> as, um, Chris has alluded to, meant that we didn't have another Grand Slam contender on our hands. Yeah. Spoiler alert. So, yeah, first game, I think it was something like 7-6 or something, or 7-5 or something. It was very close anyway. Okay. So what about um, game two then? Mr. B, back to you. What, what, uh, who did yes. you beat this time? Well, we had a lovely lunch. Uh, the burgers were really nice. They were nice. Uh, they were very nice. Um, and uh, then we they, Just to be clear, the the, the event the, the, the event organisers laid on some cooked some burgers. So we had burgers for lunch, which was nice. Yeah, they were really nice burgers as well. I'd like to know where they got them from because they were... Can, so I, can, I, can I just also... What, Sam's wife was very, very nice on Saturday, coming around making everybody tea if they wanted it and stuff like that. Oh yeah, she made me like half and a dozen cups of tea. She wasn't, was she wasn't there on Sunday to say thank you to, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah big Sam, thank you if you, to, Sam, to if you listen to this, make sure. Yeah, absolutely. I forgot her name already. She did introduce herself several times, but I Kelly. Is it Kelly? I don't know. She was lovely. She was really nice, really personable, and she re- and. They need to hire her. Hang on, hang on. No, Mr. B, just stop now. Just stop. Because you've, okay. you've, you've got, you've got history for this in the past. You have got so history just, in the past. So just, just, All just, I'm just, saying is they no, 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 you're not. No, 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 you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Shut up. No, no, they need just to talk about your game. Talk about your game. Talk about your game. Talk about your game. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. My game, I got to play Falcon this time. After Chris played him. And yeah, those iron hands. The table I had was the mining outpost which is, uh, it's got trenches on it, uh, but as soon as you get out of those trenches, there is bugger all okay. cover. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, the, his army, lots of shooting, uh, lots of, uh, yeah, it, it just, it, it's, it's a tough old list. Uh, it really does, does rip you apart. Um, uh, maybe a bit more cover might have changed things. I'm not entirely sure. But when he's, he's using that outflanking for the tanks, that the Iron Hands have. And, oh, we've got some... Yeah, I know that is. Oh. Oh, okay. I think it might be Chris. Oh, that's me. My phone, for some reason, is interacting with my mic, despite okay. the fact it's about 12 and a half inches away. Is it, is it the 90s again? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so his army just literally systematically dismantled mine. Uh, the, 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 the outflanking tanks is just absolutely incredible um that the iron hands have there uh i mean where it was i literally had no good options because it was the, the what was the mission again it was uh it was a book mission uh because they were all pretty much book missions just um you know just ever so slightly adjusted um and uh yeah it was the one where you got to get into your opponents uh, yes that was yes. It. it was the shat strike i think it Shatter is strike, yeah uh and scoring units in your opponent's deployments yeah well, where he three, had uh, his where yeah. he had his outflank I literally, there were no good options for me. I couldn't, I, I got to move it a, a certain amount, but there were no good options because I've way it puts him straight in my zone. It put him straight into the rear armor of some of my stuff because I was just going for it. And yeah, uh, yes, he uh, systematically took me apart and I only scored uh, a minor, uh, you know, little things like taking out his, uh, uh, his uh, independent characters and, Mm. Yeah, very tough list. Very tough list. Yeah, Iron hands tough are list. tough, and that's going to be a theme of this entire. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Definitely. So, what I about am. you? Um, yeah. So, <laughs> you, Chris. so um, 
uh, after game one, I was like, I don't want to play James Gibb because I, I knew he had a good list and I knew that you're, you, although you'd, I knew you'd beaten him, so he'd be down in my kind of territory. Yeah. And Sam was like, well, I know who you're playing and it's not, not James Gibb. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, Sam. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. Um, and it was, it was good game. I do. What would I change? I could, because he could infiltrate a couple of units. Yeah. Um, that sort of forced my hand as to how I was going to, how I was going to deep strike. Gotcha. Um, he infiltrated two assault squads and a rhino with some seekers in it. I was like, well, that's six scoring points already on my front door the, um, the seekers aren't um, scoring well they? it's just it's you know five whatever it's five points on i mean the, actually on, that you're right because they were denial so it's one point for a denial unit i mean on scoring yeah yeah and, and two, two for, for a, troops choice yeah so it was uh, i've got to do something about them you know i only had the tanks on the on the board um i left everything else off of that on that occasion thinking i'd be able to deep strike further across yeah and do what he did to me basically but mm-hmm. i end up having to basically deep strike in my own deployment zone oh. because i had to deal with those units otherwise and, they would have just got all the scoring and but yeah and know. so there's you know lion rolling around in a spartan having a way of a time yeah um <laughs> li- living like a king and yeah pretty snarf, much snarf. Snarf, snarf. Yeah. what f are you anyway uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh so i deep strike my own deployment zone and then sort of uh i've tried to assault one attack squads i can uh, sort of roll double one when i need anything more than that oh it's even, so depressing you know even with magnus's plus one i needed you know just Oh. anything more than that and it would have been enough but I just couldn't get there so then I got stuck there in that place to return the lion got out of this thing this is Spartan yeah. but I couldn't I tried to shoot endlessly yeah. right at this point with the Derrideos and things to, to get him out earlier so that he yeah. could do something get the charge on him yeah Yeah, and then obviously he just goes oh I don't need to roll for this 8 inch charge oh, of course you don't why would you it's not like Why you're would a- you yeah. absolute monster of a character that can just do what yeah. they have i mean you know, how um the lion is 85 points cheaper than magnus i will never understand um i know magnus has access to psychic powers but none of them are apart from two are anywhere near as useful as some of the nonsense that oh, lion pulls that, out his oh, backside yeah absolutely i mean the telepathy powers are incredibly powerful and because of Magnus's ability to just go, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this, yeah. he can he can absolutely knock him out left, right, and centre. Yeah. Um, so I'm not saying he's not he's powerful, no slouch, is he? yeah. but he's not a he's a buffer as opposed to a, a, yeah, a fighter. Uh, <laughs> yes. Exactly. And the lion is the you know the purest. How many points is the lion? 460 points get out of town really Jeez. absolutely absolutely that needs a serious bargain. look at who horus is not 600 points we're looking at him now i don't think he'd even come close he's got a slightly yeah well i think he would wow. the lion is an absolute monster 
Um, and so he came out, he tore my, he killed Azek, he killed the Sekhmet, and Magnus couldn't make a force roll again for Loved on Money. And I kept forgetting that Magnus has got a five plus shrouded. It oh, would yeah. have made a lot of difference, but it would have made some difference. Shit, shooting phase. Um, well, he'll get it in combat as well. No, because it's cover, so you don't get it in, co- in combat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, um, it's not like a feel on a plane, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, it, it wouldn't have made a lot of difference, but it would have made some difference. Mm-hmm. So he and yeah, he just tore Magnus apart, and you know, I was trying to get run tactical squads up the board at that point because yep. the psychic powers I'd taken on attack squads meant that they had a ten-inch move. Mm. Um, but only one kind of broke through the lines, and by the end there was only one of them left. So it's like oh. one model getting across the board. <laughs> and then there was uh, one Derridaire as well that made it to the other side. But James had, you know, basically swapped, swapped ends. The line had uh, shat on your grave, basically, at that he, point. He absolutely had done, yeah. It yeah. was... I knew that if I saw that list, it was going to cause me bother. Yeah. Uh, um, and and you proved right. I was proved absolutely correct, yeah. Yeah, I, I just kept basically feeding the lion effectively, to be honest with you. It was just feeding I, things. I didn't I didn't have enough to feed him with and not anything yeah. I did feed him with would Yeah, it was just scoring just get, units. Just get get obliterated because yeah. he's always gonna beat you in combat. He's always gonna sweep you effectively. Yeah. I mean I don't know how you deal with him sure. Extra, kill, extra attacks being outnumbered and all sorts of god awfulness. Yeah. I think the only the only thing they are after playing him is shoot him out of the right uh, out of the Spartan and then just you're gonna have to if you haven't got a shooting army you're kind of screwed because I'm not sure there's much in the game maybe the new Angron might be able to deal with him but crikey he's tough because he's a he's AP three breaching four plus that's what it is yeah and he's got ten attacks or whatever so he's gonna get them it's just it's just crazy seven seven on the profile and then. Yeah, and takes, if you wound him, he then gets even more attacks, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he, four wounds or less, he gets one attack, and then down to two wounds or less, he gets two it's extra attacks. the maximum attacks you can have, it is, isn't it? It's only strength that yeah, goes up a Conceivably. Lot. Can you get 12 attacks? I don't know. Anyway, he's and a right on the charge. Nine, and he's got ten. rage I mean, as well, isn't he, or something. The, or not rage, the, the outnumbering one. I'm pretty sure he's got that. Uh, Oh god, just yeah. there's a rule that James didn't even use on me. Um I'm pretty sure she's got Deathwing things as well. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, of course, yeah. Who knows? Anyway, he's an arsehole. Yeah. Um But James the Seek was pretty good. It was good it was a good game. I did enjoy it. It was a lot of thought though. Yeah. Like how am I getting myself out of this hole? Yeah, that's exactly what I was doing. James I mean James had James played over over time. He played it perfectly, you know. He forced my hand, and yeah. you know it was. You know, I just got. No way I got back out, from there. I got outdone, and there was no way back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um. So I was playing uh, Chris Page and his most excellent Blood Angels. So this was going to be an interesting one because pretty close combat armies. Yeah. Um. And. Although he has got he out, definitely outgunned me um, with the shooting that he did have, but you know there were some tasty units in there, uh, and so it was just like, what am I going to do? So Chris's army had 
um, uh, scout squad, which was really annoying. I didn't kill him. And he was, uh, I'll get you next time. Um, he had um, a recon company with Nemesis Bolters. And those were the only two things, I think, on the table for his first turn. Oh, just to go back to the last game, I lost. I, although I went first, James did seize me on me as well, which didn't knack me up. And the rapier, I'm saying the, how good the rapier guns were. The rapier grab things are actually pretty good. 36 inch range. Oh, yeah, yeah. With haywire. Um, so they are actually pretty, pretty handy. You know, three shots from those, that's be tough to you know two shot two rounds of that and you've got a spartan dead um but anyway in this game i was like crikey what am i going to do here so i was like sanguinius is a right handful um he had the fellas with the spears the, the really dawn tough ones. yeah two plus armor saves yeah, with two, two wounds. wounds yeah the spears are ap three ap three with a rending i think or breaching or something uh they were definitely definitely kicking out some AP too, and of course Sanguinis himself is no slouch. Yeah, that, I mean that spear is strength ten AP yeah. one or something. Yes, it is. Um, so then he also had a couple of assault squads, which were his troops. Um, he had a Leviathan Dreadnought in a drop pod, and a Javelin. Can you know how much I love a Javelin? Yeah. Uh, and he also had the flying Dreadnought or the X flying Dreadnought. Um, Incendius. Incendius, yeah. So I was like, crikey, that's that's tough. So I was like, I'm not going to deep strike my army because I think this, the only way I'm going to get anything here is I'm going to run my... So I knew where he was going. So Chris is absolutely right in mo- moaning about the Day of Revelation, right? Because I was like, well, if that's where you're deep striking, that's where I'm not going to be. So <laughs> I basically yeah. put my Reavers as far away as possible from them. And this was a normal Dawn of War deployment. Um, and... Even though it's a very quick army, it was like, I need to stop them from getting to my Reavers, who I'm just going to run up the board and get into the deployment zone to try and score two points or three points, whatever it is, per scoring unit. And that was my plan all along, right? So I left um, Levar, I left um, Abaddon and the Just Aaron squad, eight Manchester squad, put them in some cover. There was actually some line of sight blocking cover. The Dreadnoughts I left in that area as well. Um, Seekers I infiltrated to try and get as close as possible to his, his fellas, even though they had an Aubrey scanner, the Nemesis Bolters were going to be a problem because I don't want them sniping at my Reavers to try and make them make pinning tests or fear tests or, you know, fail a morale test. So my kind of, the way it started off is that he had the Reaver, the recon company in a building. The scouts were kind of dug in somewhere. I deployed my two scout units fairly close um, to be able to shoot them with the with the good guns that they got with the ape the breaching four plus ones um, and weathered his shooting and then managed to shoot and get the recon company to I think fail a leadership test so they were kind of out of the picture um, from there on in which gave me free reign to run them up while I yeah. waited for the day of revelations which was turn two to rock up with everything now. The other thing I had going for me in this particular game was the Master Signals, which is one of the best 95 points you'll ever spend, as far as I'm concerned. Because he's got this um, Vox Disruptor array. Yeah, such such a headache. So after the first unit's been placed, you then roll to see if you have a disrupted um, Deep Strike, right? And it's on a one, it's disrupted. 
if you've got a master of signals, everything after the first unit, that role is disrupted on a one, two or three. So 50% chance that your deep strike is going to go slightly wrong. So that also, I think if I hadn't got that, it would have been a very different game. I remember you, you have the option now to not activate that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that do, because it affects friend and foe. So that was why I thought I'm not going to deep strike my list, my army fellas. I'm going to have them on the board so I don't have to worry about that. But I'm going to keep this thing on to disrupt the <coughs> And sure enough, it actually worked. So I basically had the option then to redeploy all of um, Chris's units as far away as I possibly could from the 24 inches from Sanguinis and his squad. And yeah. so that's what I did. And he had some a Crimson Paladin as well, three Terminators coming in that looked really cool. Um, but yeah, and that's basically how it played out. It was like a, an exchange of, of views on the shooting front um, with the Kratos doing its business and actually doing pretty well at it. Um, the Leviathan, the Assault Squads, the Crimson Paladins, the Dawnbreaker Squad, the Javelin, all basically coming across the board towards my reavers and me just putting stuff in the way to stop him which i managed to do so it was a superb game this was really good fun chris is a great player and a lot of fun to play against as well so we had a really good laugh it was you know good banter um but sanguinius just murderized uh abaddon and the um just Aaron squad just absolutely tore them a new one um and it was really just a question of trying to stop him from there on in. And it was really close, right? Because I got the three Reaver squads into the deployment zone, giving me nine points. Uh, he obviously had got Slay the Warlord. Um, and he managed to get his two assault squads, even though I'd taken a fair chunk of them out, but they were 15-man ones. And the Paladin and like everything else he'd managed to get into the, my deployment zone. Um, so he basically got 10 points because... I think also um, it was kill points as well, I think, this one. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. And I'd managed to do, do a couple of units, but nowhere near as many as he had. And the last, literally the last throw of the dice, it would have been a draw. But Sanguinis, the git, <laughs> managed to kind of get free from a close combat, went his 18-inch move or whatever it was, and then chucked his spear at my undamaged Kratos, which had been fine up until that point. Gets through, penetrating hit, five on the or five or six on the um, vehicle damage table. So it's boom. The thing with the the spear of Telesto is when it's thrown, it's got lance, yeah. strength ten, yeah, and four plus exoshock. Yeah, it is you know it's, it's horrendous. Yeah, it is horrendous, and it my like I say completely intact, undamaged Kratos went up in a in a nuclear fusion of, of lances. It's, so it's cool. The thing, as, the thing to always remember with it, though, is once it's once used like that, it, you've done it, yeah, you, you don't get it back. So mm. it's definitely, Chris used it exactly the right time. But it was a really cool move by Chris, and it was very, I thought it was super thematic as well. You know, like you can just imagine chucking his spear at this tank and blowing it up. Super cool. So, yeah, he won by 10, I think it was 10-9 in the end. So there's only one victory point in it. But um, I think on balance... Chris would have won that game if it hadn't been for the disruption. M- much easier because he would have been able to get across quicker and get to, yeah. to the Reaver squad. Um, so it was just lucky that I managed to do that. I think on you know those two armies on paper, it's even with the Day of Revelations, I think the stop Day of Revelations, which I think is what's happened to you when you've used it, 
if you go up against a gun line, it's very difficult for you. Yeah, yeah. If you go up against a close combat army, it's doable. It's, yeah, absolutely. Because you've got really good close combat that's, units. That's always been the case with all all of the assault armies that I've played. If you can get past, if you can get past the gun line, yeah, then you're okay. But it's it's always that. But even going against the kind of fair, I mean, all of my stuff is quite close combat-y, but it's not as good at close combat as Sanguinis and um, no. No, no, no. Whatever they are. The, the, um, the Dawnbreaker. Dawnbreaker squad. But it was a big old Dawnbreaker squad as well. It wasn't yeah. a small one. So, But yeah, Chris played a really good, great game and we had a lot of fun doing it. Lots of crazy roles going on and yeah, all sorts of shenanigans. So yeah, good fun. Really good fun. In fact, one of the, another really great game. One of the best games I've played in a long time. Certainly up to then, that was probably one of the best game of version two that I've played. It was awesome. So yeah, really enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. Game three. three, so we're a bit knackered now. This is two games, so we've played, both of which I had to think about. I don't know about you, and I think you had the same sort of fatigue. Between us, between us, we played six games, and we've won one. One, yeah. Uh, so we're going to game three. Yeah, we're all a bit tired. I'll do me first, okay. because it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't take long. It was such uh, a long game, though, Chris. There's so much really happened was. in it. So yeah. uh, playing guy called Josh, super nice guy. Um quite new to heresy with a with a, this is my second iron hands uh army of the day mm. i hate them so much so so, so much so absolutely i mean we hate i mean we had a frosty relationship at the start uh from back in the day with iron hands as a podcast but i, I just think it was I, perfectly justified and foreshadowing just, things to come i just want to burn them all i, uh, I used to hate fulgrim i think he's a chat he's gonna get a t-shirt with his head on do, do you know what Fulgrim is the man? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Emperor's, hero. Emperor's children are becoming very uh, appealing to me at this yeah. point in time as, yeah. a, as an army. I'll be honest with you. Um, so yeah, this is against Josh. It was—he's quite new to Heresy, if I remember correctly. Um, and he was a really nice guy. But there were a couple of things. So this was uh, the corner deployment. So you have a square in the corner with the circle in the middle, eighteen yeah. inches circle in the middle yeah. uh the corner that i was in there was no cover yeah and he had a fairly useful gun line um land raider storm cannon leviathan there, there, double, double, double storm cannon. double storm cannon yeah there was a las cannon squad there were uh rapiers there was some there was a good amount of firepower yeah and i I left i put everything on the board except the two tactical squads Mm -hmm. because this was war of lies yeah war of lies and i was thinking oh i'll deep strike later in the game get a couple objectives yeah we'll be okay didn't work out at all (laughs) (laughs) because i couldn't hide anywhere enough to to do anything um so the Derrida's got nuked basically. Uh Magnus uh, we cracked open a land raider only to find out that um there was Ferris Manus and some associates inside it. Ferris Manus and Associates is a very peculiar law firm. So uh, <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll they'll do the job for you though. So you know, don't don't yeah. question they're uh, they're, they're for it, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
you know, Dreadnought, where I, I killed five scouts. That was about the extent of my oh. killing. I'd, and other than that land raider, that yeah. was all I did. Uh, Dreadnought basically took out the the two sword, the, the double raider sword guys. Yeah. Magnus just went, hi, Magnus, let me stomp your face in. Did he do a number on him? I strength 12 all the time. <laughs> and doesn't even have to but, roll for it. Doesn't even have to roll for it, whereas Magnus has to roll to be strength 12. Yeah. They both had units with them. So Ferris just went, I'm going to kill everybody. And nice. could do anything about that. And so, like, uh, Magnus... Because uh, of... Ferris still got the... He's got that hammer, hasn't he? That, that yeah. Perturaba or... ends up with, but... Yeah, yeah. When he uses it, it's initiative. When Perturaba uses it, it's unwieldy. And and entirely justified, in my opinion. It should always be unwieldy. Um, I agree. But basically to the point where all the Sekhmet were dead. Magnus had two wounds left. Uh, and Nazak had, had one wound left that he'd... Because right. the big boys were fighting in a challenge. And this but, is three plus in ones as well, isn't it? Well, yeah. And you can't... And you didn't lay a glove on... But, on it's three plus well they're they're in one I'm gonna say three plus they've got a three plus um psychic in one not a normal okay, in okay Brian got you yeah uh, so and I couldn't really touch Magnus I think I'd like maybe one maybe two wounds right. but Magnus was just in bits you know, he was getting stomped yeah um and I don't like to do it so there came a point where Azek had got murked and Magnus and Ferris were fighting. I tried to do force. I failed that psychic roll. Took D3 wounds. Took a wound. Mm-hmm. Failed the impossible save. Dead as disco. Nice. And I, and I just said to Josh, look, I can't win from this point. Yeah. Because all I was bringing down at that point was two tactical squads and the Kratos. Yeah. And Ferris was just going to look at the Kratos and kill it. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. And... Josh had his entire army left at that point. And, I, and that was, you know, and I, I don't think that was all the way through. To, I was doing that was the end of turn two, pretty much. Right, got you. Just couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't do anything. I hadn't moved really at all. I was still exactly where I was. Um, yeah, so no cover doesn't help against a shooting. I mean, that's something that I found was... Literally no cover to hide you, in. You, you just have nowhere to go, basically, except to the grave. So, and, yeah. You know, Josh won the roll off. He chose where he wanted to be. You know, I had to go opposite that, and that's fine. That's that's, that's part of the game. But I just, and I said to him, that I can't. There's literally no way I can win this at this point. Yeah. Because those two tactical squads, even if the game had gone to six turns, two tactical squads with apothecaries are not going to make it. Are not going to survive the volume of fire yeah. that's going to come out at them. The Kratos is just going to... I mean, Ferris was basically next to the Kratos. Yeah, he's just going to mack it, isn't he? Like you so say. Up to it with his strength 12 hammer yeah, and go... So, you know, I, I don't like doing that, but there wasn't a point... Yeah, as a contest, it was over, basically. As a, as a game, it was dead, because yeah. couldn't conceivably do anything past that. And so that was it, game. So the, at the end of day one, I'll be honest with you, I was a thinking, I hate this game. Yes. Uh, not as much as somebody else was, but I was, yeah. I was certainly yeah. in that 
Indeed. So I hate this game. And also, I was just thinking, I don't know what I'm going to do <laughs> to make this army work. Work yeah. in a way that's going to make it actually. Because it just, throughout all the throughout the games, I mean, the first two, there were reasons, but that one, and, and again, battlefield and location were a difference, but it just, it, it, it was like hitting a wall. Mm. You know, of, of just like, you'll be able to do this, and then, poof, yeah, just, just yeah, stop. All. So, you know, it just. I mean, I, I think, it. I think, yeah, I mean, I mean, my third game was against Mark Faust as well. So he'd already beaten the other two. So there was a little bit of pressure there. Um, but yeah, like like the my compatriots, uh, it went a similar way. So a lot of shooting in Mark's army. Um, Whirlwind Scorpius, which actually is pretty good now. Um, although it's not yeah. AP3 anymore, it's 48-inch range with a large blast, um, which I think is breaching 4 plus or something. Something like that, yeah. So, yeah, pretty cool. Um, Phalanx squad, there's a lot of wounds in a Phalanx squad. You know, five of those is 15 wounds, even though they've got armor four. Um, <laughs> the Volkite squad was... So, basically, this this one was another kind of board, but there was nothing to stop line. There was literally no blocking line of sight. Which one were um, you on? So, this was the one with the sort of manufacturum. Uh, I- yeah, yeah. It, so they were, we kind of treated them as ruins, but you know there was nowhere to hide, and if you have all of your 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 blokes out and you've got a lot of shooting to deal with, unless you can cover that ground really quickly, it's going to end one way. And I think I was kind of caught in two minds as to what to do with my army at that point because it's like if I you know send the reavers up there, they've got wounds but they haven't got enough wounds, you know, and they're my scoring units, so they're the ones I want on the objectives. Um, the I put the um, seekers fairly close to try and snipe some stuff. Um, they died super quickly, just volume of fire out of the game uh, within a turn. Um, the so the reavers kind of you know I thought well I'm gonna have to just try and run these as best I can and hop between the the, the line of sight blocking stuff, which was a couple of containers to try and not get murked off the board. But of course, actually, the whirlwind Scorpius doesn't make a bit of a mockery of that anyway, because it doesn't need line of sight. So um, Abaddon and his squad are deep struck in right in the middle of the mixer, sort of classic Chris Mills style. Um, I managed to get a charge off, which was great. Um, I think I killed the um, the Haywire squad because that was kind of important. Oh, yeah, uh, they, they need to go to get rid of them. Um, but yeah, everything else was just dying really, really quickly, and it was a, it was just a gun line. Um, and the, to be fair, the breaches did a good job of holding me up as well. Um, I killed all of his terminators, his terminator retinue squad. I didn't get the, um, the actual uh, warlord. He managed to get back in as a Spartan and drove off. Um, I killed all of the um, uh, phalax, though the reavers did get them, which was good. Um, but yeah. There was, yeah, it was very difficult, very difficult game. Um, and it's just, there's just nowhere to go. You, you you can't really do anything. So, yeah, a well-deserved victory there. There was, like I say, I couldn't really do anything about it. I thought, well, you know, maybe if I deep strike in the back line, I might take the Predators out and maybe deal with the um, Volkart squad. But they were kind of like upper height. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's something that, that we need to think about in our events is, 
that if you're putting a squad a long way up, they become almost untouchable. You know, because yeah. you know if you're moving through cover now, which is your initiative, it's four. So that means you can go up one level every turn. So it, you know, if they're 15 inches, 16 inches up, it's take you four turns or at least three turns to try and get to them, to be within charging distance of them. So yeah, I think that's something to think about. Is that it's, you know, if you're putting, you know, big heavy support squads on top of things, they become very difficult to get rid of if you have no shooting yourself, of course. And maybe that's the problem. Um, you know, that if you had a normal balanced army, then you'd probably be okay because you'd be able to shoot them back. Um, but again, you know, reactions it, uh, played its part I mean, there. I mean, the problem with that is that in heresy, armies are in, you know, it's it's fairly binary. There are, you know, you get shooty armies, you get punchy armies, you know, you, you get a hybrid occasionally, but a lot of the legions are pretty binary in what they... Yeah, you're right. ...in what they do, so... Yeah, what like say what they specialise in or the units specialise yeah. in, it, yeah, yeah. it usually lends itself to the type of army. So, but yeah, I mean, iron hands are tough, like you say, you must be. Didn't oh, it, didn't I mean, do any. Tough. Um, I mean, they are just ridiculous iron hands. I mean, minus one to attacks. Uh, yeah, to weapon hit, strength, yeah, so weapon. you can't instant death them. Yeah, for um, sure. Oh, but that video came out just after second edition came out and said they were bottom tier and almost unplayable. Remember. Yeah, I think they're super oh, abs- hard. I mean, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that was my response when that video can, came out. That you can put those haywire things on anything about. that's anything that's got flamers, and that will just rule the rule the table if you can get them up against something. Lots of shooting, you know, good army, well balanced. You know, even in close combat, the Plymouth breaches, I had trouble getting through them, which was really annoying. You know, I had some terrible rolls as well, which is just like, oh god. Yeah, when things are going wrong and then the devil vomits in your kettle by giving you like a double. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, to give you an example, he shot me with and did 10 wounds against my Just Aaron. And from a 10 saves, I rolled four ones. And so you're, like, you're just, 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 just Aaron, lost, just staring. Yeah, just lost two Just Aaron. And it's just like, oh, flipping heck, come on. I'm sure that's exactly the phrase you used. Yeah, that's exactly. Uh, it was more, it was more, oh, sugar. I, I appear to have lost a couple of just there and no, how clumsy of me. You don't want to blame your dice, really, because you know the, the person who shot you has put themselves in a good position to. Hey, you. you want to blame oh, the people yeah, yeah. the dice. That's so, who you blame. You know, so I think that's fair that you don't do that. But um, yeah, Mark played a, a very good game. Knew what he was doing. I think it's might play a lot of 40k. Um, and so you know his army was set out and knew exactly where he wanted everything to be. Knew what he was going to do every each turn. I think the only thing that surprised him was I killed the phalanx in close combat, but other than that, I think it all went his way. Um, and again, I think I, don't, I think I lost that quite significant loss. I think that one. Um, yeah, I, I found that really difficult, difficult game. Yeah, I lost three seven to that one. That one, um, just a really tough game to get through. Um, and at the end of that, I was just like, I never want to come across Iron Hands again. Um, oh no, it was just so despondent. At the end of that game, I was just like, oh, so annoying. I mean, I've seen um, you annoyed, and then there's you still annoyed at half past 12, uh, post match of the day. I was, after, yeah, know. I was still annoyed about that, and I was still annoyed when I woke up in the next morning. Yeah. So, you know, that should give you some. I, I must admit, the growling in bed at night was a bit. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. But yeah, I, I, um, yeah, I was annoyed about that. I just think it's one of the things that you're thinking, could I have done this any differently? Yeah. There really wasn't anything I could have done, I don't think, that would have affected the outcome of that game other than take 
not take the army that I took. So it's, you know, it's, this is going to happen if you have a specialist army. You're going to meet the you know the rock paper scissors of heresy is going to mean that you know you're going to get cut up by some serious scissors scissoring, as it were. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, Mr. So that was Mr. the end of day B. one. Yeah, Mr. Mr. B's so, game three. Uh, I got to play Paul Shaw, so one okay. of our, our, our local uh, northeastern guys, uh, yes. and his uh, Dark Angels. Uh, I don't think there is an army that Paul doesn't own, however. I'm just trying to think, is there an army that Paul doesn't own? If you know of an army that Paul Shaw does not own, let us know. I'm sure he doesn't own Emperor's Children. Oh, no, actually, I think he does. Well, I don't know. He, he paints. The, he seems to be painting a new army every week. Uh, great guy, though. Wonderful fella. Um, and uh, yeah, we love him to bits. Uh, he uh, he basically this was a more balanced game for me uh, because he had a, a Dreadwing army. So basically, I was ignoring the fact he was creating you know double terrain, uh, and he was uh, ignoring. Uh, well, I didn't actually have any poison, but he could have ignored the poison if I had it. Uh, I did not. Uh, but my toxin bombs were of, of no use. Um, so, yeah. Uh, turn one, I managed to destroy a Spartan. First Spartan I destroyed. No, sorry, second Spartan I destroyed all weekend. Oh, yeah, you were very happy one later on. I was very happy about that. One a tank in it. one turn. That more or less completed my bingo. Oh, so, yeah. Fact, oh, yeah, bingo. We should, we should probably talk about it. So, we had every player was given a bingo card. They were loyalists and traitors. They're all the same, um, and they had certain things that you try and do over the weekend. So like, move, do a nine-inch charge. Don't declare any charge in the whole game. Go a whole round without reactions. Blow a vehicle up. Blow a fully, fully hull-pointed vehicle. Yeah, and then one, there was a prize hit. for getting bingo yeah. for each side at the end. Yeah. Um. You didn't have to do them. It was just a, a fun aside to the to, yeah. the, to the main um, main game. Uh, there were some there that I wasn't going to ever be able to achieve, so I Post kind combat of combat army don't charge. Does, yeah, I was like, oh, this isn't going to work for me, so I kind of gave up on it really quick. Shooting army not to shoot. I I physically couldn't complete it because no, one of them was declared was to run three times, and yeah. the reaping does not allow me to run <laughs> at all. So yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, all right, then fair enough. I'll I'll do all I can. And I did all I could. And it was great. It was actually a lot of fun. Um, and we discussed, uh, we thought about doing something very similar at Company of Legends. Uh, and uh, spoiler guards, we might t- we might steal this idea, but we might do it a bit differently. Yeah, like I was I've, I was saying. I've got, I've got that in be, the, I've got that in the, the notes further down. It will be, yeah. It will, so yeah, we anyway. can talk about it further down. Yeah, we'll talk about it. But yeah, no, Paul, Paul Shaw. Uh, and it was a fairly balanced game. I think it was starting to tip in his favour. We got to turn four, and I think it was starting to sort of tip in his favour. Uh, and it did. He actually won uh, fighter three uh, in terms of victory points. Um, right, but close. the thing is, I think if I'd been able to get one more turn, I might have had a chance. And I, wouldn't have won, I might not have won it, mm-hmm. but I certainly had a decent chance at bringing a draw in. Nice. Um, Go, but... Yeah. Well, it, it, it was luck of the draw, really, because we are, both of our armies were fairly well They were balanced. quite similar, weren't they? There was like yeah, they, had, land they, they kind of cancelled a few bits out. Rhinos um, and stuff. But uh, Paul had a very tough list. The, the rapiers, as I say, grab rapiers, amazing. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to get... Yeah, we kind of dismissed the grab after in this edition. Last but... edi- well, last edition, the grab was worthless. 
Well, no, I wouldn't say it was worthless. It was just you couldn't deal with a spark. I think there were better things for the same points, whereas now... Yeah, for the same points, there were better there were better things in that slot, better things for the same points. Yeah. It was cool, it could do stuff, it just wasn't as good as I was. And I think in this edition, actually, to be fair, I think it's very point efficient. And I think you, yeah, if you want to do, um, if you want to do it, it's actually well worth it. But anyway, so I had to take those out there. To, I, I, honestly, rapiers are so much easier to deal with now in terms of shooting them down, because, you know, the whole That's squad... Fine. The whole squad isn't, um, you know, the high toughness. Yeah, it's just. Awesome. I mean, that's what I was hoping to do with James's was, if I'd gone, if I'm going first, I would have shot the rapiers with my seekers with their um, precision shots and just killed the 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 fellas. Yeah. So he couldn't have allocated yeah, yeah. On, onto the guns. So just take out four mooks basically, and then the guns are useless or six mooks. So mooks a word that I've picked up from the weekend to describe <laughs> any random thing that I that, that is a character. Mooks. Mooks. That's yeah, the good. merchant princelings for you. Is that what they call them? It's they they use mooks quite a lot. I don't quite like it. I hope it's not offensive I, I, to anybody. But it's I must cool admit, word. my my uh, um I I helped uh I I used to run demos of a of a game called Munchkin Kung Fu, uh, based on kung fu films of the seventies and the and uh, some of the characters in that were called mooks. So. Okay. I keep thinking go. of kung fu, seventies kung fu characters. Uh, every time I hear Luke. Got you. So anyway, uh, no, really, really, really good. Uh, good list. Uh, Paul's an excellent player. I enjoy playing him. He's always a laugh. Um, we've got a little bit of shared mutual history. Um, you know, both West End boys. Um, and uh, yeah, no, it was. Uh, you're thinking of the film, you're thinking of the film, but no, we're we're, we're more thinking of West End, West End and Newcastle. West End. I was, I was thinking of, I was, I was thinking of Pet Shop Boys. Pet Shop Boys. West End Boys. Okay. West End Boys. West End and Newcastle. He's from he's from I'm from uh I'm from I'm from Benwell, and we both get to take the Mick out of Scotswood, because yeah, we're not neither of us is from there, but we're both from two of the worst. Uh, most deprived areas of the country. So, okay. Uh, anyway, so yeah, no, Paul's a good lad. I love playing Paul. Uh, I do actually like just spending time with him in general. So it was it was really really fun. Uh, just to, you know, and I still got to play Nile and uh, and Paul this weekend, even mm. though uh, we did get to the upper Warhammer Worlds. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, Paul's list really good. Lots of land raiders. Pretty much everything in transports. Uh, Mardrick Sedras, who is an absolute don't, beast. Don't don't. Just, is that tomorrow's game with Mark? That was yeah. Yeah, okay. Mark, we'll talk about that. Absolute beast. Um oh, but no. oh, don't you worry. But again, I, I again it was a case of I just did I, you know what the a theme of my thing this weekend was the problem that I didn't have stuff that could finish off uh two plus armor. I really struggled with it because my power sides, which my which the death shroud have uh, you know they're but they're a boyfriend the boyfriend they're you know they're a bodyguard squad yeah. um they have um they have death shot, uh you know the power side they used to be ap2 now they're ap3 yeah. so it's an elite me- melee squad they just cannot touch terminators they're not um, or something or yeah, i was gonna say nope so yeah I'm nope. they that. are absolute power size i'm gonna be perfectly honest they look cool they're the army's you know one of the arm the, the army's you know uh, uh uh, a t- you know typical combat weapon 
but they are absolutely garbage in this edition. And I tell you what, what I was saying no, about rending six plus. Oh god, sorry, rending six plus. But that's nowhere near as good as AP three. Sorry, AP two. Oh no, but um, they just they're just AP3. nowhere. They're just nowhere near as good. Yeah, but you're going. I see what you mean, if you've got nothing else to deal with, I mean, you're going up against AP things. Oh with... yeah, power armor. They just you know yeah, deal with. But, but you go. But with them, you want them to be going up against your uh, against uh, um, your your and stuff. stuff. Yeah. You don't but want them not. taking out. Ta- you don't want you know to to dedicate them and your Praetor to taking out tactical marines. You want them to be going for the um for the big bosses. And they're they, going to be, and nine times out of ten, they're accompanied by Terminators. And, and they've not got anything that, yeah, I, get, I see where you're coming from with that. Right. Um, but yeah, they can't change their weapons then. They can't change their weapons. Although their flamers are now uh, so much better because the thing with uh, Death Guard oh, flamers yeah. is Death a hand flamer is just as effective as oh, yeah, a. Uh, you mentioned this. This is pretty cool, yeah. I thought. I, I will, we'll mention this idea later on because it's an okay, idea cool. for what you can do for the Death Guard to improve their uh, 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 killing uh, ability. Um, but yeah, no, Death Shroud are just not... They're a great-looking unit, but they're just nowhere near as effective as what they should be. So I think at this point, it, it's worth replacing them with a Power Fist uh, armoured Catapratchi squad. Yeah, because they've got three wounds, but you're right, you've got no options to upgrade. Um, yeah, you can give them, you can no give them rag, and, yeah, rag grenade rag. harness, but that's it. Rag grenades in the reaping, and they all can take rag grenades. But yeah. what's the point in giving all rag grenades when they just need one of them to have rag grenades? And because they've only got, I'm just trying to look at their, was that how many attacks? The problem three, is that three attacks base. So. Three attacks, four on the charge, plus an extra for the reaping charge if you're in base contact with War the War model. Yeah. So, yeah. so you're fishing for sixes basically against terminators who are going to be doubling you out with a punch in the face with a power fist. Yeah. With no, then you're then you're on your four plus in ones. I and mean, what's the strength of the power side against plus two, isn't it? So you oh, get yeah, plus two AP three. So with two. rag grenades, yes, you can double them out. No, no you can't. Yeah. Rad grenades don't affect. Oh no, they death. don't affect instant death. No, of course they don't. I mean, you'd be wounding a normal uh, Terminator on twos anyway because you'd be shooting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So as I said, it's a. Uh, but if you're wounding a Primark on threes, it yes. is the it they're is tough the, at six generally. Yeah. It is the weapon that you want to take for fluff reasons, but now as a weapon for dealing with Terminators, it's absolutely no good. Unless you uh, get another squad, like a normal Terminator squad, and kit that out. That's what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to do a normal Terminator squad. I'm going to buy oh. another Terminator squad. I'm going to kit Grave, Grave Wardens? They can have uh, yeah, but they're, um, they're heavy support. Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. I'm better off with a command squad of Terminators. Mind you, they, mind you Grave Wardens take Chain Fist for only five points. Yeah, they, come with, they, they, come with they, they are heavy support, so I'm oh, going to be better see, off. Yeah, I'm going to be better off. Yeah, I can't take them out yeah. of them. Yeah, I'm better off going to be better off taking the command stuff in there. Yeah, because then I can at least, I still got my four elite slots mm-hmm. and I still got my three heavy support slots. Got you. Why, yeah. you, why don't you quickly talk about your um, flamer dilemma? Okay, the flamers are. Makes sense here all of the flamers are, are in the Death Guard are the same profile. They no, are. they're not. Okay, they are so, the same profile. <laughs> no, there's a difference there. Go so, on. a alchem flamer is strength four AP five. A heavy alchem flamer is strength five AP four. Uh, yes, uh, their AP ah, is so your wound. So the strength doesn't matter. The strength doesn't matter. No, but the, the AP does though. 
the AP is doesn't only the AP doesn't matter against Marines, and in most circumstances you're playing Marines. The only way it's going to matter is um, if you happen to be playing um, militia or solar auxilia, so, maybe demons yeah. or or mechanicum. But, but you are that, you are yeah. hoping for the lesser played armies, so you are effectively got the same weapon. The moment, yeah. Now, when I was thinking about this, yeah. right? So thinking about it, yes. I've got if I've if I've got a heavy flamer squad, I'm better off taking a normal flamer squad because I'm still getting template fleshbane wounding on two always. But even then, actually, why not take a destroyer squad, replace all of their uh, bolt pistols with uh, hand flamers, so that is twenty. Templates. Scouts have a four plus armor save. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? It's it's situational. It, yeah, talking it's about very the, the marine it's equivalent. It's very situational. I'd say ninety nine percent of what you're taking on out there as a marine. Yeah, and I think he was absolutely right that and you can actually double the number of wounds. Yeah, so if you a, a destroyer squad with twenty um hand flamers, that is making a uh, twenty um. That's making 20 templates. That's just increasing the amount of uh, options you've got to get those wounds. So I think you'll make more, kill more people with a destroyer squad with hand flamers than you would with a thingy. Yeah. And you're getting free rag grenades. I think uh, right. And, but then again, at the other hand, a normal flamer squad, you can give them chainsaws. So that means you've got the opportunity to really do some damage. And you get your rag, flame, rag, rag grenades for a 10 points if you take the reaping. Either way, what we're saying here is taking heavy... Heavy flavor squads are now not worth it. honestly pointless uh, yeah. in terms of efficiency uh, for uh, points wise. Yeah, no, you're right. And you could get a lot better for a lot less. And this is me thinking tactically and looking at a squad and going, well, that's a waste of time. It's really fluffy, but it's an absolute flipping waste of time. So that says how bad it really is. Mm-hmm. But what, what are you trying to do now, Chris, to disprove this theory? But I'm not, I'm just looking at other stuff. <laughs> Fundamentally, I think that you, if you just look at it, they're like, yeah, they're absolutely space. pointless. I mean, marine equivalent, you know, MEQ as they call it in the <laughs> math hammer world, that's kind of where your ba- your base starts. Yeah. Isn't it? So in, in heresy, yeah. so I mean, I think Mister B's absolutely right that you know, given the choice between ten heavy flamer templates or twenty hand flamer templates, they're both wounding on twos because they've got both got fleshbane. They've all got t- gets hot as well, I think. So you know, you yeah, might yeah. do yourself a mischief. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Get a set up where you go, you're running, you're rolling twenty death hot roll instead yeah. of a ten. Yeah, but so there yes. is that. So yeah, maybe an apocryphal, but it's still going to be a lot cheaper than that heavy sports squad. Anyway, so that was Sorry. your your game. Yeah, my game. I lost that, as I said, five three. Really close game. Really awesome game. I came away from that very very happy. Cool. All right. And so that brings us on to Sunday morning, does it not? Yes, it does. Yeah. So, Chris, after a night of anger, though not quite as angry as me, um, you were basically, I remember the car, you know what, once I get back home, this is going on eBay. That was the conversation. Um, how it did was. your Sunday go? Uh, so I woke up angry and I played angry. Play, played angry. Well, I didn't play angry. I, I played in a fun game. So I had Paul um i don't know why i got paul because i hadn't won any games yet and he'd beaten my mr b um i think at this point so, you were at the bottom of the you were the bottom of the uh oh yeah because you were that march from ahead of me um again could he <laughs> bottom of the pile i would have been bottom of the pile you're actually right because i had to lose in two turns um oh yeah that would have been a lot of points yeah 
<clears throat> also in the reaping heavy support squads can be taken as compulsory troop choices um yes they can yeah. so that's why you're lying neither are support neither are um support squads but it's cheaper to take a normal flamer when it's yeah. the same result yeah. I'm, I'm sure rob will math hammer this for me at some point and tell me how i'm wrong i could me, I couldn't, give, I couldn't give two hoots. I'll give you about 17 different paint recipes for how to do flame scorching on the end of your flavor barrels. But what? Pff, well, the, you know, I it, think the math it's is, death guard. I'll be asleep before you finish yeah. the first two. I think math wise, it makes total sense, Mr. B. But I mean, I guess it's like Chris is only, I suppose, might be valuable if you want to take that score. Oh, trust me, I was speaking with uh, in the death guard group um on sun on saturday and sunday and people are like uh, and some people who haven't had a game yet like yeah i can absolutely see no point in taking the heavy flame of support now it's it's, it's trash it was once our mainstay now it's trash yeah anyway just um, points and efficiencies yeah Rob. it's almost like new edition they want you to buy new models it's not like they haven't done it with every single edition <laughs> of every other game they've ever released that's true, that's true, that's true. I just think this is a bit of lazy writing. Warhammer 7th, Cavalry was king. Warhammer 8th, everyone's got 40 strong blocks. Yeah. It's nothing uh, new. Uh, no, no, true, but I just think in this case, I, I think in this case it's simply lazy writing as opposed to anything manipulative because a lot of Death Guard players already have normal Flamer squads. I just don't. Yeah, and they want you to buy something new. And Flamers. Anyway, go on. Chris. Uh, so I, yeah, I got Paul... Um, there's Dark Angels. This this was uh, what was the mission? Uh, Blood Feud was the mission, oh, and yes. it had the deployment zone that I hate the most, which was someone deploys in the middle ambush. and the other ambush deployment. The one and that we've never used at Company of Legends other than once, so we never we vow yeah. we'd never do it again. Yes, yeah, we I, did. I, I, yeah, <laughs> no, thank you. Um, the loyalists were in the middle. Uh, on certain tables, depending yeah, on the loyalists who, by this point who held that table, were, were winning the, the whole event. Yeah, yeah, we, we had to we had to play all of our jokers and win oh, all we of didn't our games. Jokers. Oh another, yeah, jokers. Another, another mechanism. We'll talk about it in a minute, but ultimately you could play a joker on your game and you'd double your points. Or, yeah. But if you played a joker and you lost, you know you you double your <laughs> victory points. points for the win, not double your, oh, double your double your points for the win. But if you lost, you would actually take away which, points yeah. which sucked yeah, yeah um so and also also this mission they added uh d6 uh bombardments which is strength they did i'd have been really screwed otherwise um i just i, I they'd play tested it i just think it just seemed like such a gamble if depending on the army that was going in the middle yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely. If your opponent got a good number of rolls, you, you know, if it, if I, if it had been the other way around, you could get flattened. All got six dro- uh, stri- drops on me. Yeah. And if I'd been in the middle. Yeah, without a lot. Of, yeah. I mean, for me, I would have only given the um the the artillery round to whoever was in the middle. That would have just been me. I wouldn't have given it to both sides. Um, but it, it, you know. Not a lot happened in Arwen. Luckily, he focused on the Kratos. He killed the numerologist's mates. He didn't kill the numerologist because their job is to keep him alive. Uh, I got uh, two hits and did nothing because, as Mr. B said, there was everything was in a vehicle. Mm. In in Paul's list, it was a uh, 
yeah, proper armoured kind of. And the problem, I mean, the problem was every vehicle was worth two points. Yeah. So it was quite easy for me to rack up points relatively quickly if I yeah, wanted to. Rhinos are worth two points, basically. Rhinos, the Karen, two Land Raiders, uh, Spartan. I think that's it. And then there was all the infantry squads as well. So that's <clears throat> um, quite easy to painting rack. again. Yeah, of course he is. Mr. Am I what? Painting. Uh, no. What can you hear? Painting. Or someone carving. Uh, not carving. Okay. Very weird. Not me. That, what is that noise? Yeah, uh, it's like it's like a fan or. No, it's, it's... no, no. There's another. Yeah, I do have a fan on. Just give me a second. I'll turn it off. No, no, no. There's like a, a like that kind of that. Noise. Yeah. That's, that was me doing them my hands, but it was oh, like was exactly... like someone dry brushing. Is that yeah. better? Weirdly, aside from, aside, from <laughs> aside from the cat. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it was the fan. Okay. So, uh, I so the thing with Paul's uh, army is, as again, Mister B said, anywhere that is no man's land becomes difficult terrain. Deep oh, striking is difficult terrain can be a real headache. Mm. <clears throat> so I could either. De- when it came to turns to my deep strike, either deploy in his deployment zone or my deployment zone, and I chose the lesser of two evils. And when it came to it, I chose my own deployment zone. But before that, a feud that will now be written into my soul forever had started by this point. <laughs> so, Mardrak Sedras. Uh, Dark Angel's character of, of annoyance uh, comes down the road in his Spartan, which I just which doesn't have a flare shield. So I dare a dare to have a few pot shots. Don't do an awful lot to it. Flash burn shell, however, blows it up Boom. completely. Just yeah, strength ten, armor bane. See you, good mm. night. <clears throat> blows the damn thing up. Cool. Which leaves Magnus and his associates to go, oh, we'll have a, we'll have a piece of that action. Let's, so they then, in. they then charge the Cenobian Knights and uh, Marjak Sedras. Okay. I murdered all of the Cenobian Knights and couldn't, unfortunately, finish off Mr. Sedras. He passed his invulnerable saves. And because I had Cataphracti Sekhmet, he could run away and you couldn't chase i couldn't murder him like he deserved like the doggy is absolutely and at this point you know I, as i said i'd woken up with a certain fixation in my life that's whatever army i was going to take was going to play was going to suck so then another five-man terminator squad appear out of a land raider and mardak said dress joins them and then they decide that they're going to have a pop at magnus who promptly murders? Oh yeah, that, that happened in my game. He jo- the, the Mardrak uh, joined up with another squad. He promptly murdered another unit, and Mardak Sedras ran away again. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, hang on a minute, this isn't even funny. Oh, you know, other stuffs going on around the board. Uh, you know, bits here, bits here and there. Um, Kratos got destroyed. 
I destroyed his Sakaran. Um, and then Cedras on his own next to a Leviathan. And I was like, oh, do I just go for Cedras or do I, do I do a disordered charge and do them both at the same time? Mm-hmm. Well, I chose option B. Of course you did. And uh, the glory of it all. The Leviathan went the journey. Old, I'm, uh, old Mr. I'm going to... Was that, was that magic? Yeah, they're tough, but just a strength 12 AP1. Uh, let me rip your arms off and insert them inside yourself, sir. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in, in this game, Pick Magnus did, didn't fail a, a uh, okay, yeah. test, not once. So he was rocking strength 12 the entire time. Nice. Um, nice one. So Leviathan died. Sedras survived, failed his leadership, ran away, and then ran into a land raider. Right. On his, you... on his... Was like, you can get back in you can get back into vehicles now as reactions. Yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah. He he uh yeah, he went back into a land raider. Yeah. Like, so oh, suckers. Yeah, pretty much like this is gonna there's a Homer Simpson of the heresy world here. So, Pretty much, it was exactly like that. He'd, 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 he'd come forward and then he sort of just got slowly back into the bush. It was like... Um, <laughs> one of Paul's Terminator units assaulted my Derrideau and lost that combat because Derrideau is a weapon school five. Of course they are, they kind of did dreadnoughts. So. Yeah. How they're weapon school five, I don't understand. They never used to be, they, they are now. But they are now. So who can... Exactly. So he was hitting me on fives in combat and you know, then I made the very few invulnerable saves I had to make um, which was kind of odd because I was expecting that dreadnought to just get chomped out by those guys yeah just didn't just couldn't happen didn't happen just didn't happen um, so Magnus goes for a little stroll forward again and um, okay that's it so Paul by this point had got uh, a second tactical squad out and the plasma guys with the plasma flamer things. Yeah. And yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. These, these are these are pretty annoying. They are. They're, they're uh, tasty. They are tasty. What the was I again, Paul? Are the the interdemptors or inter- interactors is the is the unit, and um, they are pretty tasty if they can do reactions. And I decided oh, that, that wasn't going to that was that wasn't going to be allowed to happen. Yeah, let exactly. Me, let me have a little tweak of your brain. Yeah, psychically. Look in, look here, look in my eyes, look into my eyes, and stop yeah. reacting. I can do it to two units. So I did, I, I did the shooting one to all, them. All I can hear now is the um, snake from Jungle Book. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly what it is. Trust in me. They were pinned effectively, so they yeah. couldn't uh, wall of death on Magnus. Because that would have been a game over. Um, Paul reacted to their movement by moving a unit forward. Oh, the advance. But there wasn't... Because he can't be within an inch of me, Mm -hmm. he couldn't block the space that I needed to To make the charge to the inch. Gotcha. So he tried to cut you off by putting a max squad. Yeah. Someone in the butt wasn't physically possible for him to do so nice yeah i had a similar thing yeah i, I was like sorry dude 
Um, so Magnus walks into them with one Terminator left. By this point, Azek had been killed. Four of the other Sec met were killed. Gotcha. You know, it was the the Did two man. Sh- at this point, no, he had one Terminator with him with a Thunder okay. Hat. Oh, nice. Um, and then killed the Interruptors, just slaughtered them. <clears throat> and then my old friend, their corpses out to dry. My my old friend's Land Raider turned up. Yeah, reappeared. It was like basically, it was hiding at the back of the, the sort of the transit van. Yeah, yeah blacked yeah. out. Is he there? Is he dead yet? Can it's, I come out taking now? Taking a couple of wounds so I can get in and claim the kill. Pretty much. So, um, he then joins a combat with the tactical squad against uh, Magnus and this Terminator. And the Terminators... No, they all bar two of the TAC Marines and Mardak Sedras got killed. Right. And wow. He pulled. He pulled out because I can't sweep them at any point because the damn Terminator's still there, and I should have oh, left. Yeah, should have left them and gone solo. But he was a wound soak. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. by this point, Magnus only had two wounds left, oh, and okay. Magnus yeah, six. Points. Mm, tricky. Rash was worth eight points because the Warlord and uh, Price of Failure. Price of Failure, of course. So that's eight points I've got to keep alive. Yeah. No, that, that uh, done the same actually. Because Cedras and the tactical squads weren't actually in the same unit, Cedras was just standing there in the open, having a jolly old time. <laughs> and then he got Derrida in the face. Scratching <laughs> his balls, thinking, <laughs> "Yes, yes, <laughs> I've, I've done him. This is what I think of you, Magnus." Sort of flashing yeah. his ass at you. Next thing you know, from the left, pretty bolts, much bolts Two beams of, of of death just came from just the go, took side. his head clean off. Disruptive and internally, nice. I heard a voice go, "No, that's my kill." But I was like, "I just he needs yeah, it, he, he, he just needs to not get off this battlefield." Basically, and wow, what a chat, what a game. It was good. I mean, uh, there, there were other things going on. It did end up that Paul only had a land raider left at the end of the game. Got you. I I did a Oof. woken up and I'd woken I'd up. Brought, you brought, the beast had awoken. Oh, you brought a yeah. great game, the hunt I, for Marduk Sedras. And it was, but it was a fun game. I mean, another day it could have probably gone quite differently. Got you. But it was just so fun chasing Sedras around that board, and that's what I mean. It. I didn't, you know, I enjoyed my other games, but that game had a story to it. Yeah. You know, yes. trying to kill Magnus with everything that you could throw at him. Yep. Um, bar one, ta- one tactical squad and one Terminator squad, because they were off trying to do other things. Nice. It was good fun. I mean, yeah, I, I the scores were quite hot, was quite high at the end, but that's because Paul had a lot of vehicles. Yeah, and you've chosen vehicles for your blood. Oh no, they. You just got didn't. Them anyway, you didn't have to choose, did you? You just got them. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. That was the, the slight crinkle. So yeah. Wow, that sounds like an exciting game. Yeah, it was good. What about yours, Mister B? Uh yeah, I played Mister Gibbs. This was your time um, to turn things around. Dark Angels. Uh spoiler, I didn't. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. So the lion. Ooh. Uh, this was the game in which he didn't want to charge. So I'm sat there 
shooting at him, going, right, I'm going to have to shoot and deal with that. And then he's going to charge me. And it was like, no, he's not charging me. What's going on here? And then I just get impatient and decide, you know what? I can't kill him. He's just shooting me to death with that pistol of his. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> it was a fun game. My bombardment did very little. It took four hull points off some of my vehicles. It took two hull points off his Karen. Um, the board was the Forest of Dol- Doran uh, or something, basically a, an anagram of Endor. And there was absolutely zero cover on this. Board. This there was, was just none. tree trunks, wasn't it? Just tree trunks. There was no cover out in the open. My army just literally could not deal with that. Um, it, it was horrible in terms of my army just got systematically taken apart again. It was a good game. Just don't get me wrong. Fun game. But my army just did not, just did not stand a chance um, because he had uh, my shooting is relatively short range with templates. A lot of it. Yeah. Uh, he had much longer range shooting. He did have a lot of it. We talked about his army. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a great list. It was an absolutely phenomenal range. list. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, my sabers, you know, quickly got taken out. Uh, they 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 did their own job. I mean, this, they were the ones that took out the uh, the the the, 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 the Spartan in the last game. They finished that off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was a um, it was a bit of a whitewash for me again. Um, and again, it's it's not like saying oh I took a rubbish list or James is just a power player. It's just it's just my list was just not. Capable is the best way of putting it. You bring in Volkai to Alaska cannon fight. Volkai to Alaska cannon fight again, Michael. Yeah, pretty much. It will pretty much be saying that. I was. I just can't finish off. Spartans are just too much of a a problem for my army, and I cannot, for the life of me, deal with two plus armor. And oh my god, the lion just gets tougher. Yeah, he's such a such a monster. He is an absolute monster. He is an absolute beast. Um. And yeah, yeah, with the deep with the deep striking as well, I kind of got stuck in my deployment zones. Um, so it was very difficult. Got you. Uh, made more so by the board. Um, but you know what? It was a fun game. Uh, I'm not going to lament too much over the loss. Uh, I, and it helped me win the wooden spoon. So. Oh, yes. So it did. Yeah. <laughs> So how can I how can I be uh, have a problem with that? I can't possibly comment, Mr. B. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, out of twelve games between us, we won a quarter of them. Yes. Yeah. Which it just doesn't feel. Yeah, I mean, I want, it, Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it's. I mean, there were new armies. First time we played some of them. There's yeah. some of that, I think. Um, and maybe we'd taken the wrong balance of armies for, the, oh, yeah. for, for what they were here there so like you know primarily close combat armies if you have no cover you are going you're no line of sight blocking then you are going to struggle and it may just be the luck of the tables because some of them did some of them didn't um but yeah we just may have just got unlucky on I mean, the terrain was a factor for sure but um it wasn't the only factor you know it's just shooting is much better in this edition than um close combat it would appear um, unless you're banging everything in Spartans. Um, oh, no, I don't think. I think close combat's got its advantages. You've just got to get stuff there. And that's the thing. I think it's very difficult to do that. Um, and even when it's there, you know, if, you, know you are going to face all sorts of things like deep striking. You're going to be intercepted and you're going to hit shot. 
um, you know, probably five or six times if you got a couple of orbi scanners. Oh yeah, my 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 fire raptor only came in successfully twice, fifty percent of the time. The rest of the time it was shot shot down. Yeah. Um, by Volkites hot. Yeah. Before it even managed to get out of the gate, kind of thing, or actually do anything, it was it was already dead. So yeah, so um, for my game then, I guess. Yeah. 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 So I had played against Nile, and this was on the kind of ruined hab block table. So this was a really nicely, nicely put. Oh, together. I love that table. Really cool. Um, so it basically had, uh, and the deployment for this like says ambush. So Nile was in the middle. So Nile had two these two Spartans and the, the um, Typhon in the middle, basically in a kind of triangle pattern with the backs to each other. So they were all the, you know, they're all facing outwards. Um, the Phalax squadron squadrons in the two Spartans, one of them with um, Fafnir ran. And then 10 man Lascana squad with the master signals, he put right on the top of one of these buildings, which was, I measured it about 20 inches from the bottom to the top. Yeah. So all my shooting is 24 inches mainly, apart from the Kratos. So I wasn't going to shoot them off there. And the LAS cannons up there can basically see everything, cover the whole board with impunity. And it's like, well, that's going to be a problem. So because I didn't want to get um, these uh, templates, I think they were AP3, if I'm not right, or breaching, no, breaching four plus or something. So I'm like, I'm, there's no way on God's earth I'm putting my any army, any of my army out. I'm going to just bring him in a reserve. So and hide the master signal so he can't get hit by the templates and um, just put the seekers down to try and um, do something, you know. Yeah. So all I had first turn, classic kind of Chris Mills deployment, was I had the seekers in a building on one side and the seekers in another building on the other side. So I wanted to try and split Niles' fire. So that it, you know he wouldn't, you couldn't just lay it all or just go in one direction. He would have to go in both directions, and use the orbital bombardment stuff to try and thin down the um, like last cannon squad because that's going to be a problem. They're going to take my my Kratos out. No bother. Um, Forty inch ranges, hard to shoot them back, and you know sunder on the last cannons and a master signals to boost their ballistic by plus one. So I'm like, yeah, they need to die. So luckily, I think I rolled five for the templates and I didn't bother with anything else because pointless putting them on the Spartans, pointless putting them on the um, Dreadnought, pointless putting them on the um, Typhon. I just put all six or five of them on top of the Master Signals and the Last Cannon Squad and yeah. just basically weight of numbers. I think I've got rid of about three Last Cannons, but most importantly, I took out the Master Signals. Um, and so that was enough to, you know, every las cannon off there was a was a blessing, basically. Um, so the Kratos was deployed, but I hid it because there was some line of sight blocking on this. And again, let's say the master signals was was hidden away with the seekers um, in cover, um, so they could, you know, if they did get templated, they did they would be okay. I think Null um, split his um, stuff onto the Kratos to try and take that out with these. Um, and maybe one on the seekers that were kind of out in the open or a bit more out in the open. So, yeah. So turn one started. Um, Nile went first, drove the um, the Spartan towards the the um, seekers on one side, and the the other one. I think he just 
sort of moved it towards it, tried to get them turned around to shoot at the Kratos so that the cannons could shoot, the, the LAS cannons could shoot at the Kratos. Um, but it was quite a difficult shot because a lot in the way. Um, but yeah, um, so turn one, I just had to weather the storm, basically. The Typhon didn't fire at all in the game. It's only 24 inch range. So I just kept well out of range of it. Such, no, I don't think anything has been hit harder with the Nerf banner. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Nerf hat bat than the Typhon. The Typhon. I think. Oh no, it's still pretty handy. Oh, 24 inch range is pretty naff. Yeah. And it's not as good a weapon as it was. It doesn't ignore cover. It's only a small blast rather than the large, massive blast. Um, and again, you know, it's 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 not as good and I, like i said it didn't fire a shot at me i just kept well away from it um and just i knew what i was going to do so turn one i think i managed to um i rather than shooting the spartans and shooting the typhon i concentrated all my fire from my kratos at the last cannon squad and made them i think they failed a leadership test because this martial signals was gone so they couldn't use his leadership anymore um which meant they were snap firing which gave me another round of survival but I was just basically moving the seekers towards the big building to try and get close enough to shoot these guys, moving the two dreadnoughts as well. Um, all, all three of the dreadnoughts actually moving them towards the um, the Spartans and the Typhon, thinking I could you know, maybe able to draw somebody out in close combat. Don't know how good the Phalanx Warden was going to be against them. They were going to be good against them. So it was lucky it didn't kind of happen, really. Um, but anyway, come turn two. Uh, he'd got out of the Spartan, all the Spartans were shooting at the, at the Kratos and the Dreadnoughts as they were coming across the kind of no man's land. And the Phalanx Warders had got out and I was just basically sniping them with the Seeker squad. Um, yeah. But, you know, re-rollable four plus and as Mike Michael said, the five plus for um, the Field of Pain was super useful for them. But the Seekers get precision shots so I could target the Apocalypse 3. To, and I did that on both of those squads just to reduce one of those field of pains. Um, and that worked in my favour. <coughs> um, precision shots, precision strikes really won me this game. So anyway, turn two, fortunately, um, I did everything turn up turn two. Some of them did, I think. I think I think everything did turn up turn two because um, I had a re-roll for the Master of Signal this time. It actually worked. You know, I rolled a one for my first roll. And that was very much sort of squeaky bottom time. And then I think I rolled a four for the second one. So it's like, right, you know, the deep strikes come in and the reserves are coming, I think. Um, and so what I did was I put um, Abaddon and his squad right in the middle um, in charge distance of the tanks. And so him and his squad charged the Typhon and the, one of the Spartans. And so I kind of split my attacks because I just wanted them dead. Um, managed to take three hull points off the Spartan, but I destroyed the Typhon, which then blew up spectacularly and took a load of guys with it, of course, as it always does. So it's actually more effective in blowing up than shooting. Yeah. But of course, that meant that um, Abaddon and his band of merry men were right in the thick of it with Fafnir Rand still to make his presence felt on the on the board. That didn't last very long because next turn, <laughs> Fafnir Rand, the Phalanx Warders got out and they did a number on on my um, Just Aaron. They killed all the Just Aaron. Only uh, Baden was alive at the end of the combat. And then next turn, they just murderized him. Um, did manage to allocate some attacks usefully. And I started to realize that precision strikes are super useful against Phalanx Warder because 
they've got power axes in there um so they're initiative low they've got um solarite power gauntlets and they've got thunder hammers so i concentrated on the thunder hammer guys and the solarite power gauntlets because i knew that my reavers were going to have to do a number on these guys at some point and if i can get the strength eight out of there then they've got a chance because they're not doubling me out um and that actually worked in my favor so thinned them out a bit one of his thalax water squads went towards my seekers which all i kept on doing was that it sounds a bit rubbish but as soon as he moved towards me i just read through shot him yeah withdrew, yeah shot him withdrew until the end i just ran out of board but by that time i managed to just take enough of his guys out and um, i think he had about seven about six fellas that actually attacked my <clears throat> six man's um squad i was going to win the combat uh, <coughs> but i just managed to buy myself some time and to be honest with you i think what happened is that he rolled terribly for the ones attacking the master of signals and he didn't actually manage to kill it even with thunder hammers because that five to hit really started to bite you know he could kill all of the um seekers no bother but once he was trying to hit the thunder hammers on fives and rolling fours or threes the um master signals was, was attacking back with three attacks with a chain they all come with um chain swords so they've got shred and i was actually killing the phallax warders with he actually did an amazing job of did they never killed him he managed to survive the combat which was incredible but again that would have made a big difference because i you know where my my leadership tests i was once per turn i can use the um leadership value of the master of signals for example which was really cool um so yeah so then so Nala lost two tanks at this point. Um, the uh, Kratos had taken was had taken out one, or taken was about to take out one, had m- managed to stun it and then shoot it in the side. And there was one Spartan left on one hole point, which I got a lucky shot on. The classic, you know, hits six to penetrate six on the no, yeah. on the table. Boom goes the Spartan, um, which again, like I say, two points. So I took out all the Spartans, took out the Typhon, and it came down to really the battle for Fafnir ran. Because he sent his fellas towards my 30-man Reaper squad, you know, three squads of Reapers, and we had this fantastic battle of wits. Because weirdly, you don't want to charge Thalax Warders. They're better if you, no, yeah, if, you if you if you charge them. So yeah, it's like, well, as a defensive unit, they are absolutely bang on. Know, so I'm like, well, I'm not going to charge them then. <laughs> so I kind of corralled them into a point and delayed them long enough where I thought the only way I'm going to take them because they've got this re-roll and they've got Fafnir ran is if I get all 30 or as many as I possibly can of the Reavers and charge them. So yes, they're going to be better on the charge, but the sheer volume of attacks, they're bearing mind a 10-man Reaver squad is ch- is chucking out somewhere near 40, 40 attacks. Yeah, yeah. 36 attacks with chain axes, six attacks with... um the claws and they're all precision strikes as well on sixes and if more than one um reap squad of charges for the in this particular right of war they get rage so rage two so there's more attacks coming at him so basically i kind of managed to corral nile down one side by trying to sort of block him with a dreadnought to prevent his dreadnought from attacking it was really cool and it was just like i just stood there and waited and then all of a sudden just got the volume of numbers in the last turn charged in managed to do him by one wound and killed that fat axe water squad and fafnir ran 
Um, but yeah, the key thing, the absolute key thing was precision strikes taking out anything with, with strength eight or above. Yeah, because yeah. it just meant that the Reavers, who have got two wounds, could take a few hits from the um, Phalanx Water squad and still be around to fight back. But yeah, it was, an, it, was, it was an absolutely amazing game. I've got to be honest with you. It was one of the best games I've ever played. Nile is such a great player. Really, really good. Really knows what he's doing. And it was, I had to really think. But also, we had a lot of fun doing it. And yeah. his wound, his, my roles at the beginning of the game were terrible. And his were good. And I was cursing them. And then <sighs> towards the end of the game, that switched. So when he really wanted it, which was this last turn, his roles were abysmal. You know, and it was that that turned the game, really. You know, and like not being able to kill, it was just not being able to kill the master singles. It was just an amazing game. Um, Really great board. Played in the way that, that, that Heresy would. I think as if that game was played again, Nile would win. It, it was that kind of one of those things. You know, it was just, yeah. you know, it was it came down to luck, really, at the end of it. Um, But yeah, just being able to sort of corral this unit away from where I, where I didn't want it. And then just volume of attacks. So... I've got to say, I've used the Sons of Horus far more tactically than any other army I've played. Because you have to. Because you have to kind of really think about what you're doing because they're very vulnerable to shooting. So you have to try and engineer situations to almost trap your enemy, which if you look at the fluff of the Sons of Horus, that sort of gang culture of mobbing things up, I thought, oh yeah, that actually does work. That's kind of what the army's supposed to do. So, But yeah, I really enjoyed this game. This is probably one of the top five games I've ever played without shadow cool. it was amazing so yeah and i won that one which wouldn't i wouldn't have mattered the, the result was kind of secondary to us with the game was really cool yeah um i would have been as happy as losing that game as i would have winning it to be honest with you it was that good so yeah sometimes yeah best game of two i've played and definitely one of the top five games i've ever had so there that was it so what did we people think so um what's your general impression of the event as it as it was run I think for me, it was, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I, I did enjoy it a lot. I'm, they're really nice people, really like friendly. Um, the event organisers were really friendly. They couldn't, you know, they couldn't be any more helpful, kind of thing. Um, everybody was really, you know, and the players were really nice and chatty, and it was great to talk to people and had lots of sort of banter and fun with folks. I really enjoyed the Saturday night out with Mark Frost, um, uh, John, and Chris. That was that was really cool as well. So yeah, it was excellent. But I think if I was going to give some positive feedback, um, I think that there definitely needs to be some more line of sight blocking uh, if we're going to play uh, a line a a army with close combat as its main goal. I think because it was just sometimes you're just like, yeah, there's no way that we can like say that sort of turn two getting hosed off the get off the board. And again, I don't think there was sometimes where it wouldn't have made any difference to what I've done. So that's probably something that if they can in the future and they can get some more scenery, I think that'd be good. What about you? What was your anything that you would add to that? Um, Bear in mind, terrain. I yeah, we've mean, been running events for a long time, so we've yeah, yeah. built up some of this stuff. And so it was their first. I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have been adverse to, you know, we had the hall, we had that hall until eleven o'clock at night. And I think just adding an hour and a half onto the day wouldn't have made a lot of difference so that we had more times to get the games past turn three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a difficult getting, thing to judge, but yeah. I'm, I'm it is, but I think it just would have, 
it just would have made it feel like there was a more choices in the games you could you know every game i played felt rushed yeah you know yeah. by the time you set up yeah by the time you rolled your first dice you may well be 20 25 minutes into that yeah. um yeah, that two and a half hours and that's before you've even done anything then you you know I, I would have just I, I know it's not ideal you know three days three games in a day is, is a long day yeah but adding an hour and a hour yeah. an hour and a half on wouldn't have made a lot of difference to the if, yeah if you have the haul for that amount of time i can totally see that the only other thing i would suggest is is to reduce the length of the games to four <coughs> because you at least you know you've only got four turns then hmm and with two we've seen them games take a long time i think yeah, yeah company of legends we the first game we did was four turns because it was just like we got two and a half hours nobody's getting three thousand points you could do it in version one no bother but not anymore i don't think and that may be just i don't think it's just man looks up thinking book i think it's the mechanics of the game yeah the the game requires a bit more time now it's a bit longer so or reduce the number of points um i think the only other thing is um maybe look to for the next event maybe put in a couple of non-book missions yeah you know, and um, try to to get a bespoke mission in maybe just one or two, um, just to. And it's hard. It is hard because you you know you you know you, you don't want to put something in there that's going to be completely broken. And trust me, we've done that. Um, so yeah, but just you know, rather than playing the same missions that you play at home, it's it's nice to get a bit of variety. And um, yeah, if they ever want to hand or, or or some suggestions for some good source material for missions just give us a shout but yeah i think that was those are the only two things and they're very minor really because the event as a whole was was really good one of the best events i've been to for well it was certainly for before covid um and i, I really enjoyed it it was just really the spirit was really well done it was it, it felt like a really nice thing and again yeah com- compared to some events that we've been to i can think of one chris yeah. um you know, it was it was very different, and it was a really good atmosphere, and everyone was enjoying themselves, and the event organisers were really really helpful. So. Oh yeah, the, the the atmosphere was great. So yeah, definitely definitely worth going, and if you if you want if you're in that area or, or want to travel, I would thoroughly recommend it if they do another one. And yeah, I hope they do more events because you know it was. Oh yeah, I, I definitely. So, Sam Sam and Matt are, are, are you know are really good guys. Um, you know they'll just. And it shows, you know, there was, there was effort was put in, you know, the maps and. Yeah. The, story and stuff you know they put a oh, lot of work into it a so. lot of effort in there yeah the food that, was great the yeah. the venue was nice uh it was a bit warm on sunday on saturday but maybe that's welcome just, to the welcome to the south yeah, yeah. that's just us not being used to the south but yeah i think the only other thing would be when the sides took over the tables being able to see which side had the tables yeah if you see i mean actually on in the say so you should put a, like a blue blue marker or something on you know the ones that were owned by the loyalists and a red one on the traitors on the mm-hmm. actual table so because i wasn't quite sure whether i owned it whether it was owned by us or i was defending it or attacking that might just a very simple thing there would have made would have also probably helped but i think that was like i say these are really minor things i mean it was a really good event really well run and it was very smooth i mean i went on to tables that we we actually had control of and i lost every single one of them yeah you are the loyalist's best weapon mr b to be honest should play Alpha Legion, Mr. B. You should do B. <laughs> okay. Unironically. So, 
that's it. So that all in all, great event. We'd highly recommend it to people, and hopefully the lads will run another one. And uh, and uh, um, uh, Mark Faust uh, is not to play Rob. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, we can't run the risk. We've already had someone space. else taking up the grand slam. The 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 the, the, the oh what is the it? Well, he's got, yeah, he got an event grand slam. Yeah, it doesn't count. So the the, the rules are thus hold the, the arbitrary crown, rules that we the arbitrary that we the, make up because it's us. The triple crown. The triple crown is is myself, Graham, and Dave, which is nigh 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 impossible to achieve unless you go to Company of Legends. Yeah. Um, in so September. The, and bear in mind, these have to be done in a year. And the Grand Slam is the same, except it's all of the podcast hosts in the same year. And Mark yeah. Frost, of course, achieved this for V1. And we will, I'm going to definitely put some effort into making a, a, a nice t shirt for him. I thought about maybe like a white and gold Edge of Empire one. Oh, you know, that'd be with, cool. with, with our names crossed out. <laughs> Oh, you know, yeah, names on the back. So it's a triple crown, yeah. you know, Graham Mills, Chris Mills, Dave Mills, cross, cross, cross. Uh, Grand Slam, Robin, Michael Bottrell, Graham Mills, Chris Mills. I thought that'd be quite cool. I wasn't podcast staff when he beat me, though. Doesn't matter. Doesn't, Doesn't matter. matter. We're, we're going to give it to him. No, he's, got an, he's got an edition Golden Slam. Yeah. So there you go. And if you fancy... Yeah, course, cream for that. <laughs> Yeah, if you, if of course you fancy bringing uh, having having a pop at that, we'll let you know where we're going to be. Well, I think Gib- I think Gibbo is uh, um, after it. Close, he's, close, yeah. Come he's on, then, if he you wants think it. you're hard enough. Dave uh, I think he's, be- he's beaten um, Rob, hasn't he? Who? James Gibb. N- not in this year. Not this year. And he can't um, do it now because there's no events now. No, he might have done. James, um, he played. He, they played in March. Okay. March, I can't so he, he, so luckily Graham's victory of him over him uh, stopped him in his no, tracks. Stopped, stopped him on his tracks. Yeah. So all he needs to do is beat Graham to get an addition uh, at some slam. point in the next two months. Yeah. Good luck with that, James. I'm, I'm uh, he'll, he'll, I reckon he'll still do it within the addition. Just you know, there's, no, no, you've got to distinguish the, because the, the there's, 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 the cal- there's the calendar and there's the addition. No, no, it's just pack it one year. In one year, you've got to basically. You can't make it too easy for these people, yeah, Mr. B. Because they will do it. Trust me. Um, you've got to basically all four podcasters need to be defeated. That's the grand slam in a year. You know, you're just going to make us. Uh, uh, you, they're just going to call us out on grudges now. Uh, oh, that's fine. Yeah. Do you know, do you know how little look, I play this game? Look how many events I go to. Yeah, exactly. yeah me, and, me and Rob are the bankers. And I they'll, they'll, bankers. Go, they'll, go, they'll go to the next Blood and Gory or whatever the equivalent, you know, hopefully we can get something like that going up again, uh, will be. And they'll grudge us. Every match will have a grudge. Well, you know, there's a t shirt in it, so it's definitely worth doing. And yeah, maybe we'll get a, a thing. But anyway, you, you know the rules. All three Mills Brothers, Triple Crown, all four podcasters, the Grand Slam in a year. Yeah. I still think that year is a bit, uh, not, a bit harsh. Not, it's not impossible, but it's, it's, it's certainly a challenge. Cause... Tell you what, Michael, you, you do it whenever you want, but you pay for all the T-shirts, yeah? <laughs> yes. I don't think they'll get that. Or there'll be that many T-shirts. You've got one. You've got one chance to get Dave. But they they, they guarantee. Michael, version they, one lasted for ten years. It's like guaranteed to get me. Yeah, I mean, you're a given, basically. We should just print the, t- you know, just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a given. Yeah. I am a given. So it's, um, but it's a bit like um, 
Scott Pilgrim versus the world, isn't it? It's yeah. like the seven deadly X's. The seven X's, yeah. yeah. I've still okay. that film. Oh, film. you should. It's really it's good. good film. Anyway, come on in. Let's get cracking because it's State of the Union. Will be staring into the abyss that is the State of the Union. Our frequent zip around the universe of heresy and to see what things have caught our editor's eye. So, speaking of which, Michael, would you like to start proceedings? Uh, yes, no problem. Uh, uh, we'll start with the new Death Guard Praetors. And um, we actually got to see those released. Um, because, you know, we, we, we take our time to, to do this episode. Um, but yeah, no, one in Catafractory armor uh, with Power Axe. The other is in uh, Artificer armor with a Power Scythe. Um, I think mm, feelings on these were a bit mixed, to be did fair. Did we talk about these? Or did we, we did, because I, I, I fell out with you about the fact that that axe is utterly useless because you could swing it at somebody and miss. Yeah, we talked about it for like 20 minutes. I think we did, but... Yeah. But anyways, yeah. I, 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 yeah, they're there. I don't like the, I don't like the head on the, the unheaded one on the, um, the, the Terminator Praetor, but I do like his helmet. So, okay, fair enough. Uh, okay, and that's about it, really, for that. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Rob. Well, one, one model that did not disappoint oh, yeah. in any way didn't look like an extra from uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which is what I think whenever I see the Death Guard. Cataphractic Praetor is the uh, Clared Adamus Assassin, who it says here reminds me of Snake Eyes from Action Force or perhaps Deadpool. Is which uh, is that GI Joe? That's the yeah. that's the British version. Right. The, of it, it was it was Action Force in Britain, and it was GI Joe over in America because uh, apparently mm. Britons didn't like the you know the the jingoism of the. Uh, well, that and they were you know overpaid, oversexed, and over over here. Yeah, the mm. the GIs came over in 1941. The buggers are still here if you go to Arrogate. They haven't left yet. Um, but this one, for me, it's a remake of the original Rogue Trader Assassin. Yeah. It's a, it's a re-sculpt of the original Jez Goodwin Jesus Boots one. Um, and it's absolutely beautiful. The Very paint nice job one. on that mini is really nice as well. It it's looks cool, like it? power field all over. I mean, it looks really good. Yeah, yeah I, will be, um, I will be... I will be... Or getting him at some point once I've had a route through route through my new uh, Liber Imperialis book. And considering how, like, there is no detail on that model, mm -hmm. but there is detail if that makes sense. Like you can see all the musculature yeah. and everything. It's, It'd it be a really have... challenging model to paint because you could just spray it black and done. Yeah, yeah. But you Sounds could also like do. You could Hello. also no, that sounds like the old you, not the that new does, you. Actually, that's true. That is yeah. true. Um, but there's but as as the, the sort of heavy metal paint job proves, there's a lot you can do with it. And it's rare that I'm a massive fan of an heavy metal paint job. Um, because they're normally a bit too clean for me, but this this kind of works. I think it's really cool the way I've done it. Like so Chris giving it that kind of um power field yeah. where the thing just, and it's a, just a bare model, like you say, so Work was gone into it to go into. I may colour shift him if I get him. It's I think he'll look really good. No. Yeah. Shift. 
Right, basically, his morning routine is wake up, think he's think he will kill everything, take clothes off, jump into bath of liquid latex, get out of bath of liquid latex, pick up gun, go kill stuff. I think he's that suit is made of the same thing that um, Olivia Newton John's trousers are made of in Greece. And who doesn't have those? Yes, or or, or Kate Kate Beckinsale's costume department from the Underworld franchise. Mm, Oh, indeed, yeah. Probably the same same outfitters. Anyway, nice buns, Vicar. Indeed. (laughs) Cracking miniature. Love it. Will be be buying, even if not to use, but will be buying because it's just cool. Oh, yeah. All of the assassins, because I'm going to need to bulk up my model count. With the yeah, I think Miles was doing a discount on commissions if he got to paint him like Deadpool. I think he was saying when this was released. <laughs> I mean, lots of that. I think, I think you got like ten percent off if you if you let him paint it paint it red. There's going to be a lot of that, isn't there? I mean, cool yeah. figure. I mean, I think I'll wait for the. I like the Joe Pineapples one more, um, but I don't know what they've done with with him. The Vindicare, I believe, is the the one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, nice. Cool. Super um, cool. So next on the list is me. Uh, War Games Atlantic, a name that we often mention, but not particularly regularly. Uh, mm. uh, they have a cool new kit for pre-order, the Ura, and they also have Ooh-rah. the Necked Ogres, uh, and you can build those as sci-fi uh, militia as well. So you know, if militia are going to be a thing in Heresy 2.0, they they're better not, be. They're not going to be. Better be. Here's my here's my new theory on this one, and I know you're going to disagree with me because you want to say, well, actually, if you look at page one seven, where's the tin foil? Well, (laughs) if you look at the list of armies mentioned in the big rule book, this is what I said. This this is Mm. what I pointed out. Militia are not there. So auxiliary are not militia. Just saying, we shall see who's right. But is that because the militia are literally going to be a militia? Because I I think they have played two factions, didn't they? I think. Why have we got these ogres again? Uh, yeah, they can be built sci-fi. They can be built sci-fi. Can they? Options to build. Yeah, there is a picture. Uh, it's the second row of pictures, third one in from the left. They are built in sci-fi. Oh yes. Yeah, they come with parts to build them as sci-fi ogres. All right. Okay. Well played. Chat with a halberd. Chat with a massive gun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I don't hate them actually. I think they're quite cool. I I I I quite like them in their normal thing of um, but that, that's that's an old world release, not a heresy one for me. I like their the so, pantaloons. Always look good on ogre. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like combination of the pantaloons and the the auto rifles. I well, think that's cool. Better than no pantaloons in my experience. <laughs> well, because if oh, ogre's coming at you with no pantaloons on. It's Oof. time to run. You'll know about it. You will um, know about it. I, I, I do quite like the Uras as well. They're very much the Marines from Aliens, aren't they? Is it Ura? Oh, I always thought it was Hoorah. Am I? Am I? Well, it's 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 derived from um, Hazar, and the Americans have you know bastardized it to Ura. Yeah, but is it Ura or Hoorah? Hoorah. I don't. It, yeah. Maybe somebody who's been in the U.S. Marines can tell us. Because I always thought it was Hoorah. Yes, sir. No, no it's sir. Uh, Ura is a uh, battle cry from the United States Marine Corps. Double O R A H. It's comparable to Hoorah in the US Army. Oh. Yeah, so the Marines use one and the Army use the other. Of course. Yeah, and, and as, as I understand it, it's 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 derived from Hazar. That would make some sense. Oh, is that what it is? 
Yeah. Are, are, both, mili- are both military forces so completely overrated? You have got a bit of a thing, but I'm going to have to stop you there, Mr. Mm-hmm. Ng. Mm-hmm. You know, your, your um, one-sided view of jingoist history is, you know, I'm very grateful for the role that the US Marines have played uh, in, you know, conflicts and including the GIs that came over here in 1941. I was going to comment about in cinema specifically. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you put them in front of a camera and they are absolutely like they're almost Richard Sharp level. <laughs> they are. Which is just not possible because only one person in the entire British Napoleonic army was that, and that was Richard Sharp. That's true. You can't have a whole organisation of them. Well, actually, in a, in a tangential tangent that we're kind of double tangenting here, uh, I, I was watching Sharp, and I watched the first two episodes, which is very exciting, thoroughly recommend, and I thought, this is a bit like Gaunt's Ghosts. <laughs> and anybody else get that? Sharp in space, yeah, that's exactly what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, Gaunt's Ghosts is Sharp in space. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, the the, the Ura have like. Do you know that I've actually got a sharp jacket from like the 95th Rifles jacket? Oh, that's that you? Use, yeah, that I used to use in uh, in LARPing. It does, it's yeah. Probably, it's yeah. really nice. It doesn't fit me anymore, but uh, it's a thing of beauty. I'm, I haven't couldn't have got the heart to get rid of it because it's too lovely. No, no, that that would be. It might fit you, Robbing. Fair enough. Well, it, 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 well, it might. Wait around it might. Cas Vegas in your. Uh, in, in, in my 90, 95th, 95th rifles, yeah, which jacket. which did go on to become the Green Howards. Is that right? The yeah, green, the Green Howards. The Green Howards, the Yorkshire what Regiment. A stupid name for a regiment. Anyway, yeah, it's after the Howards who owned owned Castle Howard. They paid for them. Oh, yes, they were all called Howard. Mm. And they were yeah, green. well, yeah, or you, you could only join if you were called Howard. That's what I thought. They scoured the country. Yeah, and Maybe. going back to the Marines, are you allowed to join if you get seasick? I don't think so. Because <laughs> you're a marine, and you know. Well, yeah, I'm just I'm just checking because like yeah. Anyway, moving very swiftly on. Because the British Marines in Pirates of the Caribbean, them two are, are absolutely useless. That's true. That is true. And, they are, and, I, and I once picked a fight with a royal with a royal marine commando captain in Scarborough, not realizing he was a captain in the Royal Marines. That's probably a mistake that you only make once, or a very it, good it was, it, was, it was pointed out to me before. Um, it escalated, and uh, Her Majesty's, as it was, armed forces at that point had instilled an impressive level of self-control in said chap. There you go. That's why. That's why you're a captain, right? Well, well yes, I guess. I guess so. He probably looked at scruffy old teenage me and thought, "Yeah, I, I could eat you in half a breath." Um, yes. Go you're away, son. On your way. You should speak yeah. to our uh, our friends in the police force, uh, um, Graham, about uh, uh, an incident which was, I think, it was the Finnish um, Marines and the um, British Marines in Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he told me that story. I think he was in with, the with his arm hanging off, or if it's like, yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, he did tell us that story as we were going to Heresy Scott that time, which is yeah. a long drive. Anyway, um, Commander Corswain. Yes. <sighs> So we did talk about him as well. I'm pretty sure he's, he's, yeah, he's out now. He's out now. He's out and about in the world. Great figure, nice pose, chainmail cloak, stupid helmet, and yeah. looks like Noel Edmonds from just like, just like everything else in that army. Whack, whack as whack as out. Not Noel Edmonds meets Aragorn meets David Beckham. We decided David Beckham. David Beckham, David Beckham could be yeah. a, a kind of slim Thor. Yeah. as well with that pose so yeah, yeah he's out 
feel free to use him to butcher all the armies that you come across. Because he's as hard as a pair of nails. I've, I've got him in my Dark Angels army. Okay. He is, he is well, kind of tough. Just the one of him, or is there three of him? No, just the one, because you can't Not have three. Honest. Not as tough as Fafnir Ran, who is the new tough, tough toughy of Toughsville. Tough. Oh, yeah, Fafnir Ran is kind of hard. Okay, uh, TT Combats, they just finished a Kickstarter uh, for a bunch of new paints. Um, I and Washes, I can't really see anything in here that's sort of like, oh, right, yeah, that's missing. Uh that's missing from existing ranges. We absolutely yeah. need this. Uh, so I look think at, look, look at, looking at the link, uh, we've got 17 mil dropper bottles and we've got blue, red and green. Pretty, pretty sure that's generally been covered. Uh, the colours are pretty much. Oh, there we are. Poster boy blue. No guy, no prizes for throwing shade. I do quite like that as a colour. Yeah. for. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, I did get to see these in person at table at uh, Tabletop Gaming Live uh, last month. And they do seem all right. But in terms of actual colors whether there's anything there that sort of leaps out and says yeah there's something unique there i'm not sure um i mean i mean you know you've got 16 million colors on a monitor but like really how many of them can you see they've got some good names i'll give them that ogre bogey tin, tin gubbins tin, that's, what I was tin gubbins that's great isn't it tin there's, um, that's from the old yeah, bits, from, isn't it uh, venetian yeah, old... tan or vietnam tan venetian tan venetian because they venetian do a tan. they they do a game which is uh, uh demons unleashed on the on the streets of uh, Renaissance Venice. Sorry. Mm. Oh, okay. Venice. That sounds quite cool. That's not that Carnivale, is it? Yeah, Carnivale. Oh, okay. mm. It's actually mm. quite so, a nice game. So anyway, it's alright. Yeah. Do I'd we prefer- do we need another range of paints? Is my question. Even Who I, does? even even I am going to say no. I mean, it's a crowded market. Vallejo's paints are amazing. Yeah. S- uh, scale combat. Scale, scale 75 is better. Scale 75. Uh, obviously, Duncan Rhodes has got his own range now. Apparently, they're quite good in terms of coverage. Are we releasing a paint range? Because, you know, cut, we should do. Cut the arms, uh, cut the arms, still do stuff. Um, you've got Tamiya. Army Painter, of course. Tamiya. Yeah, you know, um, I mean, there's a Revel still. I mean, yeah, Revel, you, Revel Aqua. Well, yeah, they're, they're uh, no, they do an Aqua range. They do, they do a water based range uh, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you ever want to be. Plus Shock all the oil paints in the world. Yeah. 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 If you I, mean, go to, I, I mean, to be uh, fair, I, I have backed this to um, get oh, myself sure. a couple, just, just to get two paints. Uh, I just want to try them out. Okay. Um, Why don't and, you just wait for them to come out and then buy some? Because he likes a, he likes a Kickstarter. Because he likes he, a Kickstarter, yeah. He, he likes that, getting stuff delivered checks. through the door. It, it, it is nice to get stuff. So there was a guy. It's like a present. Is it the start that about on the internet? No, I just went for the two oh. paints, just a, just a set with two two paints. Fiverr. Yeah, Fiverr. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry, Chris, you were talking. There was a guy on the that I remember seeing a documentary about that basically he was addicted to getting things delivered. Yeah. So he would like buy that. stuff off the. <laughs> he would just. I won't tell you. He said that. It's fine. Um, <laughs> he would just get stuff delivered twenty four seven. And he would just open it. And then discard it because yeah. the thought of it was just that oh, just that moment of opening the thing. Yeah, I think it's a, huh. I think it's, a, I think it's a definitely a psychological thing, and I think it gets gets worse in the in the digital age because a I lot think of people I've probably got a certain um, certain level of that. I can I mean, relate to that. It's that whole thing that you buy stuff on a Sunday night for delivery Monday morning because it makes you feel a bit better about things rather than going to work. So, but yeah, I can totally see how because it is it's like getting a little present you know every day. And I think there's been quite a few cases of people have like you know boxes of stuff like that where it's just 
boxes and boxes and boxes of things that they've just, like I say, got delivered, opened and just left. I think you have a problem with, um, you know, things like QVC. Yeah. You phone up and buy stuff. Oh yeah, my nana, had, my nana had a problem. Yeah, with that. I think you remember saying about it, and I think yeah. that I think it's definitely a thing. Let's look it up in our just, psychology psychology just, guide just for the day. Everybody that is aware, and I'm going to put this as a public service. Public service announcement. Yeah, right. yeah. From someone who deals in the trade. Yes. Any QVC jewelry is not worth what they told you <laughs> it's worth. Oh, of course just, it's not. No. Just just when they say to you that Tanzanites yeah. are going to run out. They're lying to you. Yeah. Is the okay? whole of Tanzania made of Tanzanite? No, but there's enough to go around, trust me. Right. <laughs> so, you know, just as, that's as, it, it as it came up in the fluid conversation there, I'm just putting it out. Okay. Load of old bollocks. We should wait for, we should wait for the inevitable lawsuit. But then again, prove, prove you're wrong, Chris. Right. That's what you're saying. Prove Fuck me wrong. Me. Yeah, if it's, if, it's, if it's slander and libel, it has to be incorrect as proven in the court Correct. of law. So there you go. And if it's slander and liable, surely that's my department to, to slander things. And you, you are, things. I mean, we have got a backlog of cases going to the High Court as we speak. And we're yes, using true. our journalistic uh, privilege on some yeah. of them. But although, although when you say I've got an addiction to Kickstarter, I, I, the last thing I backed on Kickstarter other than these paints was um, um, a, a Transformers themed rock album. And that yeah, was... I would probably be talking to your ISP and maybe looking at getting you cut off, to be honest. But anyway. Um, oh, it's it's really it's, it's they're actually quite good. <laughs> Cybertronics free. They're, they're, they're and in my def- in my defence, I bought the longest day on digital download today, which has John Wayne as a U.S. Marine. So how has, can I be how can I be, how can I be anti the core if I'm Corpy. if I'm paying for a film with John Wayne in it? Is that, um, which one is that the Vietnam one? No, no, it's the D-Day one that's, with literally everybody. The, in oh, it. the longest day. I, the longest day. Th- okay, this is this is weird, but I literally just upgrade, uploaded that to my Plex server today. Okay, 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 right, gents. <laughs> Has anybody uh, seen uh, All Quiet on the Western Front yet? No, no not, not yet. yet. But I, not yet. I did not listen not. to the most recent We Have Ways, paused it in the middle and had to spend 10 quid on films because they mentioned two in a row that were quite good from the 50s. And I was like, right, I'll go and buy them. Okay, um, what were they? Uh, appointment in London. Right. And what was the other one? Oh, Appointment in London is really good. Um, was now. App- appointment in London and hang on library uh, recently added d- 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 12 o'clock high oh yeah that's oh, good as well which is about um, an American bomber squadron that sounds great um, anyway going back to the longest day if people haven't seen it um, it's like it's literally done, got everybody yeah it's done it. but this is my next question being as we're tangents ahoy this episode completely 1962 62 Go on it's like three hours long, isn't all right, it? All yeah. right, all right, all right. Two hours, 58 minutes. John Wayne, Henry Fonda. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you reading it out? Because that's cheating. <laughs> no, well, kind of. John Wayne, Henry Fonda. That, I was going to ask Bird. that question. Who is in it? Who's the famous stars that, that, you, that are in it? So uh, you've got it in front of... Uh, no, but there's but Sean there's, all, there's, there's, there's the, these no that you're thinking of the Arnhem one you're thinking of a bridge too far bridge that's too far. even that's even more impressive. I thought he was in I thought he was in the longest day as well. Um, who who the, else is in there? The Jeffrey Hunt, Jeff, also, I know Jeffrey Hunter's in there. Um, Kenneth Moore's also in it Kenneth, as the yeah. Beachmaster. He's just not credited because even Kenneth Moore wasn't famous enough by 1962. Okay. Um, so he's just kind of wandering, going, "Yes, yes, chaps, now take that every up there." Um, and yeah, it's it's just phenomenal. It's got John Wayne being pushed about on a trolley because he gets hit in the leg. Um, mm. Sean Connery is in the longest day. Yeah. Is he? Yes. He's, 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 I've just screwed it myself. 
I've got, not on IMDb. I've literally just opened it up on on my digital movie provider, and yeah. it's like got the top few. Yeah, Sean Connery is Private Flanagan in The Longest Day. All right, okay. I think it's got that fellow from Carry On that um, died this week in it as well. Oh, well, yeah. Leslie Phillips. Yes, he was. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was um, Mac. It was Mac, wasn't he? Was he a pilot? Is he a pilot in that? Yeah, he's an RAF officer. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mac, the name Mac keeps coming to mind because I was, yeah. Richard Burton. Richard Burton, the the the, the like the man who was literally no drinking a bottle of bottle of vodka for breakfast when century. he was doing, um, doing where Eagles Dairy. Clint Eastwood still says like he's never seen anybody drink as much and still be alive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, John Wayne, Robert Ryan, who's the general uh who's against the plan in the dirty dozen richard burton henry fonda um <laughs> people must love us uh roddy mcdowell would you believe really roddy mcdowell of um what was he he was planet of the apes yeah he was oh yeah there's, yeah. Sh- there's a very young looking sean connery yeah. yeah um that's not top cast i want yeah. all cast and crew because it's like cost- oh, it's- okay so okay. we could be here all night doing this this what? isn't a podcast so, so uh, frobe Oh, he, yeah. He is Goldfinger. Yeah. And he's in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And yeah. those magnificent men in their flying machines and Monte Carlo or Bust. Yeah. Including Pickle Haub Helmet as well. So if anybody and hasn't seen a, those films. Magnificent men in the flying machines. Nazi party, but left in 1937. So, you know. Okay. Before it got, you know, really serious. Before it got really crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So he'll so quite okay. happily pick up a few communists, but other than that, he's out. Well, I'm not so sure. Anyway. Great film, well worth watching. It's got one of the best war film scenes, I think, ever, which is, I can't remember what it's called, but it's very famous. It's like a single shot, this, uh, this um, uh, attack on this village, and it's kind of shot from a high angle, and it kind of goes on for a few minutes, but it's just a beautiful scene. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but um, I thoroughly recommend you give it a watch. Anyway, Edge of Edge of Cinema. Uh, we'll be back next week. Oh yeah, we we could talk about war films. We're, like. we're discuss another. We're just, the longest, we should do Rod that. Steiger, who was do... in um, oh, yeah. um, what's the one with Jack Nicholson? Um, motorbike one, famous thing that people get copy your, the motorbike. Uh, get your motor running. Um, on the oh, um, uh, Easy Rider. Easy Rider. Easy, Easy Rider. Rider. That's the one. Yeah. With it's got Richard. Popper. It's got yeah. It's got it's got Richard Todd in it playing Major John Howard. Yes. Who was Richard Todd's commanding officer on the day because Richard Todd yeah. was involved in Operation Overlord. He was a good looking chap, wasn't he, Richard Todd? You can I see would. why he was a screen idol in the I'm, in the fifties. I'm dripping like a broken fridge here. Um <laughs> an insight that no one wanted to hear. Nobody wanted to hear that. Anyway, enough of this nonsense. Robert Wagner, who went on, yeah. of course, to be in um, right. what was the next piece? Because we're gonna be here for fourteen days. I I, I, I I am at lost at this point. Uh okay, we did washes and stuff. Rob, you're okay. Next. Rob, you're next. Oh sorry, yeah, okay. Let me just open up the window that's actually got the podcast <laughs> on it on it. Not the longest uh... funnily enough it's about militia, so yeah. We'll get back to normal, I promise people. We'll I tell you what, I I would love to do a militia invade you know, invasion type thing like that, you know, um on a beach that would be a kind of cool diorama to do it would be it, it, it would be it would be very cool i, th- I think um mel the terrain tutor did a six by 16 by four um of gold beach i think for oh. salute yes it's, for it's, it's warlord absolute, games 
I, I haven't seen it in person, but I've seen it on I've seen the videos and it's just um, so it's, anyway. But for, for, for people who like militia to get back on topic, because I'll <laughs> quite happily um, demonstrate yeah. my affliction for the rest of the evening. Um, the Cadian kits have been refreshed. Uh, new army box, uh, two of the new updated uh, shock troops, the new command squad, new sentinel, new field ordnance batteries, which is heavy weapon squads for those of us who speak. No, no, they're, 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 they're not. They're different. They've got they? um, they've got heavy weapon squads getting refreshed as well, but they've also get, but these are a new unit. Uh, they're, they're, and, they're carrying heavy weapons. No, these are like actual artillery. Yeah, they look sort like of sort small of artillery guns. And, oh, know. so yeah, it's so, yeah, it's the old style. Um, yeah, so they've got. If you remember when the artillery. Perrys did everybody with las cannons on wheels, yes. they've gone back to las cannons on wheels. Slightly bigger, but, though, aren't they? They're more like the gun emplacement. Oh, they're, they're, well. yeah, they're like gun emplacement type things. They're yeah. they're um they're small. They're sort of halfway between your field artillery. If you scroll a bit further down in the article, they've got new yeah. weapons teams there. There's a uh, there's a there's a potentially cheap alternative for a quad launcher there if um, yes that's that's what i was kind of thinking definitely um uh, you know well, put well, a couple of marines on that i like the fact that they've got a proper limber on them as well to, to brace them they're a they're a mechanically and mechanically sound kit if that makes sense as in there's no space physics to make it work they look like they might actually work mm. it's, it's uh, not all, all, is what you're saying yeah, basically. All we need now is for them to actually be in the list. The new Sentinel looks really cool. Yeah. Never especially the armor, especially the enclosed one. Yeah, never been a big fan. Um, the Commissar at the bottom there, who mm-hmm. looks a bit like Yul Brynner slash the bloke from Enemy at the Gates. Yeah, I don't know. If you gave him, if you if you yes. put a little bit of blonde hair sticking out at the bottom of that cap, he could look a little bit like the Gestapo guy from Where Eagles Dare. Oh, yeah. And not quite that young, admittedly. Mm. Anyway, um, more films. This, ep- this episode would be called The One with the War Films. The I can tell that. The, yeah, the million war films. But anyway, that's a cool looking, that'd be a cool looking um, you know, commander. Yeah, if, and of course, we've got, the new Kaz- we've got the new Kazakin now as well. Yeah. Uh, for your heavy armoured fellas. And I'm Solar not auxiliary pre- proxy? I'm I not love, so precious to, to I let love people. seeing these as uh, solar yeah. auxiliary. It looks great. I mean, okay, you've got problems if you want to try and convert them all with power axes or with flamers or with volkites. But if you just want las tertios, they've got they've I, got they've got flamers in the kit. Yeah, but not ten of them. I really well, like no, admittedly. So what about the rough, these rough the, riders then? Why why are we we're kind of making a gamble here, Mister B? That oh god, no, no, they've got if they brought out if they brought out rough riders are the models that the phrase conquers deep was invented for. Uh, they are rough riders. I, you know, I don't know if if, if we're ever going to be able to use them, but they're there. Attila and rough riders, proper like the the Astra Militarum, the Imperial Guard, are going proper back to second ed, and they are gorgeous models to boot. They really are. I just I have a problem with horses in that context. Well, taking up with the Polish in 1939. Don't because it never happened. It didn't take it up with the Sherwood Rangers Yeomanry in 1938. <laughs> it never yeah. happened. It um, did. They might have been in Iraq at the time, but it, they were a okay. They were a cavalry unit. The um, yeah, horses. We've we've charging. we've read we've listened and read the books. Okay. We, 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 they might have just been playing polo, but still they were. Still, there you go. Um, great looking models. You're right. They are look. They, they are look beautiful. Cool. I do kind of wonder. I think I prefer. I would have preferred to have the Krieg gas masks on their yeah. noses 
because you mm -hmm. kind of feel that their poor noses, you know, they've kind of bandaged up their heads but left their noses out, which you know, yeah, makes which, and, and you're watching, and you're you're just getting into watching sharp. So you know, the first thing you do is you turn your musket round, and you club the buggery out of the horse's mouth. Exactly right. So you know, that's episode that, one, I think. That should be should be should be a thing. So everything's armoured except their snods. It's the fact they can little. bite people. That could be it, of course. Oh, they could well, be the, 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 the death The death call horses are sort of uh, they're sort of uh, mutant. Um, genetically engineered horses to like be. I'm guessing these are too. Yeah, they don't. The, 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 the deathcore ones don't have hooves. Well, they do have hooves, but they're not like a horse's hoof. They're more like a cloven hoof. Um, mm. And obviously, they're pumped full of soporific. Um, yes. Or calming drugs, and but they also induce rage at the same time. I don't know, they've got like combat stims in the gas oh, mask nice. type thing in the Kree ones. Yeah. Anyway, just saying, you know, horses' snozzies are are quite sensitive. But how cool would a full, like, you know, you imagine 30 of them on the table. Admittedly, any Marine unit with a heavy bolt is just going to go, yep, no problem, take them back off again. But for that one phase of the game, when you get to deploy them and set them up, they will look really, really cool. It would be very much charge the light brigade. The only reason I want to play you know, the rings is to do that, is to have full Rahirim armor. The only way that you could do that with those 30 charging a gun line is if you played the Trooper by Iron Maiden mm -hmm. at the same time. I think that would be there. You'd have to do it in the same way that flying a helicopter on, you know, you'd have to do Ride of the Valkyries. You would have to play the trooper, you know, right at the beginning before you rolled the dice. Yeah. Anyway. And again, it, it's it's contemporary as well, because the Russians are the baddies in that. The mighty roar of the Russian guns. OK, well, cool. Yeah. OK, cool. Uh, right. So that'd be back to Chris. Fire your musket ball. Hello. Through. Uh, absolutely uh, Game Matt EU are bringing a new range of resin rocks That are pre-painted to the market Oh pre-painted Pre-painted pre resin rocks Really? Really? Painted resin oh, rocks. So we've got desert, serious? lava, snow and Is this for, is this for people who, who can answer the door to a delivery man But can't go outside okay. and get Could a rock Could you be any more sarcastic Chandler? No because <laughs> they're not They are quite um, Like the archway thing is quite cool they are nice looking. It's just, it's not my cup of tea, but it's 139 quid for a 10 quid, at a fish, 10 quid at an aquarium shop. I, I have to agree with you there, yeah. Ooh, how much? I think it's £13.90. No, £139. If you look at the photos, the centrepieces are, are not big. small. And if they're solid, then. Kind of understand, but I mean, you can. I mean, a bit. I looked at the desert ones, which which was which was very. If I'm spending that much, I want at least a hundred liters of water around it and a good-looking Siamese fighting fish peeking out from behind one of them. Mm, that seems very expensive for fairly straightforward scenery. I okay. have to agree with you there. It's it's yeah. not my cup of tea, but you could do cheaper elsewhere. But if if people want it, yep, that's. that's well, you can yeah. make some with some foam, couldn't you? It's not that difficult. Oh, yeah. Can get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take so, a bit of packaging apart and some. Yeah. Um, some filler you could soon that, that 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 could soon easily be replicated with the old school how to make war games terrain book again yes. it's one of those things with the um uh, money rich but time poor folks just like i yes. want it tomorrow Come might be good for clubs that yeah. if they if they're needing some money to uh, uh get rid of before the tax man asks about it and yeah. uh, refreshing some scenery it might be more for that look uh, and anyway if game matty you want to send us some we'll we'll, we'll give you an unbiased Completely. Yeah. <laughs> you said some for free. Um, we'll absolutely love them. We'll Don't you worry about that. We are, we are, you know, we we have some morals somewhere. 
Um, okay. Do we? They're in a jar and there's a price on them. That's right. Yeah. Um, okay. 40k is getting a new boarding actions terrain set. Oh, hello. Which yeah, could this, be which could be awesome to this, add this, to some zone and more targets boards. This looks very tasty. Okay, Mr. Bill, um, I'm not I'm not lying here. I'm getting I'm getting a box to add to to, to my zone mortalis. Well, that's because it's got game, Warhammer games, work, it, and it's got games, games Workshop. Games Workshop no, no, no. It, seriously, you're actually, buying it. I, I do not buy everything. I do not buy everything they really. But that these are nice, and I think Mr. That B, these you might need to bleep this, but you've got more terrain than Warhammer World. <laughs> Yes, but I'm still building my I'm still building my uh, Zone Mortalis set. Even so, Eddie Karch looks at you and goes, Jesus Christ, that guy's painted a lot of terrain, and he runs the bloody event, the bloody miniatures hall. Yes, you but love- the thing is, I don't want people coming to one of our events and going, yeah, it was rubbish terrain, nothing, not no line of sight blocking and stuff. And I'm still working on it, but okay. No, so I think anyway, this would look really good in Zone Mortalis. Sisyphean task, old boy. And I love I love yeah. Zomortalis, and I think these would look really nice as a sort of like nasty-ish area of the of the table. Just yeah, like, yeah, like variety. The, that's the room with the computer terminal in that you've got to get to to stop the big bada boom happening. You know, it's. I mean, it, it looks it good. Look, it look nice it looks well. looks good on the looks good on the card. But I presume they're the cardboard mats that. Um, no, they're pl- I think they're, they're plastic. They're the new uh, base ones, aren't they? Oh, they're the new base ones. Either way, that looks pretty groovy. I would be more than happy to play a Zone Mortalis mm. game on something that looked like that. Yeah, nice. and they've got some, and they've got some bases to go along with it as well. So that might be cool. For... Yeah, you definitely cannot buy that at a pet shop. No, nope. mm. I like All the right. basing kit bit. Like obviously, yes. you've got the you've got the bases that they've done. Well, they've not done those ones, but they've done variations on those for a while. But the but the bits like the grates and broken gate grates and bits of cooling fans and gubbinsy stuff yeah no we like them we like that okay so anyway zymotalis board available looks pretty cool yeah i think yeah. it'd be a good good start for 10 and again those you have to get the boards wouldn't you the, the, the plastic boards but still yeah quite a pricey endeavor which i really mm-hmm. like yes i know <laughs> yes oh Come here we then. go look here what's go. next hang on look what's next Try having the old resin yeah. thing and not being able to get doors. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're gonna have to get some for you to. We're gonna have to get some printed for you, aren't we? Go on, Mr. B. What's next? Come on, come on, Mr. B. Graham will like this. This will uh, give, give him the right name. name. Deep Cut Studio Matt. Uh, <laughs> no cut studio. What, given who? No cut studios was that? <laughs> thing is, right. The thing is, the other day I'm happily, you know, browsing the Facebook or whatever. Somebody says. We'd like to announce our collaboration with No Cut Studios, who are sending us a load of stuff. Whoa, we've been plugging these geezers from day one. Ridiculous. No Cut Studios. We've never asked them for anything, to be fair. I was going to say, uh, have have they they released a new mat, or is that a a section of a set from the new new BBC drama SAS Rogue Heroes? Uh, No, it is a new mat. I haven't watched that yet, no. Um, But apparently it's... It's pretty good. Yes, I hear good things. It looks uh, like the yes. outskirts of Benghazi. I think this is uh, for uh, obviously the um, Necromunda, um, you know, new oh, yes. Necromunda with cars. Ash wastes. It looks. Is that what it's called? Okay, yes. cool. I don't know. I haven't kept. I, I, I was sort of looking. I was like, you know what? When I want to play Necromunda, I don't want to play with vehicles. I want to play with flipping. I know. quite like the idea of that. But I've got to say, this this does look great. 
Yeah, the mat looks really nice. If you if it you play enough textured, if you play enough Mad Max Necromunda, do you do you get Charlize Theron to come round to your house with only one arm and no hair? It's a possibility, I guess. I mean, there's an equal chance of that happening, you know, if you don't. But yes, right, I'm just I checking. none. But yeah, you know, you keep you keep hoping for that day that you she knocks on the door. As uh, what was the call? What was the character uh, called? Furiosa. Furiosa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're making a. They're making a film with just her, aren't they? With a big truck. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Uh, but no, I like that map. It's quite nice. I oh, think it, it's so. a it's a beautiful look. It's a beautiful looking map. Yeah. It'd be even nicer if I was looking at it not on a monitor. Okay. <laughs> yes. Lo- lovely texture on them. If you look, if you want to zoom in where they've got the um. Yeah, I mean, like on, on, on the track detail, bits, it's yeah. it is it's like nice. it it really does look three D. It's mm. um incredible. Beautiful. Okay. Really are. Okay. Uh, so over to Rob. Oh, your favourite subject. Right, it's back to me again. Oh, uh, well, heads and shoulder pads. Heads, shoulders, knees, and toes. Yeah. Um, now, are we? What have we got here? So these are these are the Blood Angel flavour. Yeah. So um, from the planet Mongo, wasn't he? They're um, painted the, super red, aren't they? Uh, they are super red. They are super super red. Um, from the planet Mongo. We've definitely um, talked about these. Yeah, because I it's just gold. Mentioned them. It's yeah. gold eyebrows. Um, they've been putting gold mascara on, leaning out the window of the car. There's been a breeze. It's blown back over the top of the helmet. Um, they are not the worst by a country. Well, by light years, they are not the most, not the worst. But meh. Not I've been watching some RuPaul's Drag Race recently. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's just a it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be out. It wouldn't be out of. Um, wouldn't be out of. Um, you know, as a runway challenge there, to be honest with you. See, I don't mind them, but they're not, you know, they don't set my world on fire. They're not like, oh, yeah, they're great helmets. But they're like, yeah, I don't mind them. And the bare head looks a little bit like Dolph Lundgren in Masters of the Universe. There is, yes. a, there is, a, there is a thing there. The the kind of sergeanty one just looks ridiculous. I've got to be The sergeanty one, it, like, w- w- what is going on there? What, too much what? that's going on. Yeah, trying too hard. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's kind of a dark, the, the Blood Angels. That's no, it's not. Thing. No, it's not. It's Renaissance art is the Blood Angels thing, and that is not Renaissance art. <laughs> not but, one bit of that is Renaissance art. As, you, as, the, as any person of the four of us that has a Blood Angels army, yes, uh, which clearly the, means you have the least valid opinion of the four yeah. of us. Does a Mr. B have a Blood Angels army? Uh, yes, but in 40k. And okay. I must admit, if I do, if I, if I'm like, I might buy a set of these next time I add a unit, just because the helmets are all right, but they're not. As I said, they're not setting the world on fire. It would just add some variety. But I, I do have a bit of a question about the way the blood angels are painted in this. Oh yeah, they are really red. Is that? Do you think that's a design choice to sort of highlight the the model? If you see what I mean, rather than. You know whether it because because that would be like halfway through for most heresy painters, wouldn't it? It would be right now to weather it. And it just okay. yeah. This is what it looked like when it was came off the production line. What does it yes. now look like once it's yeah. been outside? Yeah, for a bit. So I mean, I just wonder whether they do it deliberately to you know not detract from the model, the bits they're trying to sell. If you see what I mean, shoulders and head. Yeah, makes sense. It's, it's it's fine. So Chris, what what as as the one and only Blood Angel player amongst us, what 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 what's your take? The only Blood Angels player in the village. As my, I believe I said at the start of the show, get them in the bin. I don't, I'm not a big fan of Mark Six anyway, so. Yeah. All right, Fair cool. enough. Okay, there you cool. go. You heard it here first. Or second. There we go. Get in the bin. Get in the bin. All right, Chris. Uh, Who am I? Where am I? What are we talking about? 
some new terrain Prometheum tank refueling station designed for Necromunda. Um, so you can do a cool thing with that. Yeah, no, like it. Nice scatter terrain. Yeah, they're not they're not terribly big. Uh, I think they're up for the pre-order now. Um, I have added a bit on to the end of the pre-order thing to save the new stuff. But sorry. I like the spanners and the tube yeah, and stuff. You get yeah. you get literally a sprue of spanners. Nice. Yeah, if you, if you go to the games, we've it, we've been called that many times. I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, though they look they look really cool. They're not too big. I thought when I saw them they were going to be huge. I think they're they're quite cheap as well. Isn't um, a sprue of spanners one of the um, George R R Martin's books? <laughs> yeah, it's it's the it's the it's the collective um it's the collective noun for a for a toolbox. It's a a, a podcast of spanners. Yeah, but yeah, from GW uh, it's twenty eight quid you know, for and you get two Dance with Dragons a sprue of spanners. <laughs> a sprue of spanners. Yeah. I think I think, I think <laughs> after his the winter sequel, after winter. Wasn't that wasn't that his sequel his attempt at a sequel to Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance? Could be, could be. Okay. But yes, no, I like these. I think uh, I can see them taking a place on a lot of people's boards because they just look good. Yeah, yep. I can see myself getting something like that. For you can even add them to the uh, flipping uh, ridge hauler as well. You can, you can um, buy one with that comes with a. If yeah, you leave the right. gubbins off, you could use them for Titanicus. Um, because if you if you if you change change the ladder bits ever so slightly to remove that sense of scale, there's nothing on them that really defines a scale other than the bit of ladder. Yeah. Okay. But very cool. So there you go, folks. Um, one one piece of terrain, two systems. Lovely. Which which I might live to regret because that means Michael will now buy as many of these as he's got bloody cargo containers. I don't have any cargo. Oh, cargo containers. Oh yeah. No, yeah, no, I won't con- buy that. Cargo containers. You've got more than Chetnet. You've got yeah. more than Shanghai Port. They call him Mursk. Mr. Mursk. They call yeah. him. <laughs> right. Uh, um. Next out of the bag, uh, Anvil Industries. Uh, dipping into that Zulu theme uh, with the historic dress uniform squad mm. uh, comes with the, a free singing of uh, men, of, men, of men of Harlech. Men of Harlech. Stanley Baker, oh, who was in Guns of Navarone to go back to World War Two. Was he? He was. Stanley Baker. And, of course, Michael Caine. And, uh, as uh, as uh, Gonfrey Bronzehead. Yes. Yeah, not, uh, Bromhead. Yeah. Bromhead. It's his first film, it says at the beginning, and introducing Michael Caine. Yeah, first yeah, feature you've, you've got um, there's, there's two sets of five figures, one set which is female, one set which is Shut male. That tangent down. Yeah. <laughs> I think they look quite cool. 16, 16, 16 quid for a unit of five, which is far better than 616 for one original Perry Praetorian. But I am disappointed that there isn't a Michael Caine looking um, guy in there. Oh, nice. Look. Yeah, but there is a um, chap with a massive moustache like the uh, like the sergeant from Zulu. There yeah. is. Yeah, absolutely right, Sergeant, sergeant Major. Wasn't there that, yeah. that company that did like, loads of sci-fi equivalents of characters? Yes. Uh, there is. Uh, Heresy Miniatures. No, so, someone else did one where they, like, it was all the Predator and chaps. Like, oh, yes, oh. I remember them, but I can't remember the name of the company. It'll be uh, one of the past Was it not Heresy or Black Scorpion or someone like that? I'm sure it was Heresy, because they did a they did a Ruddock, which was a, a fellow with a teacup. Um, mm. Yeah, but I don't mean there was like a set, wasn't there, Chris? Of like, yeah. Like had Arnold Schwarzenegger and what have you in there. Well, those Probably. looks like them. So anyway, really cool. I think I like those a lot, actually. I think if I was you'd be tempted, it'd be quite a cool thing to paint. Um, yeah. Quite interesting paint job on there. But to be honest, that Oh yeah. Um, to I mean to briefly talk 
about the game that I often call nonsense. Yes. I think in with the new Astra Militarum book, there's more options for how you make your own army now. Okay, um, got you. So I think because I think they've gone back to the old regimental system, like thing. Yeah, so I, allow I you to mix stuff around. Are you doing your your finances? No. Sounds like he's doing some something. So there's a rustling of paper. Yeah. It's not the po- it's not the Polish removal man. Have you got the Lithuanian accountant here? No, I'm fi- I'm filing away some uh, cards. Oh, well, can you can you can you file off and concentrate on what we're doing? <laughs> or mute. On either's fine. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It's just my 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 Warhammer Underworlds cards. You, ta- you, you take away my tangents you and take, I take your... away your your yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> chief. You should like, oh, if you want, but not I now. Know, I've got some household chores to do. See if I can get a podcast recorded tonight, shall I? Yeah, <laughs> that's how <laughs> it works. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so me next, and we've got the support predator. It's coming, it's out already. Uh well, I say out already. I was for pre-order already. Pre-order. Uh plasma destroyer, magna melter cannon, flamestorm cannon, heavy conversion beam cannon, or neutron blaster. I, I bought one of these. I I, I FOMO'd. I FOMO'd again. Magnetized the hell out of it. It's not being hard. Getting. Yeah, I must admit, after seeing so the Kratos, which I love, by the way, is a great tank. I, I am slightly filled with regret that I didn't follow your advice, Chris, and magnetise it. But I think the next one I buy, I will definitely. Yeah, which is a good. It tank. wasn't. Yeah, it's a good tank. Um, but yeah, yeah. This one. I think the front plate's all you're going to have to change on yeah. the yeah. turret by the look of it. Yeah. I need to try and I need to try and find a workout a tank list that would actually work. I think. Um, Tanks, the tank, the tank lists will be be pretty good. I mean, anything that's shooting, I think we kind of proved at the weekend we went to that you get enough shooting, and predators aren't bad for shooting. I mean, you, there's an argument that they're not as good as a ten man last cannon squad, for example. But then, if you think get, yeah, you can probably get two lot two tanks in two for that. predators for for one ten man last cannon yeah. squad. I'll tell you, so, speaking, yeah, yeah, on a on a tangent from this, something that literally came out yesterday. Um, for those uh, for those types who go burr burr burr, um, artisans of all uh, released their um, sponsor upgrade for that that may or may not fit on the side of a Proteus to turn it into a may or may not be Mark Two B. Oh yeah, I saw that you shared that. Yeah, that did look yeah. Really cool. yeah, it looks really yeah. nice. Does yeah. look nice. Uh, yeah. Liking that, and if if that goes well, he says he might do something similar to go on the Spartan with Quadlas. Okay, so you've got an armoured side to that, um, but yeah, part of me is part of me is desperate to do an army that's predators, Sakarans, and um, well, predators and Sakarans. But you've got to have the um, you've got to have some bods on foot nowadays, don't you? You do, you do, you do, um, and yeah. they've got to be mounted, so they've got to be in land raiders, so you can't have that. Well, or rhinos, can't they be in rhinos? Yeah. What's that for the armoured spearhead? Yeah. Yeah, they can be any transport actually. Oh, can they be any? Yeah, but rhinos disappear as soon as somebody looks at them, they blow up. They do. They are kind of a good way to get points taken off because mm. they're just. And also, but vehicles blown up now is. They're, is they're also. They kill the guys inside. Yeah. yeah. They're also 30, 300 points cheaper than the uh, land raider version, so you can get That's more tanks for your money. Well, there is that. There is that. Yeah, yeah. You, ha- you have to balance but, between having easy to give up points, but at the same time having how enough your, points. How did your rhinos do? Because you were kind of had everything in a. I mean, because they're like, I look at them and go, you know, can, well, if I had a shooting army, I'd be like, great, you know, there's a potential victory point right yeah, there. Pop that, pop that, pop that. I don't uh, even bother shooting them; I just punch them when they. Always fall apart. was the same, wasn't it? Though that's the thing. It they was ever, ever, ever was it thus? 
they weren't too bad but as soon as someone gets in you know base contact with melter bombs and stuff you're knackered I didn't find anybody with melt. I suppose I only had one tank, so probably well, I didn't get too much worry about them. But anyway, I've bought one of these for my Ultramarines armoured spearhead, which I'm going to be building oh, very next. Nice. Uh, and, mine's um, going to be a Death Guard Ultra spearhead. Are you going to be spearhead. painting it with maximum faff? I don't know, because I didn't maximum faff the last ones. And so there's this, of course, there's this age-old problem that if I now apply, you know, I feel a bit like um, Neo in The Matrix. <laughs> you know, it's like I now know Kung Fu. You know, I now know pin washing. It's very similar. So, um, you know, do I then you think, you know, Chris and I talked about this. It's like, yeah, I might have to go back and repaint them knowing what I know now. And then you're yeah, kind just, of like, just go this. back and just do a bit more work on them. Oh, I can't you're that. giving away the secrets now. You came around the paint shack and I just stuck a massive metal spike in the back of your skull. <laughs> yes. Wow. OK. Wet blending. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I quite like this. Uh, on he's the one been, hand, at for, he's been at it for 26 well, hours. He's been blend washing for 26 hours straight. Yeah. He's on, on the, a machine. On, yeah. On the one hand, I would like, I would have liked it if the kit had just been one kit with both weapon sprues in it. But I guess you know. When have, when have Games Workshop ever done that? Wait, yeah. Why release one kit when you can release two? That's, yeah. That's, that's how they roll. I mean, you've kind, I'm of, got, you've using... kind of got with the new Scorpius that's been teased because you get to buy a Rhino and then you've got the bits to convert your plastic Sakaran into an Arcus. Have you though? Yeah, because the, the turrets are different sizes completely. Nothing that... But the Rhino sprue Nothing will have the... 40 the hours stand, the, no, the standard Rhino bit inside will have the standard top hatch because it's on the normal sprue. So you build a normal Rhino that gets popped in turn one or you hide it behind a hill, whatever, and then you take the two launcher bits for the Scorpius and you put a magnet in them and then you just put those magnets on where the normal accelerator cannon bits go on the plastic Sikaran and you have a magnetised normal or would you, Arcus. You, you could, but it would look wrong. No, it wouldn't. It would. Do you want me to prove it to you? I will. Just a different picture. pattern. Just a different I'll, pattern. I'll tell you because they're just different because the Scorpius one is much smaller than the Arcus one in length as well. So, but is I'm it? happy to. Yes, it is. I'll, 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 I'm happy to take a photo because I've got one downstairs and I can do a like for like comparison. Uh, but but that's, yeah. presu- that's presuming that the plastic one is the same size as the resin one. Uh, of course it will be. Yeah, I can't imagine it wouldn't be. But yeah. I mean, I yeah, think, it might not be. I still, I think it might be a workaround until we get released turret, um, separate turrets. But I, yeah, I yeah, I think they are longer. That's the thing. They are quite the. the I was surprised when fairly I hefty. Yeah, when I put when I printed mine, I was like, this thing looks massive. Surely this is too big. And then I put it on the plastic. So Karen was like, oh no, that's right. Okay. Karen is a you know a scale up from the rhino yeah it is it is bigger than you it is bigger than you think i guess but i mean it it would certainly do at a pinch if you didn't want to drop a hundred notes on a resin oh absolutely absolutely i think you're right i think you're right absolutely so anyway um i've bought one along with the liber imperialis and i was like why have i bought this book it's got one army that i'm actually interested in yeah but i'm like no i'm not going to custodies sister science everybody's kind of raving about now so that's interesting, actually, because they're going to be separate armies now. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah they're not they are. talents of the Emperor anymore, are they? So I think they put more models in the Sisters' range. So you can is that now, now, is that coming down on our side of the fence from last season, or is that coming down on... What do you mean, sir? Somebody else's side of the fence when we got pulled up for... It's not a custodies list. It's it's, a, it's Sisters of Silence. 
if we remember that saga. Oh, you remember that saga. <laughs> now, so does many, that come down? So does, does, is that GW coming down on our side, or is that GW coming down on his side? Everybody's a winner in heresy. Well, that's, that's true. Yeah. Um, anyway, which I have all of these gun options. I must admit, I haven't looked at the neutron blaster, but the Magnum Melt Cannon is such a great tank. This thing used to be 18 inches, so it was like, mm, you're going to have to go with nine to get the melter to work. It's now 36. Anyway. It's crazy. It's a really good three shots. It's basically like a three shot version of the one you get for the um, Kratos. Kratos. And it's considerably cheaper. You can get two of these in there. Um, for for the same price as a Kratos, so yeah, good tanks all round, and I'm going to be using them with with some abandon there. <laughs> with which? Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's obviously it's a saying. So, but anyway, not political. The um, plasma I'm kind of now I've got a bit of a handle on the mechanics. You know, you, you actually you like a four plus rending or whatever is is worth it. I've got to be honest. You know, if there's no AP2, four plus rending. I think the reason is it in the old version, it was just like, wait a minute, this was AP2 a minute ago, and now it's rubbish. It is, but it's it's only rubbish in comparison to version one. That makes any sense. In for version two, something with a four plus that does anything, fifty fifty gives is is pretty good because at least you're gonna get some AP2 off. You get mm. shots. So unless you yeah. have to pay, of course. Yeah, unless you're Mr. Well, I'm just rolling zeros. Uh, ones. It's binary. Rolling binary dice. Doesn't, doesn't, matter, doesn't matter how many sides of dice that you give Mr. B, they always end up just as binary. I think it's a zero or a one. Zero or yeah, one. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, Mechanicum dice with zeros and ones. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, next out of the bag is. It's on to me, you, which yeah. is that. Uh, much like uh, holidays are coming, uh, we've got um, the studio team are driving around in a massive truck with loads of lights on um, because Warhammer Fest is coming uh, next year in 2019. Mark Frost has an interesting story about Coca-Cola Van at the weekend. Could he? Uh, I've got a story about a Coca-Cola it's Van, but it's a, Holton, but it's a Holton family story, which means I bet it's completely different to Frosty's. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like yeah. Frost, Frosty's, I can imagine Russell Brand would probably tell him to tone it down a bit. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It's just uh, Mark Frost is a fantastic auteur. You know, it's great fun when he's out and talking about his experiences. So yeah, if you ever get, well get a chance to go and, and and go out for an evening with Mr. Frost, I thoroughly recommend it because you won't be disappointed. Yeah, and it's his round because he'll have done horrible things to you over a table first. Yes. With uh, your models, it, I mean. Yeah. Oh no, he didn't do too well at the. Uh, he was. He was not happy. He was yeah. not a happy man. He was like, "I'm never playing this game again. You have ruined it." Which is basically, what everyone's reaction is to. Basically, me and Mark are sort, sort of bodies, I suspect. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, it, it was like listening to myself. Yeah, like, like Freaky you know, Friday. I've been yeah. there, Mark. I've been there, mate. Don't worry. Yeah, you'll, yeah, you'll get through yeah. it. You'll get through it. All the things that you think were good are not good anymore. And you just need to. You get your head around that eventually. Right, cool. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, Warhammer so, Fest, yeah. I'm never going to go. Because 29th not... of April to the 1st of May, tickets on sale 11th of November, which is uh, two days, three days from now as we're recording. I am buying a ticket. Are you? I am, I am as well. Why? Why? Dear God, why? I'm going because Henry Steele is a bad, bad man and he's quite persuasive, especially when you he's don't have a, a microphone. voice. He does well, have a very we, we should voice. coordinate so that we go for the same day because I'm not going to go for the whole bloody weekend. But well, I'm going to need a lift. 
because I'm going to have a big box with me. Uh, might be able to squeeze you in. The, 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 the squeezing isn't going to be an option. Um, I'm going to need plenty of space. Um, I'm not going to any event where I'm not throwing well, dice. That's the yeah. rules. Well, you could you could take a bag of dice and throw them at people. No. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm going to... Um, Look, it's I'm, in Manchester, so yeah, in my, theory my we could go to... down... You guys can we can we can have a we can go to Element Games have a have a game there one one day. Me and Rob can go the next day, and then Graham can sort of like just sit in the corner at Element Games and go. Someone please play with me. I've got no friends. We we have limited weekends, so yeah. I mean, yeah, if, I, I'm, if I'm, I'm going to I'm going to buy a ticket. Weekend, I'm going to go and to an event and play. I'm going to buy a ticket. I might end up selling that ticket because I might not be able to get that time off work. Don't make me feel guilty because now I feel like oh poor Rob. No, you're saying about getting time off work. That's that's nothing um, to do with you. No, because I've I've bought an extra week holiday from work this um okay. this coming year because I realised that I got all my holidays booked in, um and I thought I haven't got a single day there where I'm doing something other than going on holiday How or much something tickets? that isn't pre-booked. I have that. I don't know. Don't know. A, so I might look at them on Saturday morning and go, "You what? I think you're, it's Friday they go on sale." Natural Yorkshire. Is it Saturday? Yeah, it's Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Friday? Friday. Uh, 11th, right. Yeah, well, it said October on the thing. I just amended it to November because, um, but it's a massive venue. It's, uh, I think it's 10,000 capacity venue. So it's not going to be like this year. But obviously, this is Fest. This isn't Demon. This is Fest. Is Demon not? I thought Demon was at the Fest. Yeah, that's why I'm going. You're going to, you're going to, um, I'm, Henry, Henry has convinced me that I should really try it for the experience. Okay, not get not get angry or anybody, and and get get some actual feedback rather than just get moaned at from somebody who yeah has okay. has won it. So I've put I've put I've put things in for Demo before. Yeah, but I've I've, I've I did that in a... 2012 because you used to get in early. Everybody's okay. played that game. No, I, I, it wasn't for that, but. You know, I never so, even got okay, any. I've okay, never, now I feel, okay, now I feel harsh. I've, okay. I've never gotten any feedback before. Just the so, bottle back and then, yeah, you didn't get through. So, Rob. Not a surprise, though. Maybe, you know, if, if you're if you're going to, we'll have a think about it. Because I, I would, if, you know, if, if it helped in your journey as payback, then maybe I could be persuaded and I'll break my sacred taboo and drive and be your chauffeur. But don't expect me to enjoy it. <laughs> do we do we do we get intro music and everything? I think I'm gonna have to do like you know maybe when you're going into the ring because you fight don't you? Um, when you go into the ring, I could yeah. like hold your belt up, you know, at the beginning. I bloody and hope then, you don't uh, fight. Have you seen the guns then, on? Andy, then, have you seen the then, guns on Andy Wardle? And then parade round, you know, in my, in my bikini, between the the rounds. And it's I've a chainmail bikini I heard as well. Sick all over my desk. <laughs> Hey, there's a there's a there's a niche audience out there. Just ask Mr. Yeah. B. Male equivalent of squashes. <laughs> well, I'm hoping I'm hoping we get an uh we, whatever day the Golden Demon is, it's at the same time as uh the whatever heresy seminars they have. Yeah, yeah, maybe they'll send us a ticket. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that won't happen. Okay. Yeah, like I I want to go. I want to see what happens. Um, I want to see. As I was saying with Henry, uh, I want to see if 
there's a few other people that I've, that I've been chatting to that are thinking that they might do it as well and just to see if somebody can elbow their way into that circle i, I might have to come along as your support dog then rob and, you, you know you can carry the, car, carry me carry me out when i'm crying and exactly, at the end and stop you know, stop me throwing an expensive that, model in a, in a canal in, a in manchester that's exactly what i was worried about <clears> to be honest with you. yeah yeah so you know maybe i'll have to maybe i owe it to, to you as my friend to, to support you yeah, well, okay we'll, we'll, we'll see it depends if i can i know what i want to do it's just getting it done because i've not exactly picked something little I mean, um, when's it? It's April, right? But it's April. I, know, I don't know how the speed that you paint models that you take time over. That's uh, that doesn't give you a lot. It doesn't it, give all, it doesn't it, give me a lot. And, and this thing needs a base that's about two foot square. You know, it's always interesting when you see on like in, uh, a Twitch or whatever someone who's like painting for the Golden Demon. I'm like, right, we're just going to spend four hours on this single armor panel, and it's like, mm-hmm. right, okay. Doesn't everybody? No. <laughs> well, I don't. Nope. Right, go on then. Next out of bag. Yeah, next thing. Uh, that'll be Chris, won't it? That's Chris. I think he's. I think I think we've put him off. All right, I just left you left you to it. Uh, I mean this is I mean this is the most. You weren't doing any filing, were you? No, I I mean this is the most speculative of speculative. uh, It is speculative. Oh, talk about padding. I know, right? So there's a new tank out for 40k. Mr. Yes. P hopes it'll be in the militia list, which we've already discussed the fact that they're not going to be in the game. So don't worry about it and move on with your lives. Yeah. It's oh. a nice tank, though. I like it. Buy it. Yeah, buy, buy it for a Commandros and, you know. It's a bit bigger, though, isn't it? It's bigger than them. Yeah. Which is why yeah. I use it as a command one. Because, you know, surely well, if it was... Well, have to get shot more. Hmm? I, I kind of, I kind of hope. Well, I need Russ to get shot more. Yeah, mm. I kind of hope that it does get added. I've got to be honest, although Mister B is quite, is super speculative, in a parallel dimension somewhere, I kind of hope it does. Even though, you know, it's a massive retcon, isn't it? Because it's well, like, I suppose if you add Lehman Russ as a name, Rogel Dawn's not too far from the truth, is it? Anyway, well, Lehman, I think Le- Lehman Russ was traditionally the only Primarch who had a tank named after him. That that had always been a thing. That's going back to Second Dead. I prefer the one without the side sponsors. That looks a bit more real, you know. Has a it's a bloody awful tank it. design. It's a Russian KV2. It is a KV2, isn't it? Yeah. But even so, it looks pretty cool. I quite like it. I'd I'd probably get some if like they could. Be. Yeah, if they if they add it. I, 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 like well, any and like let's let's make the running gear exposed. Any jeans any jeans cultist mook with a Panzerfaust is going to be like mook. brilliant. We'll knacker that thing. Mook, what a great word. We love it. Um, Horrible. Um, you could stop that thing moving with the aforementioned sprue spanners because the running gear is open. I know. I know. But then, L- like, you know, plasma doesn't really exist. Like well, no, but no, but actually, no, but no, but. They've got the, the Valdor, the Malkador, the, the Valdor, the Malkador, the Macarius, and Valdor. Was there a Valdor tank? Yes, yes there is. It's, it's a variation. It's a variation of the Malkador. I've got two of them. Oh, um, of it's They're basically really this giant Venator. Yeah. Um, were designed by Phil Stachinskas, who's won Euro Militaire twice, um, if not three times all based on proper actual physics of armored fighting vehicles and you know what you do if you've got a, if you've got a drivetrain like that you protect it because it's the weakest part of your vehicle you don't leave it exposed and that's really annoying you've been down this road already what's his name phil phil stachinskis how do you spell that 
uh, in Polish, so not how it sounds. T C H. Uh, S T U. <laughs> it's in. He it, it did Imperial Armor Masterclass Volume One and Two. Okay. okay. Um, Fort Google him. Coached him. There. I mean, the the don't the um, Panzers and Tigers have exposed hashtag. Oh, but, well, they had redundant layers of um, the road wheels, didn't they? Because it was the whole thing that if if the if one broke, then you had to yeah, take like sixty four off or something. Raged. Um, yeah, I was just but trying. like, but they were all overlapping and kind of like working as as plates over each other, uh, not like you know that. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It's just that the rest of it's ex- the rest of it's armored in, and then it literally looks like they just left the bottom of it off. And it's like, has that bit has that bit dropped off? Have you forgot it? Forgot to weld that up? Have they dri- driven it off the ramp? Okay. What's going on? Have we uh, lost somebody? No, I just found um, the name uh, oh. from the just Imperial Armour book. Just very quickly. It so does, when you scroll, yeah. when you scroll down, the yeah. image where it's the where are we? The image where it's the, the it's slightly facing to the right hand side of the screen. That has a covered drive. It does on that side. That's much yeah. better. So maybe it's an optional. Uh, Might be an optional or, bit, in which case that's that's much better. And I do love the fact you've got the Kelly's Heroes pattern heavy stubber on the top with the Clint Eastwood guy standing at the back, just like on Oddball's Sherman. Well, it's not a heavy stubber. Is it not a heavy stubber? What is it? Oh, it is a heavy stubber. It's just the way it's just overlapping something else on the top view. It looks like the side, the side bits. Basically, I mean, your argument, a whole argument about it, could be negated by changing one piece for the model. Yep, that way, which is fine. That's fine. It's still a KV two. That's you know not but, necessarily a bad uh, thing. Either way, it's even if it isn't getting added to the game, it's an interesting starting point for conversions for other tanks. You know, you want to make I think your it's own... got a lot of stuff that would make it far too complicated to put into thirty k because you've got melter guns on there, you've got Gatling guns coming off there, you've got. No, you've got lots of things you've got lots of things that I can't don't immediately see as having a rules profile. Yeah, perhaps. But you've yeah, got but, but as I said, you you've potentially got a you want to make a plastic Malkador uh, variant, maybe you've got something there. Or if you want a, a chassis of something to stand your Titan on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's pretty cool. Anyway, we'll see. I'm much happier now that you've pointed out that there's that that track bit's covered. Much happier. <laughs> Sleep at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. That's that's not worrying me now. No. In fact, it even lends itself. Your OCD has been. Yeah, yeah. Beast. Like it, it's 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 proper mollified. The hundred and ninety really has. <laughs> like, <laughs> like 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 the Aspie is going away yeah. now. Okay, good. Anyway, the um back to heresy. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Night Lords got their helms and somewhat i would say overly complex shoulder pads so let's look at the helms first much better than expected thank god yeah only... i thought they're all gonna have bat wings yeah and even the one bit... who does have bat wings can mm. at least advance into a headwind because he's not you know going yeah, for maximum wind yeah, I see what you mean. They, I'm not, um, they look a bit like predator when he's had his helmet cut off yeah, I, I'm not a fan of the Nosferatu teeth. Okay, and mm. Elon Musk's head there. 
<laughs> he wishes he was Elon Musk. He looks a bit more like more like Sonny Bill Williams. Sonny Bill mm, New Zealand rugby player. Okay, no idea. Yeah, but yes. Very um, pretty man. Okay. The uh what about the shoulder pads then? Um, well, I mean, the helmets, the helmets are not terrible. I think they look a bit weird from the side, though. The one they kind of look like the one of them sort of protrudes out a little bit, which makes them look a bit weird. I don't know if that's just the way the model is. Yeah, I the way I, the model is. I'd have ditched the teeth on the helm because it, it. Some of them yeah. look. They look a little bit kind of like um, bet bet dip um bet midler in um, hocus pocus. Yes, with the teeth. Yes. You know what it's, I mean? I do. Sisters. Um, not a clue. Have you not seen Hocus Pocus? Have you not seen Hocus Pocus? No. Nope. Well, the second one, it's absolute garbage. Okay. Yeah, he's not seen the first one. Get out and sort your life out. It's quite good. It's quite good. Uh, at least I've seen every single sharp. Yeah, all right. Fair point. Oh, yeah, don't, do, don't, don't do the old, um, you know, what's the what's the logical fallacy where you, yeah, but what aboutism? That is what you're Yeah, what aboutism? Yeah. Fair enough. The classic what no. aboutism. Yeah, but what about yeah. Yeah, but yeah, what about no, Hocus it's... Pocus? Hocus Pocus came out around about the same time as Sharp, so you've got no bleeding excuse, Michael Botterell. Just never appealed to me. Okay. What? Um what about the shoulder pads before we get more uh Again, I I would I would trim off the Nosferatu teeth and just have the, the skull. Yeah. Um but it is their logo. It's, so it's daft, it's over angsty teenage goth. Um, but it's Night Lords. It's their it's, thing. It's true enough. It's it's within their in their realm, as it were. It's, okay. You know, it's Whitby Tat Shop. It, it is. You're right. Whitby Tat Shop all over it. That, that, that's that, that's the the Night Lords Legion Nostramo. Full all that's all they sell there is is the same sort of stuff you can buy in a Whitby Tat Shop. Yeah. For, on Gothic Week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Master Bottrell Esquire. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yes, okay, over to me uh, again, I guess. And uh, we've got uh, a new Warhammer uh, event at uh, Warhammer World. Uh, Horus Heresy, that is. I should not just Warhammer, because this is a Horus Heresy podcast. And, um, yep. It's can... on a Thursday afternoon. Uh, on yep. sale on the 7th. Is it on a Thursday? Thursday, the 2nd of event, February. I don't, the event I... is on Thursday, the 2nd of February, from 10 o'clock to 5 o'clock. I don't work Thursdays. I could go to that. Yeah, but do you not want to play in a table of terrain? Oh, Mr. B, cutting. Ooh, um, savage. Savage. Sorry. I don't know, Mr. B, I might just come and ram-raid your garage and steal enough to re-kit the entire Warhammer world out. Sorry, Warhammer, Warhammer world just is, is got, is just doesn't do why, terrain. Why I don't know, last time we played a Warhammer world, there was too much terrain built into the table, and we couldn't stand anything up. There was that. Um. This is weird. Thursday. Does that is that normal? They normally have midweek events now. Nope. Certainly not a midweek one dayer. You might have got a Saturday or a Sunday. Midweek one dayer. Bit weird. I don't work Thursdays. I'm not going to complain. I might go half term or something. But no idea. No, it's not on the second of February. It's not it's too early. Yeah, half term weird. is a fortnight after that because H's birthday is um not the guy from Steps. I'm talking about my son. Mm-hmm. Um. It, his is um, tail end of February, and his is just at the end of half term. Would you go to another? Oh, it's sold out anyway, so it's clearly popular. Has Would it? You, yeah, according to the thing I've just. Oh yeah, tickets go on sale on the seventh of November. I guess there I won't go. I think there, there weren't that many. So there's six, twelve, sixteen, eighteen, twenty, twenty-two, twenty-four, twenty-six players max. 
Oh, really? Well, keeping, it, keeping it small, which I suppose you want if you want a one-dayer. I mean, I still might go down just to actually see some heresy being played. Max, that's less than Cumbia Legends. Slackers. So they've got. So basically, they've split it into different war zones. So oh. you've you had six players maximum for the planes of Orthana, which is three thousand side. Uh, the bridge one, you know, the cool bridge table, six oh, yeah. players maximum, three thousand aside. Uh, four players. Oh wait, so are these are they playing these on the good tables? I guess some of them are. Oh. Uh, Spiral Prime, two thousand aside. Death, and that's four players. Death of Imperius Terum, two players total, 2,000 points aside. So th- that, and that must only be one day then, because you ain't getting a six oh, yeah. 3,000 point aside game yeah. done in less than a week, from what I hear. Well, it's, I mean, it's seven hours long, bear in mind. The games start at half ten, the event finishes at five, 4.35 o'clock-ish. So. So I mean, that would be cool, but I think it's going to be, I mean, you're probably going to get, I don't know, I mean, will people buy into the um, whole, because it sounds like they're doing a super narrative event. There. Yeah, I mean, you know, the n- narrative, narrative play appears to have had its own logo developed. Mm. I would have probably, I think I might have gone to that. Had I, I might have gone, I might have, I might have gone to that. I'd have to take a Thursday in February off. Yeah, I'd have to take, well, I'd take a Thursday well, probably the Wednesday, the Thursday, and the Friday, rather than just taking well, Monday off. So. Well, you could have got, you could have, you could have got the Wednesday. Come down to mine, kept at mine on the Wednesday. It's only fifty miles to Nottingham from mine. Let's, let's not worry about what could have been. What could have been? Yeah, let's not worry about it. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, it's, if, if you are going, wherever it is in February, we, oh, it does sound like quite a cool thing. So. Yeah, you never know. They might get a few dropouts. I might keep an eye on that. Uh, I think you can. Can you not um, sign up for a reserve list on? Is there a reserve list or something? Event break. No Usually. On Eventbrite, you can just got sold out and details. That's it. Ah, it usually has a sort of um, uh, yet nothing there, mate. Thing there. Um, cool. Anyway, I think that sounds like that could be quite good with decent tables, very much in the spirit of heresy. So yeah, well, tip of the old hat to Warhammer. So yeah, Mr. B, our your our our previous uh, complaints about it could be unfounded. Could be, could be, but let's have a look. All right, so, uh, okay, back over to Rob. Something that hasn't already happened and we've forgotten about it is the 3rd of December. We've got a treat for our Japanese friends as the Warhammer Cafe opens up in Tokyo. Uh, You can buy Forge World there, so that'll um, that'll save you some shipping. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Because that is literally halfway around the world. And and, and yet another reason for me to go to Tokyo. That's what I'm saying. I'd quite like to go. I think I'd quite like to go to Tokyo. Tokyo. I'd love to visit Japan. I don't know if I could cope with Tokyo. I'd like to go. I would definitely like to go. Oh, Japan's Japan's high on my list. I have an issue with with lots of lights and flashing lights and noise and And stuff. So I don't know whether to cope. Well, and people. Lots of people. But I think that'd be quite... I always fancy going. But northern Northern Japan looks amazing. Like proper rural. Mm -hmm. I I quite like the kind of Blade Runner-esque, you know, futurism... Mm -hmm of the all the neon and stuff so i'd like to go and see that mm. cool um, oh. christopher okay. sorry my thing went weird um yeah cream for that i was gonna, I was gonna say that everyone's gonna say that. <laughs> all three of us were gonna say exactly the same thing you were absolutely yeah sorry what the hell that, that 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 might have been a moment of absolute if we'd managed to pull that off and oh, all yeah. three simultaneously unprompted and said the same that. thing it's just Old robbing Castleford Ing. Oh, you've got a cream for that. 
10 points. Okay. No, I, need to, I think I need to replace the cable that goes to my mic to my laptop because I think that's uh, not playing ball with me. Okay. Uh, wow. uh, so, Lydia. So, yeah, look, we've got a look at Lord Solar Leonatus. Leontus. Leontus. I feel like there should be another letter in there to me. Um, it does. Uh, it does feel like that. Then I'd get, up, then I'd get up, upset about how people pronounce it. Well, it's a bit Age of Sigma for me, if I'm honest. He's yeah. an entirely robotic horse, which is that's, pretty cool. That's quite cool. Which, which looks less robotic than the one that is in Age of Sigma. Yeah, you're right, actually. I hadn't noticed it was a robotic horse. No, I hadn't. It's a bit um, 30-30 from Brave Star, isn't it? It's mm. cool as I mean, if, I think if you paint it up to make it look slightly more like robotic, it would look really good. Yeah. Does it does it, it convert and stand on its hind legs and have a gun called Sarah Jane? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, it's a cool it's thing. A cool looking model. You could use it for a, uh, an army that potentially doesn't exist anymore. Use it as, um, a, command, use it as a commander for all your riders. The um the one that was really cool was the um going back to the the Krieg. Because they had like the commissar on the horse. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I've got that somewhere. I've got that beautiful um, model. In your the thing I solar, like is he's didn't you have a guy that had a horse that ran away? In my solar, yes. Yes, they so could use use this model for that, guy, couldn't you? I, I, no, it was just a. I basically what I did is I used the horse as a um, cyber familiar. Uh, represent okay. that, I mean, so it was a massive model, so you can shoot him to death really easily. But I just thought it was really cool, rather than having some little robot thing. It's like actually, his horse is his cyber familiar. Have you yeah. noticed what he stood on though? Something. The Reaver Titan's head, plastic Reaver, confirmed. There it is. There's the first part. <laughs> I, I of don't it. think you're the first person to mention that. Actually, I think I've definitely seen somebody say, "Hey, plastic Reaver's coming," because. But anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it's nice. We've got plastic reavers. They're just, you know, at a small scale. Yeah. Yeah. That is a reaver titan's head. Cool. It's much like when when they confirmed the plastic thunderhawk and they just didn't tell us it was an 8mm. Oh, right. I I thought it was actually a solar auxiliary figure. It's a a 40k figure that we may or may not be able to use. But yeah, why can't you use him as a a force commander? Because he's a chuffing horse, Michael. Yeah, again, I, I you, if it's if you can have a cyber familiar, then you probably could. I mean, you just you're, you're not modelling for advantage, are you? You know, you're no, modelling to get true. get shot to bits, which is perfectly fine. Anybody. And, and then you you take the plastic reaver head and you stick your Praetor on top of that. Mm. Nice one. All right, cool. I think El Chopper would look good stood on top of that. Yep. Yep. Right. So over to Graham for the last bit. Yeah, the fast the last one is the Scorpius missile. We kind of alluded to this earlier. Um, plastic kit for the um, Scorpius, whirlwind Scorpius. Uh, pretty good. I say it's a you know it's a, a plastic turret for a rhino basically. Um, there was an interesting thing where they got something horrifically wrong here. Oh yes. Um, whether it's still in here, I don't know. But they basically said, hey, and uh, don't forget that you can return fire with a Scorpius. Well, you can't return fire with a Scorpius because. It's not a defensive weapon. Correct. So it's it's it's, it's fine. As I, as I said at the time, the guys who make the the, the community posts are gen, are not necessarily the guys who know what the rules is all about. They're well, social. They should, media. Well, they should be. I'm kind they're, of with you. They're social media people. And you know, if I go in, if I go if I go into hospital, if I'm going for heart surgery, I don't want a podiatrist doing it. They're both medical and they both spent a long time studying. Exactly. But you know what? Exactly. I want the I want the one who knows his stuff. 
there's so, there's so sort of media guys. Somebody. Not that I'm comparing running yeah, warp onto heart surgery. Yeah. Anyway, they're, I think they're taking they're, it out of the thing altogether to stop the possibly, controversy. But they're, they're, they're social media guys. They're not really, you know. The question should be then, Mr. B. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's an, a great excuse because no, they're representing the company that wrote the, the rule. That yeah, and so therefore, I think there is a a, a duty of care, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, for them to get those right. Like, otherwise, they, otherwise they turn into another website that we were thinking about maybe discussing this evening, but we haven't got enough time left before the heat death of the universe to express our utter disgust at it. Well, so yeah, I I don't I don't think that's a yeah, I, I think if if, if if it was me using, John. let me put it this way: if I was the CEO of the company, I would be like, "Why are you putting out that nonsense? Because it just makes us look daft." You know, people expect you to get this stuff right, get it right. Mm. Maybe not. Um, that's uh, right. If I did something, if I did something similar in my job, I could potentially exactly. cost the company I work for twenty, thirty thousand pounds. Yeah, so you know, it, it, it's like me saying, "Yeah, it's a white stone, it's a diamond." Yes. When it's not a diamond. So, yeah, when I know it's a piece of picked up from a yeah. broken bottle on the way to work. I know, Mr. B, you are the, the voice of of collaboration and uh and and niceness, but in this one I, I do think I think if you're gonna put something up, it's gotta be right. Look, they, yeah. they they should have got it right, but the, as I said, they are social media people who know very little about the game but, itself. But, but, and they need the but, people who do know to write in the article. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing is if, if you are going to put an article up, then there's clearly something wrong with their processes because if they're putting stuff up and the people that write the rules aren't looking at it, then they probably need to do that. Yeah, it would be handy if they had people who were but you know, sometimes you hire the people who are good. Sometimes you hire people who are good at social media, but not necessarily the game. You can still get the people yeah, who the want social the media people just need to co- press Control C and Control V. Also, for Christ's sake, we all know how good at that. <laughs> I am. Send, send an email to the rules team. Can you can you have a look at this to make sure it's correct? No problem. Mm. Part of our process. We'll make sure rules we team have ri- rules team have written the book now. What else are they doing for the next five years until the next version comes out? Get them to write the bloody article. The five day. years. Oh my anyway. word! You anyway. are. Uh, before you we start, are, uh, you're, you're, you're very um, optimistic. Yeah, before years. we start rearranging um, and process engineering Games Workshop, very successful company, by the way, um, let's move on. I It'll, think as a, as a rule, and I think... reshuffles that, and a Tory cabinet. Yeah, I think as a rule, myself, Chris and Rob feel that it should be right. And Mr. B, you're like, well, they're social media people. I'll tell you what, Michael, if you go to a test... Tesco website to do your shopping mm-hmm. and you go oh that's a good deal on a, on a piece of steak I'll buy that piece of steak it's only three quid and they charge you ten quid for it do you complain when they go oh well it's only the web people that put it up there they don't know how much steak actually costs they're not farmers <laughs> it's a big difference no it's not what if someone drops 35 40 quid on a Scorpius thinking yeah that'll be really handy re- return yeah. firing with it and that's why they buy it yeah, I mean, if you mm. went to Apple and they said, here's our new Apple Watch and uh, it will give you a almost orgasmic like shock every 15 minutes because we're just social media people. You know, I mean, that's the same thing, yeah. isn't it? I mean, admittedly, you go to the Apple shop, but you buy your new Apple Watch and they've released a new one before you've got it out of the cellophane. Um, but that's you know, and that's but, me saying that, and I'm a massive Apple fanboy. But you I know, don't I, think I Apple. Deny it. I don't think they would let something like that go out. Let me put it this way. No. And I think they've got processes, and I don't think Games Workshop should be immune to that. It's they, text. 
it's text. They've got a literary department. They've got people who literally write a magazine for a living. They should be able to provide accurate copy because if they can't, they shouldn't be doing it. And it's not the first time. So we're just saying, get it right. That's who we are. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not the old days of the Imperial Armour books where you'd spend 55 quid on Imperial Armour 3 and realise that there was a sp- literal spelling mistake in nine sentences in a row. <laughs> I think, I think you're out, outnumbered on this particular train of thought. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Fair yeah. enough. Poor, poor quality, um, you know, the grammar police on this one. Not, not with it. Not even that. The accuracy police. Yeah, They're accuracy police. In storming the building. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I, wouldn't know if, I wouldn't know if it hadn't been pointed out to me because I'm not a member of the rules police. But once <laughs> well, I realised that it was wrong, it's like, no, if you put stuff on your company website. from the... Um, from the factual police to the rules police that's a whole that's a whole different thing that's like you know special oh, yeah, branch yeah. yeah if you put in if you put that's stuff rough, on your official if you put in stuff on your official company website you make sure that information is right i agree anyway that's it for the state of the union and what a state it's in what a state it's in all right should we go close out the show let's do that Oh, yes. So time to close out the show, uh, which is where we ask you to please leave us some reviews on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Mastodon, MyFace, FaceSpace, FaceEgg, all that kind of meta malarkey. If any of these companies have got any staff left to run them by the time this episode goes out, um, give the page a like uh, for no other reason than to keep Graham's pacemaker going because it runs on likes rather than batteries. And uh, if you've got any comments, then send them through to info at edgeofempire.co.uk or you can send us a message uh, through Instagram, Facebook, or you can leave a message on the Facebook wall as well as two groups as edge of empire and edge of empire listeners community so feel free to sign up to both of those says the man who doesn't have facebook uh if you want to help out the show um so i i won't know if you sign up or not but you know if you oh, slag me off i'm sure oh, somebody will yeah. screenshot it and send me a copy we love it um, that's one of my yeah it's, it's one of our yeah, there's you know you get your own special glee emoji when i get it when it gets sent yeah. through oh look someone's slagging him off hey do you know um, we've got 12 patrons have we? 12 yes. patrons. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Thomas, James. How fantastic is that? I had just looked at that. Amazing. Um, yeah, I need to do more updates for those guys, really. I realistically, I need to do, but I'm just terrible at it. Okay. Judas. Try to think of the rest yes. of them. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, if you want to help the show, we can go to our affiliate link with Audible. Uh, get your Horace Heresy audiobooks through them with a month's free trial, seven ninety nine recurring thereafter for uh, one credit, which uh, can be one audiobook or potentially something else. Um, and all the Black Library books are on there as well, not just 30K related. Um, and you can join the 12 um not the baddies from killing eve um you could make it the 13 um and become a patron of the show and pop a couple of um currency of your choice in our tip jar for absolutely nothing but we will be extremely grateful and we will put it towards the cost of life cost of living crisis so that we can record with more than a tea light between the four of us there is Uh, actually a thing that is better than patron for this I think Patreon, you have to sign up. Yeah, Ko-Fi. We, we have got a Ko-Fi account set up. I just need to 
do something with it. And to tell us it about it. Right. Yep. About we'll it, get actually. that set up. We'll get yeah. that so, set up. Um, yeah, so feel free to uh, email get it set up, Michael, at edgeofempire.co.uk, yeah. um, and that'll give Mr. B something to do. If you want to help us out a bit more directly, you can go to the ad, go to the website, edgeofempire.co.uk, um, and then visit the banner to purchase your toys through Element Games, which uh, gives us a bit of a kickback for the, the for the link. And we've got Element Crystal Codes, which means you get double crystals, and we get normal crystals, which equate to discount. Uh, these are all in the show notes, but Chris's is CHR211. Graham's is GRA2794, because there's a lot of Graham's in the hobby. Uh, Dolly's is MIC440, and mine is Rob676. We've also got a similar affiliate link with the Outpost as well, which is a fab little friendly local gaming store in Sheffield, who I will be going to visit before too long, since it's just down the train. Uh, so that's it for uh, this evening. Next episode, we've got uh, we're, 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 we're going back onto the get things wrong train, and we'll be doing a deep dive into the Dark Angels. So um, we'll spend six hours basically arguing about whether they're traitors or not, no doubt, um, and then get all the rules wrong for you. So um, tune in for that one. But until then, until then, dear friends, it is a good night from me. It's good night from me. Good night from me. Oh, it's good night from him. And it's good night from him. Oh, we missed missed that, didn't we? Oh, well. He's gone. Anyway, have a lovely month, everybody. And um, we shall be back, like I say, with the Dark Angels and run through with their craziness. Yes. We will see you on the flip side, folks. Bye-bye. Bye.